Hello, everybody, and welcome to the finale in our MCU trilogy of special episodes leading up to the end season, but we're not at the end season yet. That comes next week. I am your host, as always, Jack Chambers, and joining me, also as always, it's Matthew Stockton. Sequelizers! Assemble! And coming out of a portal on our left, also as always, it's Tim Matum. What is sequel but film persevering? Oh, <laughs> that, that's deep, man. That's real deep. <laughs> mm. <laughs> In a way, sequels are films that persevere, and some shouldn't. <laughs> and yeah. they cause us a lot of grief. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Some deserve to die. <laughs> <laughs> well, ladies and gentlemen, if you haven't already, please do go and check out part one and part two because it, it's quite a trilogy. You know, it, it's a specific order that we're doing this in. And this episode specifically is going to be about the future of the MCU. <gasps> phase four that we're currently in at the time of recording. Whatever is beyond phase four and all that kind of stuff. So I'm going to get this out of the way right here, right now, before I even get into plugging the Patreon and all that kind of stuff. Spoiler alert for everything that has been released in the MCU so far as of January 2022. So, that includes the Hawkeye TV series, that includes Spider-Man No Way Home, that includes Eternals, that includes all of the movies, fucking Black Widow, whatever else. Absolutely everything in the MCU that has come out until January 2022. If you are not caught up, Pause it, go and watch them. They're all on Disney Plus at this point, probably. So. <laughs> it's a narrow window because by uh, arguably the end of 2022, people might go back and listen to this. Yeah, yeah. And laugh at our predictions of the future. Oh, mm. I'm sure they will. Yeah. yeah. You can go, yeah, I already know. We'll this have stuff. listeners yeah. in the distant future of 2025 being like, that is fucking <laughs> Jack, the heat death of the sun is 2024. <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> um, so, yeah, out of the way right now. If you don't care about spoilers, then crack on, you know. Hello. You'll, you'll hear some interesting theories and ideas and suggestions about the future of the MCU. But if you are not caught up on the MCU stuff and you do care about spoilers, I know quite a few of our fellow podcasters, I know Rich from Unequal Sequel is very strict about like not watching any trailers or anything like that. Mm. I'm including trailers and theories and like casting announcements and all that kind of stuff for future projects. We will be talking about the future projects coming out in Phase 4. We will be coming up with... Uh, there we go. Oh. Some pitches and some ideas of our own, like we do with kind of like we do with our sequel we'd like to see kind of theme that we'll be doing very soon for our interseason episode. <laughs> but doing basically an MCU film we'd like to see, and we will be coming up with suggestions that will tie into stuff that has been announced but isn't out yet. For example, Doctor Strange 2, essentially, um, into the the madness of the multiverse multiverse madness multiverse madness thank you i always want to call it into the mouth of madness because of course i do <laughs> and yeah that that film isn't out yet at the time of recording but it is relevant because mm. casting has happened and things happen and multiverse yeah. trailers stuff and, are yeah. out and trailer is out the trailer is the has already been released to the world so we know some things that are going to happen in that yeah. it also ties into previous films so if you haven't seen that film and you watch the trailer it will spoil one division for you it will spoil mm. certain things and other things as well so yep. as soon as i read this and go through the patreon stuff from then on full spoilers <laughs> you're entering the danger zone you're in, you're, this is yeah. the highway to the danger zone so pull off on a yeah. slip road right now this is the threshold step all th step through the portal or don't I expect no tweets being like, oh, God, I can't believe you spoiled it. Because I've just spent like seven minutes explaining the concept <laughs> of spoilers to you. So before we get into all of that, before we get into phase four, before we get into our suggestions and all that kind of stuff, let's say a little lovely thank you to our 
friends and supporters on patreon.com slash sequelizers, shall we? Let's do it. Yeah. Yes. Because you, dear listeners, can get ad-free and early access episodes if you go to Patreon. You can also get discounts on merch, exclusive merch, bonus interseason episodes, and like I said, the proper interseason starts next week. You're going to get full bonus episodes coming up, and we've got some really, really cool ones coming up. One of them I thought, oh my god, that's a bonus episode. Oh shit, I thought that was a main episode. Like, some juicy stuff in there. It's, w- <laughs> it's worth worth the price of admission, ladies and gentlemen. Spoilers, it's called Jack's Juice. <laughs> <laughs> we just talk about Jack's Juice for an hour and a half. Pretty much, pretty much. An hour and a half, that's a short one for us, Matt. Well, yeah, because your juice <laughs> is limited, sir. <laughs> that's what you think. He only sells raspberry juice. It's that's weird. true, that's true. Demand is low. Very sharp. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, if you would like to go to patreon.com slash equalizers, you can also become an executive producer by going up to the top two tiers like these fine and lovely people did. I am inevitable. Jonathan Firth Clark. Other. He's a friend from work. Mike Salvia. I could do this all day. Xenos. I mean, I'm just a friendly neighborhood Spider-Man, sir. Bitch, please, you've been to space. Josh van der Sluis. You cannot talk. One more word, and I will feed you to my children. I'm kidding, we are vegetarians. <laughs> James McDowell. Uh, what is this guy's problem, Mr. Stark? Uh, he's from space. He came here to steal a necklace from a wizard. Michael Belcher. That's not a cat. That's a flurkin. A flurkin? <laughs> and Josh Miles. Thank you, executive producers, as always, for making this show possible. And thank you to everyone on Patreon for making this MCU trilogy possible, because this was one of our stretch goals on Patreon. Mm -hmm. We are doing this, what is soon to be turning out to be 10 slash 11, possibly 12 hour long (laughs) (laughs) adventure through the Marvel Cinematic Universe because of our wonderful supporters on Patreon. You make the end season longer, you make the main season longer, and now they've given you three extra bonus bumper episodes, all thanks to them. So... If you would like to join them, and like I said, get early access, all that good stuff and all the other benefits, you can go to patreon.com slash sequelizers. Shall we enter the danger zone, gentlemen? Highway to the... Spoiler zone. Last yeah. last warning. Spoilers, spoilers, spoilers. Nah, they've had enough. Be gone with you. A <laughs> bunch of Spidermans. There we go. Can't Right, so I'm doing uh, the, the third amazing Spider-Man film. Yeah. Said no oh. one. I actually had a conversation with somebody the other day. I was like, do you think they're going to do a new one with Andrew Garfield? I'm like, I don't think so, mate. No. no. He's 40. <laughs> yeah. I don't think so, but also Sony likes money. Yeah, but Sony make bad Spider-Man films. <laughs> yeah. yeah <sure. laughs> but, uh, uh, yeah. Well, yeah. We, yeah. we'll get into that discussion of, we, of No we Way certainly Home and will. stuff like that. Mm. We certainly will. 
So we kick off with phase four. What yeah. is phase four, Jack? Uh, so phase four so far, I, I mentioned a couple of things from them early on mm. as the recent releases that are, you know we're going to be discussing and spoiling and all that kind of stuff. So to give you a quick rundown, the film Black Widow. Bad. <laughs> Not great. Disagree. It's okay. I was, I was fine. Yeah. Shang-Chi. Good. Spectacular. Okay. Eternals. All right. Good. Yeah. yeah. Spider-Man No Way Home. Yeah. Good. Loved it. WandaVision, the Disney Plus series. Yeah, good. All right. Yeah, all right. Falcon and Winter Soldier, the Disney Plus series. Yeah, all right. All right. Loki, the Disney Plus series. Yeah, it's all right. All right. <laughs> Hawkeye, the Disney Plus series. Uh, yeah, I think it was good. I liked yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 And What If, the animated Disney Plus series. Yeah, that's the thing. Yeah. <laughs> I only recently watched What If, and I was like, I, don't, I wasn't expecting this to matter. I was expecting it to be some other sidecore mm. thing. And it's like, it's probably going to set up a bunch of stuff in later phase four slash phase five stuff. You're like, what? Probably the next film. Yeah. Yeah. Like, wait, what? Yeah. Like, yeah, this guy's probably in Doctor Strange too. Like, what? Yeah. You're doing this in a fucking I... a weird 3D animated cartoon thing? Like, mm. Okay. I still haven't watched all of What If. Yeah. Um, it's a weird, it's a, it's weird. I find it weirdly sloggy to get through. Yeah, it is. It, it. I think Jeffrey Wright is the the watcher is a fantastic. Oh, that's like, great casting. Brilliant yeah. casting. Yeah. And when you get towards the end where it all starts like tying together and the whole thing with Ultron and that whole thing happens, you know, and like, the missing episode. And yeah, the missing <laughs> episode like, and Gamora, I'm coming for you. And everybody goes, What? What do you mean you're coming for Gamora? Like, <laughs> yeah, there was an episode that's probably gonna be in season two that we <laughs> supposed to be in season one but was cut. Don't worry about it. Yeah, exactly. Um yeah, apparently that was a plan for it is it's if Tony Stark doesn't come back through the portal and he ends up in Sakaar, I believe is that episode. Yes. And uh, all different things happen and blah, 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 blah. And the Gamora of that timeline ends up killing Thanos and becoming the new Thanos, basically, in the new okay. golden armor and taking over her mm. her place as the ruler of the universe mm. or whatever the fuck it is. And she is just plucked out of thin air in the last <laughs> episode of What If? And you're like, yes, you Gamora. You're like, what Gamora? Who Gamora? Where? Yeah, it's Gamora <laughs> and Tony Stark. And like, what the fuck is going on? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We don't see any of that shit. No. It did feel like a bit of a ham fisted kind of like Marvel zombies, right, guys? You're like, oh, yeah, we know Marvel. It's a, it's a popular it's, thing. It's mostly, we're not going to make a movie of this. I mean, it's yeah. it's consistent for what What If is in the comics. Oh, which definitely. Is yeah, yeah. A, very hit or miss. Yeah. And, oh, yeah. Definitely. And B, yeah, just kind of like, uh, you know, it's there. We, I had this idea. Let's do it. Uh, it kind of worked. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's fair. So I was going to start off with what have your highlights been of the fa of Phase Four so far, gentlemen? What's been your your favorite, whether it's TV show mm. or film or whatever? What's been your your favorite piece of media so far? Eternals for me. Mm, interesting. I really liked Eternals. I absolutely recognize that it is not for everyone. Um, but it's for you, Tim. But it's for me. <laughs> if um, I had to guess, I would guess you were a. Yeah. The Eternals was a Tim film. Yeah. I, they're and the not, reception it had received, I'd be like, that seems like a Tim <laughs> film. They're not characters that I have a lot of affection for. Mm. Um, I'm enjoying the current run. Um, I read the Neil Gaiman run when it came out. I have. I own I, that, I, I think. Yeah. yeah I read and, it many years so, ago. And I remember being a little bit underwhelmed by it. It was during the period where John Romita Jr.'s art was getting a little bit, like, yeah, a little bit dodgy yeah. um very scratchy and like very oh. scratchy yeah but yeah and i and i haven't read any of the kirby stuff um no neither have i but 
I really clicked with that film. Um, I'm looking forward to like rewatching it uh, when it comes on streaming services and and stuff like that. And Which is probably now at time of listening. It, it, it is, will be is out now. It will time, be by the yeah, time people yeah. are hearing yeah. this. Yes, I I like that it's not for everyone. Mm. Um, I think Marvel has been slightly hampered in recent years. I was by... about to say, yeah, that, that's such a deviation from their formulaic yes. kind of thing of like, appeal to as wide an audience as possible. We'll, yeah. we'll sort of comment on things, but not too much yes. that we offend people. Yeah. Play it very safe. And it feels like they've done it a couple of times where they kind of step out of line and do something mm. a little bit different. And then they very quickly rein themselves back in and re- mm. return to the status quo. Yeah. And just from what you guys are talking, I've still not seen Eternals mm. at, at time of recording. I will have by the time this comes out, mm. blah, blah, blah. You know how time works. Or do we by the, <laughs> by the MCU standards? <gasps> but yeah, even from the critical reception it received, and like I said, what you guys have said, mm. it seems like the least MCU of the MCU films. And it's the mm. one that is kind of branching out and doing different things. And in a way, I think Guardians was one of the first ones to do that. Because it was like, oh, this is quite a James Gunn kind mm. of film. And actually letting a director do their style and do that thing. Mm. And from what I understand and from what I've seen, it's a very Chloe Zhao kind of style yeah. mixed in with the MCU stuff. It's kind of a weird hybrid of both. Yeah, of I would those. say I would say absolutely. And I think, you know, one of the strengths sort of of, the, of what DC has done recently mm. is that it their films feel like they have a stronger perspective and authorial voice a bit more individualistic right? exactly yeah. you know and it's like i i don't particularly want to see joker but i'm glad that dc have decided that they can make a film like that and also make a film like aquaman and also make a film like shazam and yeah. also make a film yeah. like birds of prey like it all has its place it all has its place and there's far more diversity there than there is in the the mcu because it's this very let's shave all the corners off and and make it suitable for everyone which gets you consistently good films as we've said before like there's no bad films in the mcu there's just less good films Mm -hmm. but it also means that maybe you don't hit the highest heights in certain ways in terms of like pushing things forward artistically and emotionally and stuff like that and uh so yeah i i really liked eternals i thought it, it had some really interesting questions it had a nice both real diversity um in terms of like people behind the camera people in front of the camera it also had diversity of superpowers uh which as someone who is a big x-men fan who tend to have some really weird superpowers um often like kind of useless and that's yes. kind, of the fun, oh, yeah. the, kind of the fun of it yeah not everyone has to be a super mega badass yeah yeah like one of the things that disappointed me about the Suicide Squad. Speaking of James Gunn, yeah. Speaking of James Gunn, the recent one, um, which a lot, uh, I thought it was fine. I thought it obviously miles better than the uh, <laughs> the original one. That kind of goes without saying, but yes. Yeah. Um, but I was a little dis- disappointed because basically everyone's superpower devolved to like I'm good at killing things. Yes, it does. Apart apart from Ratcatcher, yes, who's kind of had who had a slightly kind of, but even like Polka Dot Man who is like a com- a complete like opportunity to go like absolutely bizarre with what mm-hmm. you're doing there. Sure. And his power just kind of was like, oh, I point at things and polka dots fly at them and then they die. Mm. The, he never explains what the polka dots do. No. It just starts like dissolving people, I yes. guess. And I'm like, acid. Sure. Yeah, Mel- it's kind of, kind of melty, acidy yeah. kind of yeah. stuff. Yeah. Because 
from knowing Pokemon Man from the comics and stuff, I was like, oh, we're going to see like interdimensional portals or something. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. something weird. Or like each cool. different color does a different thing or something exactly. like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. He'll yeah. throw a red one and it'll be a thing and then a blue one will like, cover them in water or something. Like, yeah. Just big old bullets. Just all of them is just kind of melty. Like, yeah. Okay. yeah. So I liked Eternals in that you have a character who has mind control. You have a character who has transmutation abilities. You know, you have a, a character who is a kind of super scientist, but on a sort of a level that's so beyond that it's, you know, it's interesting. In a world full of super scientists. In a world full of super scientists. <laughs> yeah. You have, uh, you know, you have kind, I mean, apart from Quicksilver, the first real, like, tackling speedster. Of, of speedster speedster, yeah. speedster super speed in in the mcu so yeah i i really liked eternals it really clicked for me um but i also recognize that they, there's probably equally well judging from rotten tomatoes and stuff for every person out there who's like yeah it's really great uh there's a person who's like i thought it was dull and i didn't like it <laughs> yeah when's tony stark coming back oh, God. <laughs> i mean the eternals being followed by spider-man it's like, oh my god, is this the death of the MCU? Here's a Spider-Man. Oh my god, I love the MCU! <laughs> I can't throw money at it fast enough! Yeah. It made a billion in like two weeks or something. One it's week. Like, it's one week. It's fucking insane. Ridiculous. I, I, that's, that's obscene. We're still in a pandemic, by the way. Yeah. Like, the biggest like, Sony mo- uh, film ever. Ever, yeah. 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 It, that's so Not the biggest surreal. Spider-Man film. The biggest Sony film yeah. ever. Yeah. yeah. And it's been out at the time of recording. A matter of weeks. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Matt, um, how about you? What's been your highlight of Phase 4 so far? Shang-Chi. Oh, okay. God damn love me some Shang-Chi. Um, so I... So I, yeah, to, to sort of parrot what's already been said, uh, Black Widow, Shang-Chi, Eternals, and Spider-Man have been what's out thus far in the cinema. Yes, they're the, the feature film releases. That's, yeah, they're the four we've had... The, well, sorry, the four from this year which is a weird thing to think about. This year being 2021. 2021. Yeah. Oh, God, yeah, sorry. I meant that last year. <laughs> sorry. And this this year we're discussing. Um, because we're getting three MCU movies in 2022. Just, we'll get we'll get on to that in a moment, man. We will, yes. yeah. Um, and I don't think there's a bad film among them. I don't think... I, I still think the MCU has not stumbled. I think there are issues with all of them, because of course there are. Oh, we talked about be. the issues in part one and part two. When yeah. We talked about what we liked, what we didn't like, what we're going to fix. Yeah. If you haven't heard that, like I said, go back and listen to yeah, check it out. the last two weeks' episodes. But Shang-Chi was the strongest among them for me. It, for, I think for the first, I mean, for a majority of the film, also, in my opinion, doesn't feel like an MCU movie. It's, mm. And by that, I simply mean its personality and its presence and the way it goes about everything feels like it has less of a chokehold around its neck. And then it feels like it can just, a bit like a Guardian's comparison, it can go a little further outside of it. I mean, I know it still feels within the family, as it were, but it's only after a while you think, oh, fuck, wait, this is an MCU movie. Of course it is. Which could be supposed to diversity in general. Mm-hmm. There's something you said when you first saw it, and I can't remember who you were talking to, but it was mm-hmm. saying like, oh, I need to come, oh, I'm really into Kung Fu movies now. I just watched my first Kung Fu oh, movie. Yeah, and you yeah. were like, yeah, I mean, you kind of didn't, but yeah, I mean, it's a, it's a gateway, sort of. Like, yeah, it's, a, yeah, it's, yeah. The, it's the classic. I've seen. I've just seen my first kung fu film. I didn't really, mm. think I'd really get into kung fu films. I think you kind of still haven't. I mean, um, I, I think that's true with the MCU in general, right? It's yeah. often a gateway into other stuff, little subgenres, yes. and different things that are like it will incorporate for a film or half a film mm-hmm, or a bit mm-hmm. of a TV series or whatever, mm-hmm. and be like, "You want to go and watch Tinker Tailor Soldier Spy?" Now you've watched Captain America Winter Soldier. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean yes, but no. It's 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 your kid. How Halloween in a costume. It's still your kid. 
They just yeah. happen to be dressed like something yeah. else. Yeah. It's yeah. like all the fundamentals are still there. They just happen to be looking like, is it like, okay, what are you going to dress like this year? I'm a Frankenstein. It's not really, it's not really a components of a dead person. Don't worry. <laughs> it's my child. What are we going this year? I'm going as Stanley Kubrick. You're going as what? <laughs> That's the Eternals moment. <laughs> what are you going as now? I'm buying a Spider-Man! Yay! <laughs> He's back. There he is. It's the same kid every time. Nothing's different. <laughs> Which Spider-Man? All of them! All of them. It's like, oh, 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 that's okay. In like, Fine. A, in like a Two-Face style, but like three bits. Where Split. Like one yeah. third each suit. Yeah, exactly. No, it's 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 the mask of, of Tobey Maguire, the um, upper body chest stuff of Tom Holland and the trousers of Andrew Garfield. Mm. And he goes, yeah, it's there. That's fine. Mm. Uh, you, wearing his, uh, his, his jogging bottoms that he yes. used to wear on set. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, no, Shang-Chi was, was great for me. And it was also the emotional connection to the, I know there's always classic, a load of daddy issue shits in mm. film in general, let alone comic book movies. Mm. Good Lord. There's a lot of angry dads and <laughs> a lot of, upset people. A lot of sad dads. A lot people of angry dads. are upset with their dads mm. and yeah. sad dads. Yeah. But the fact that it comes out and says, oh, hi, here's my father. He's a fucking murderer. It's like, mm. oh, geez. And, and like, I forced to be reckoned with. And it's really, I mean, yes, obviously, I really like the big dragon showdown. Like, oh, God, mm. my God, this is crazy. It would have been nice if it was just the two people having a fight. Yeah, I think that was my hesitation with with Shang-Chi yeah. is that I, I wanted a, a smaller scale finale. Same. Yeah, um, yeah. Because, I think that's, that's fair. But I, I, I agree in that I think Wen Wu is one of the MCU's best villains mm. at yeah. this point. Yeah, yeah, very true. Um, I think Tony Tony uh, Lung is like carrying that film on his shoulders. Oh, man's amazing. I think, and and actually, I would hold say that Eternals has the same problem because although it's a very much a ensemble piece, like yeah. Cersei is the the kind of the focal character of it and it's clear that she's being set up as like if one of them carries forward it's going to be her if someone ends up on the avengers yes. it's going to be her yes i think that shang chi and cersei suffer from like bland protagonist problem mm. where it they're just mm. kind of relying on the charisma of the actor oh and they okay, haven't okay, really yeah. like put in the work to be like oh this character's got like a lot going on they're just kind of like a nice heroic person. Well, this is the thing about Shang-Chi that I find interesting because I don't disagree with you mm. to the degree. I, because I, I mean, they kind of glaze over it a little bit, glaze over it a little bit, but it's the idea that Shang-Chi openly admits that he's like, oh yeah, I've killed someone. It's like, yeah, what? And it's like, he's on this revenge mission. He said, yeah, I did it. I killed him. It's like, mm. holy, f are you right? So you're not just a straight lace, but, but we don't see it. We don't hear about it. We haven't seen it. It's the cause and effect. I think it's more for developing later. And also this goes back to episode two. Uh, yeah. We we come from a universe where in his first film, Tony Stark kills like Loads dozens of people. Of people. Yeah. Oh yeah, <laughs> so does Captain America. Yeah, they kill a bunch of people. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. 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 So and it's... not like in ornament bad guys, just a you know generic mm. blob alien number yeah. sixteen. But like... Chitauri. No, yeah, no yeah. human dudes. Humans with human bullets beings. in their faces. Yeah, yeah. yeah, exactly. So I but I really enjoyed it. I thought it had a lot of really clear, nice uh, direction in terms of the drama. That the visuals are very pretty. I thought the action was very very well choreographed. It just hit a lot of beats for me. I'm like this is fucking fun. I'm really enjoying this. And with the mythology as well, towards the end, I'm like, this is fucking great. I want to see more of this character. I want mm. to see where this is going. This has promise for me. Mm. Fucking sling this charming motherfucker mm. in there. Um, I think you're right, though. It's, that's Simu Liu being damn charming. It, yes, it's his yeah. charisma carrying it rather yes. than them putting the effort into like building into a character very building. compelling. And bouncing yeah. off Aquafina as well. Like, oh, entirely, yeah. Really, really, they're like, yes, duo they're, works yeah. really, really well yeah. and helps boost his charisma mm. and give him a grounding in the real world. Yeah. and. Mm you get that kind of fish out of water moment of like the, the magical world mm, meeting yeah. her being like, 
Do you guys not text? Yeah. Mm. Oh, okay. I also think there's going to be like a very strong Eternals Shang-Chi connection because mm. of the whole Ten Ring thing. Mm. Mm. Yeah, or like yeah. uh, Captain Marvel's we don't know where these are from. These, they've yeah, got yeah. definite sort of celestial energy to them. Like, oh, hello. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, yes. Shang-Chi, also my favorite Pokemon film. <laughs> yeah. There are a lot of some cool animals. There's, in that there's one. a lot. When no, they, when they, when Faceless they, yeah. winged pig monsters. Or when, yeah. When they, when they first enter <laughs> the, the, the f- hidden realm or the, whatever it's called in that, I was yes. just like, this is fucking Pokemon. And it's fucking <laughs> yeah. great. Detective Pikachu sequel. We didn't know we needed. Yeah. yeah. You go through the murder woods and you get to. Yeah, Pallet Town. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, ding, 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 ding. Yeah, when Some they were when him. they were like taking the the, the, the hidden caves out of Winwoo's forest, they should have kept running into Zubats. Yeah. <laughs> and then Rayquaza comes swooping down, yeah. big dragon Pokemon gets punched in the face, like Shadow of the Colossus. Yeah, um, yeah. pretty much. Jack, Jack. hello. What's your uh, What's your deal? <laughs> My deal is I'm a basic bitch and I love Spider-Man. <laughs> <laughs> there it is. One of every everyone listening is like, everyone's going, one of us, one of us. Because we actually we haven't really discussed Spider-Man no, no, amongst no. ourselves. Not, no, we haven't. No, so no. We've got, we've, I think we've had like three lines of text in a chat. <laughs> yeah. And my review. Yeah. The rest yeah. is like. And oh. I've taken the piss out of you from review quite a few times. Or I, whether that's on the Discord or in our chat yeah. as well. I haven't read Matt's review. Oh, I'm not, Tim. I'm not faced. It's all right. Tim. I'm not faced. Betrayal. Four. It's fine, yeah. <laughs> what's what's your, your Spider-Man? I love Spider-Man. I thought yeah. it was fantastic. I have a lot of problems with like how it all kind of works and lots of weird like plot mm, holy sure, stuff. Sure. That is also the MCU though. Yeah, that is that is comic books. That is Spider-Man stuff. And especially when you get to like time travel y mm. mind wipey bollocks, it's like there's a lot of weird like, oh yeah, they it's all the people who know Spider-Man is Spider-Man. It's like, I mean it's not though, is it? And no. also <laughs> Electro doesn't know. So why is he here? Like, yeah. did you just want Jamie Fox back because now Jamie Fox is cool looking? Yeah. And then you get the whole like, and I know they explain it away with, oh, but Venom in the cameo, he's like, the symbiote, no, fuck off. Mm. That doesn't mean we had shit. A, we had a yeah. bit of an, you and I had a bit of an argument about this. Because like, yeah, the the post credits for No Way Home, not the post credits being the Doctor Strange yes. trailer, mm. the Venom tie-in thing mm. where Tom Hardy's Venom, Eddie Brock comes through and is sat around with the guy from Ted Lasso for like 10 minutes <laughs> and then fucks off again. But a little bit of Venom is left mm. and it goes like, blah, 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 blah. Yep. It's like, it's off to, because they already talked about like, we want him and it licks mm. the screen and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. We're off to New York and that whole mm. thing. And Venom specifically says like, we could introduce you to the, what is it like, the hive mind across the multiverse, yeah. but it will collapse your puny mind. It's like, I guess. So is like Topher Grace in your hive mind somewhere? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or is this a parallel thing where you know that... Because Topher Grace knows that he's... Topher Grace knows Peter Parker. Peter Parker 100%. So Where's that he? Venom from the multiverse, from Tobey Maguire's multiverse, yeah. knows that so yeah. that and the in the comics the symbiote do have yeah. a hive mind and it's sure. a whole thing and also doesn't bring across like either of the other aunt mays or or mary, Dunst. Dunst. Or mary yeah they're, mary they're, they're, they're the silhouettes in the, in the line yeah <laughs> yeah yeah all coming through yeah you know uh, aunt may with a big horn and mary jane with a big stick and yeah. like yeah. lion's mane around the her horn neck is, and stuff oh peter <laughs> <It's> like, <"Ugh." laughs> i can fuck this one Jesus. um um yeah but yeah i it was Again, being the basic bitch, it's the it's the only other time like post end game where I did the like just little fist pump <laughs> like fuck no yeah, shame, no shame. fuck yeah moment. I kept it quiet. I wasn't like woo, 
yeah. Like American audiences still do. British. Yeah. yeah, I'm still just like. Yes. I I did a little um sort of excited shuffle like arm pumpy thing. It, it wasn't quite <laughs> like a yes. It was more just like a <laughs> yeah. uh, when uh, Willem Dafoe said, "I'm something of a scientist yeah. myself." Uh, yeah. <laughs> that got an audible laugh yeah. in me. I was like, "People know the meme." I I was at the. Uh, even Emma laughed at that bit, and she hasn't watched the Spider-Man film since they came out. She knows the ago. meme. She knows the meme from the TikTok. I was like, "Do you remember that from the Spider-Man film?" She was like, "No, meme on TikTok." I'm like, oh, <laughs> "Of course it is." Um, so I was at the, f- the first screening in in this country, basically, um, and by that I'm trying to establish the scene that everybody there were big fucking Spider-Man mm. fans. Mm. So I'm always gauging my reaction, like the room's reaction, like, "Yeah, but." Because, you know, of course they'd react that way because that's the thing. But it seems to be echoed across I saw it a week cinema. later, yeah, late on a Friday night, yeah. and people were hooping and cheering that's, and clapping. That's the thing. I think it's one of those reverbs yeah. that everyone's feeling. Mm. So I remember, we're going to get back to this as well. I kind of put my shoulder out because I'm an old man now. <laughs> um, because I w- in the first thing in the morning, I watched the, the episode five of Hawkeye. And the last, epi- the last reveal went, yes! And did a little sort of, yeah. oh, God, yes! <laughs> the implications! Um, and oh, with the, like, the kingpin reveal on the yeah, photo, yeah, reveal. Yeah, 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 and I did it so much that my left shot was like, ah, 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 <laughs> oh no, that was too much. I can't be happy. It causes me literal pain. Um, and then literally went to see Spider Man, but I was very rigid in the in the chair. Um, so when things did happen, like the Daredevil mm. reel, the various Spider Mans coming through, everything I, happened. I was like, yes, oh, this and you could hear the room audibly mm. reacting. And I was like, oh shit, I could. I was there making sounds, but you know. I was surprised how un, how they underplayed the Daredevil thing mm. Mm. Um, because it's just tiny cameo. It, it's just a, yeah, it's it it felt like he'd only just become Daredevil, and this is like the first time he's ever met any other superheroes. Like he knows Spider Man stuff, but like he's been around for years at this point. Yeah, in theory, this is a whole like mm, well, we yeah. don't know if the Netflix stuff is in canon. Yeah, it's a whole fucking thing. They I might choose it. Not be. it. I think some of it will be. I think much I think in the same way the Spider-Man will, will, is in They will canon. fiddle the timeline and be yeah. like, you know, Kingpin has fought Daredevil and all this kind of stuff. Yes, they'll be exactly There will it. be ties there. And yeah. I mean, I think that's the tricky question. If they if they go forward, if they're like, no, we're, we're going to do a Daredevil film again, like, mm. like, do you retread the ground that you've already trodden in the series? And if not, where do you go? You've already done Bullseye, you've done Elektra, you've done Kingpin. Mm-hmm. Like, those are three of the big... I mean, I'm not saying you can't name, tell name any an, other... Name another Daredevil villain. Yeah. Like, like you're down to... Like, <laughs> we can as comic book readers, yeah. but I know a yeah. lot of our listeners... The owl, like, Mr. Fear, and people like that. <laughs> yeah. you know. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. The answer was Electra. No, um, you're did, right. They did Electra. Oh, I know, I know. Yeah. But what I'm trying to say is that you're right, but obviously that's because there's... And again, we'll get to this. The Echo TV series, I bet he's yes. going to be the big hundred percent. I don't know if he will get a film per se. Mm. I, I don't think he will. I think, I think, he's gonna be just I think Charlie Cox is going to be like supporting. I think he will probably appear in the new Spider-Man film. Mm. Mm. Be like another like, well, I know something about you because mm-hmm. he's a really, really good lawyer and catches the brick. And it's yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I, I did. So when he showed up on screen, I again did a little like, yes. <laughs> Nobody made a sound. And I was like, huh. So people, a lot of people haven't seen the Netflix movies then. Yeah. I uh, see that there was a big reaction in the room when I was there. It was yeah. Like, ah! It was like everyone knew what was happening. Yeah. yeah. I got like a, uh, from like three people in the room. Like, cool. Yeah. <laughs> Me and those guys watched, because even yeah. like Emma hasn't watched the Netflix shows. Yeah. Mm. And Emma like nudged me when Jamie Foxx did like I always thought Spider Man would be black. There's got to be a black Spider Man out there. She knows I'm a huge fan of Miles Morales. Yeah. So she was like, huh, huh. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, I got it. Thank I you. presume <laughs> you've made her see Spider Verse. Yes. Yeah. 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 
Yeah, forced that upon her. Yes, yeah. sir. <laughs> <laughs> That's all we're watching for a week straight. I'm doing an Alec where we spend a whole weekend just watching one film on repeat. Yeah, <laughs> just screaming the word education over and over and over until it goes in. I'll I, force I, you to love Post Malone and Sway Lee, whether you like it or not. <laughs> like, I haven't gone back and rewatched Amazing Spider-Man 2 because it's a trash film. I do not like that film um, at all. Sorry. But I was surprised how much this film was able to redeem Jamie Foxx's electro. Yeah. Like, I actually like his... I think as they reinvented him, basically. Yeah, I mean, he's, <laughs> he's an entirely different character. Yeah. yeah. Um, but they do pull across really nicely. And I, th- I, 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 w- it's weird that one of the most emotional moments of this movie is the very expected, oh, MJ falls off. Yes. And he and catches her. And it's Andrew Garfield yeah. catching her. And, yes. and, and Andrew Garfield does the face. Are you okay? He does a like, little cry mm, face. Mm, yeah. Oh. Andrew right. Garfield stole the show. He was fucking. He was redeemed in this film. I mean, that's that's the thing is that he and Emma Stone Mm, were always great. The films were just bad. Yeah, Yeah. their chemistry was so good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. because they were dating. (laughs) Yeah, but but so were Kirsten Dunst, and so is that's true. uh, And uh, and now is Zendaya and Tom Holland. It's like it's like the strictly curse. You know, Uh, if you star (laughs) as Spider Man, you're gonna fuck your romantic interest. (laughs) Um, Yeah. It was such a joy to see because you could. He loved Spider Man. Like yeah. he, oh, he's he's the biggest comic book fan of the three of them. Like yes. Biggest yes. Spider Man fan um, for sure. And I, it felt like such a, almost like a redemption arc yep. for him oh, to well, be absolutely like. Absolutely, that's what it is. Yeah. To be like, I'm in this film that's a celebration of these past films, and it's good, and it's acknowledging that my time as Spider Man was good. Like they have that thing where the, the where Toby Maguire yeah. is like, yeah. I, you are amazing. Like. You know, you he's are. Like, I feel like kind of crap with you guys. And he's like, no, no, no. You're amazing. You're, you're amazing. Yeah. Just in case you didn't hear me, you're amazing. Yeah. You're, wink, wink you're to camera. The amazing Spider Man. Yeah. <laughs> you are spectacular, <laughs> superior. <laughs> All the other things. Yeah. Do not Friendly un- neighborhood. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. it's, it is, it, and again, it is to va- uh, validate things with the audience. Mm. So the idea is they can say, it's, it's almost like saying, oh, I'm going to play a game of top trumps or saying this is the best character. This is the mm. strongest character. And all the cards Who's the say, saddest Spider-Man? Right? <laughs> yeah. And all the characters have tens on them. It's like, oh, mm. I guess it's a draw. It's like, yes, <laughs> it is now officially a draw, mm. except Tom Holland wins because he's our one that we're keeping. Yeah. That sort of thing. <laughs> yeah, I think Garfield really stood out for me because his Spider-Man is also the darkest of the three. Mm. There's, there's like the least comic relief and he and it, he goes through the most loss and stuff and it makes sense that they said like he kind of went down a dark path and uh, yeah like, became a I, bit more I, like i stopped pulling my punches yeah. yeah and i was like oh that's such a good line because there was that i can't remember which comic it's in but i know it comes up in spider-man rain mm-hmm. i can't remember if it's introduced mm-hmm. there or not but the whole thing of like he's incredibly strong and he's just punching random criminals in the mm. face yeah. i remember walking back from the cinema and having this conversation with emma I don't know how she puts up with me. <laughs> and I mean, like, but like, like Spider-Man would be just caving people's heads in if he was just punching and kicking them left and right. It's like, like the uh, the Superman world of cardboard yes. speech from yes. the Justice League Unlimited. Yes. Exactly, yeah. And it's like, yeah, I've been pulling my punches and the Andrew Garfield Spider-Man goes down that dark path and starts presumably seriously injuring, if not killing people. And yeah. like you said, Tim, goes on this redemption arc, even if he's only in the film for like, what, the last like 40 minutes or so, which... Of a nearly three-hour movie, <laughs> still, still a like, lot of still, screen time. It's substantial. Like, it's a yeah, substantial yeah. It's, story. I was astounded at how, like, from a purely like script construction standpoint, the deftness with which they managed to balance. Like, we want to tell a story about this Peter, 
and MJ and Ned as well. Yeah, like, yeah. And the, yeah, the, MJ and Ned got a lot more to do in like, the film than I thought they would. Yeah, visually. like, mm-hmm. the impact that, that being outed so to speak like has on them we want to bring in these other spider-man we want to bring in fucking five different villains like and i did think there were a bit too many villains like I you, mean, don't, you don't need lizard in there. i mean like, lizard and sandman don't get a lot to do but they and it's literally just old uh footage from their previous movies yeah <laughs> reese yes. and, and thomas hayden church didn't record anything new it's no. just oh staring off into the distance yes. yeah. <laughs> as, I, as i dissolve back into my universe like mm. yeah but like and and then you've got a whole Doctor Strange stuff, multiverse yeah. stuff. Yeah, like how do you mention Doctor Strange? Yet? Yeah, it's a big like, fucking part of it. There is so much going on in that film, and it balances it remarkably well. For the task that is assigned, the um, the results should be impossible. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. I think I I was a little cooler on it than than you two. I think. Oh, I give it a um, three out of five, which has caused a lot of people to be very angry with me. <laughs> um, I was like, I, emotionally, it was a four out of five. I really enjoyed it, mm. but those structural issues where it's like this is a far from home part two which is then very quickly kind of just tied away with this mm. whole and now I mean, we're gonna give fans it's a little bit the civil war problem mm, uh, that's, is, fair. Yeah. that's fair that's yeah fair. I, I, i'm right in thinking you quite like far from home yes i think you like far from home more than i do and i like yes. no way home more than you do yeah so it's this interesting kind yeah. of balance of yeah. like what I elements mean, of tom holland's spider-man do we like yeah more the, or less yeah. than each other and stuff the fear that i had for this one which was entirely realized but also that this one makes me hopeful for <laughs> mm-hmm. is because i i, I just want to see spider-man do spider-man things and to me that is swing through new york and solve shitty little crimes um and then get maybe, ready for the new trilogy tim yeah, well exactly yeah. because as much like as frustrating as I have found the Holland Spider-Man so far in, in that regard. It's been they had very big scale from yeah, day they had one. That amazing mm. sequence where it's just him helping out around Queens and it yeah. was the most I've ever loved Spider-Man on film. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. And then you just want a friendly neighborhood Spider-Man. Exactly. Yeah. And if then anything, you want a Spider-Man Disney Plus rather than a Spider-Man mm. film. Which we're kind getting, of which, to, which we're getting, certain, right? Yeah. We're getting a version kind of, of Tom Holland Spider-Man ish. Sort of. Mm. Yeah. The thing is that Sony's deal with Marvel is that or Disney, hmm. is that the answer to the problem, the fix, the big thing, has to be Spider-Man. You can yeah. have Spider-Man, but he has to be the big savior. Yeah. Um. So that was like in Civil War. He has to be, you can't mm. just not have him there. You can't just yeah. go, oh, hi, everybody. Mm. He has to be a major component, mm. if not the major component. Mm. But in order to do that, it's that escalation we always talk mm. about, how he has to be against the biggest threats. And you're like, oh, God. Yeah, but you had, so essentially you had, you had Homecoming, which was quite a good low scale, like, that is kind of my ideal Spider-Man if you remove a lot of the Tony Stark from it. Yeah. Because it's him dealing with quite a small-scale problem that's just like an arms dealer dude... Dude, Nick and Rubble. ...who's got, like, a, a wingsuit. Like, yeah. great. Far From Home, you have all the S.H.I.E.L.D. Nick Fury stuff going on and the Tony Stark legacy stuff and giving Peter Parker drone killer squads and stuff like that. Yes. Didn't care for that element of it. Loved the whole teenage holiday stuff like yes, school trip sure. yeah. great this one you've got like fucking doctor strange and multiverse and all this kind of stuff but it leaves him in a place where he no longer has those connections to the other heroes he has no money <laughs> um yeah, yeah. he it kind of strips away his supporting cast but in a way that kind of says like we'll bring zendaya and possibly ned back they're not letting zendaya just walk no. off into the sunset no she's supposed to be like one of the biggest stars in the world yeah mm. if she isn't already by the time you hear this but yeah it it very much puts him in a position 
kind of I I was almost surprised we didn't get a nod to the Spider-Man 2 like crazy landlord stuff. Oh, right I was expecting the exact same thing. Yeah. Rent. Of like of like someone just showing up and like offering him some cake oh, or something um, or, yes. or yelling rent at him. Yeah. What, it, it, Mr. Dudovich it, it, or Dick, something? It's Dickovitz because it's Ditko. Oh, yes. Steve, yeah. Named yeah. after Steve yeah. Ditko. Um, but yeah, you hear the like, rent! Yeah. Talk at the end and I was like, oh my God, the guy <laughs> the guy from Tobey Maguire's Spider-Man, yeah. the, the landlord yeah, guy is going to show up. And yeah, I think where we're headed now is definitely in that direction towards mm. the smaller scale things that we're going to get in Venom and, in here. And it mm. allows Sony also to separate spider-man off a little bit That's from the, the mcu key. he's now not tied directly tied to the avengers yeah mm-hmm. exactly yeah. and if, i can't remember who it was i was listening to a podcast the other day talking about it and they read out like one of the reviews and stuff as like we didn't realize this but this has been his origin story the whole yes. time like yes they've been That's, doing his origin story yeah. across like five films there's a reason that no one has said with great power comes great responsibility until In the now. mcu yeah yes. yeah it comes close and, and he has it's like, I remember people at the start saying in Homecoming, why don't we say Uncle Ben? Oh, so Uncle Ben's already dead. Is he dead? Does it something? mean something? Yeah. It's like, yeah, it's there. We don't, and we, again, we were doing the classic like Martha Wayne. We don't need to see the fucking pearls again. Yeah. Why did good. you say that name? Yeah. yeah. So it's like, oh, well, we Uncle Ben, you. why did you say that name? <laughs> <laughs> but you know, it's building to like, it's awfully close to this Aunt May, you know? Mm. Um, it's like, it would be a shame if anything happened to her. Mm. Um, and I think... I'm, I don't know. I'm very curious what's coming next. Put it that way. And we, obviously, this is always the thing with a, a, mm. a good Marvel Universe mm. uh, moment where the film ends and you go, that was really good. I really enjoyed that. I wonder what it means for the next stuff. Because mm-hmm. if they do that, they've hooked you. You're done. Yeah. You're on, it's not a cliffhanger because you've got enough conclusion, mm. but then you're still wanting more. And that's yeah. where they want you. They want you hungry. Yeah. We're getting black suit Spider-Man. I mean, yeah, I we, hope, we, we, we'll get yeah. onto it in a moment. But Secret Wars is coming, which is <laughs> the origin, the origin of the black suit and that whole thing. Again, you know, MCU's name only. Shit. Oh, I know, I know, I know. Yeah. But like the the timing is lining up. Obviously, the tease with a little remnant of Venom, and it it knows Peter Parker mm. is Spider Man mm-hmm. somehow. But, then, but it's maybe. also it's also in like fiji or something so it's got a whimless way all got, over there. it's got I a mean, long yeah. inch yeah. It, yeah. it'll climb onto the back of a moped and be there in 10 minutes and <laughs> fine. so just just take us away from spider-man for a brief moment because it's the most recent thing obviously mm, of yes. the four uh again full thoughts reviews and spider-man mm. things like we all believe it's good and the thing is that in general let's talk about the one thing we haven't actually talked about yet Let's talk about Black Widow very briefly. Oh, okay. Because that is a very weird, frustrating movie to do. And we did this with the previous mm. uh, episodes where we talked about where these arbitrary phases start and end. It's mm. like, we're starting with Black Widow. Mm. Uh, what? And it takes place before Endgame. Yeah. Uh, what? And it should have come out Two and four and a half years, years ago. ago. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 2015 is when we should have seen yeah. this shit. Yeah. Um, I like Black Widow. I think it's a decent film. I think uh, it suffers from like the all Marvel films do, mm. where it's like some good character building stuff. This is going somewhere. Ah, uh, big CGI, sure, sure. Mm. But there's some strong supporting stuff. It's funny in places. Yada yada yada. I know there are issues. I thought Florence Pugh was great and is great. Continues mm. to be great in Hawkeye. And damn stuff. right, yeah, damn yeah. right. Um, I had a real frustration that we need to tell tell us, you know, tell the audience the quintessential Black Widow story. It's like, yeah, you going to do that? Nah, we're not going to do that. What are you actually going to do then? a contractual obligation and set up the next thing. Yeah. Shit. I really didn't like Black Widow. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I understand how she is a difficult character to write a solo movie about because I think she is at her strongest. And I think Scarlett Johansson's performance has been at her strongest when she's a cipher Mm. because she is a spy. 
that is what she is meant to be. She is meant to be like, I, you're kind of slippery and I can't quite put my finger on you. And We, we talked about the scene in Winter Soldier, right? Where yeah. The, the scene on the boat with Batroc and that whole thing. Yeah. And Steve has that moment of like, oh, yeah. oh shit, yeah, you're a and spy. It, I forgot about that. And even when they're like um, in the car driving to the base or like in the shopping mall doing mm. like the, the spy shit, basically. She is, she is a a difficult person to like work out what her agenda is and so having her be the focus of a solo film makes it tricky because you need to know those things you need to know more and more about the character what does she want what is you know what do, all, all these kind of things it quantifies the stuff she's hiding yes and if you're going to do that you need to quantify it with something that's going to be very satisfying exactly which is really difficult yeah the fact that we go into this film knowing the character is going to die there is the opportunity for some really interesting dramatic irony there. Because obviously none of these characters know she's going to die. Yeah, um, and, and we, we've talked about the opposite of that. Mm. Films fail to do this so often in things like sequels. Mm. Sorry, fail to do things like that in prequels. Mm. We had that issue in prequelizers. We yeah. like, mm-hmm. well, I know where this is going and I can't bring back this character, this character, or this mm. character because I know they die, so... Mm like do you do you bother setting them up in the prequel to then have them die in the the original film Mm. or like like you said there is an opportunity there to do something really interesting and play with that and and explore that more Mm. and delve into concepts of mortality Mm. and stuff like what is your legacy and all this Mm. kind of stuff doesn't really do that much apart from what feels like as you mentioned matt like box ticking here's here's a person who's not scarlett handsome but she's young and pretty yeah. and a really good actress and here you go florence pew's new black widow shut up yeah yeah oh, okay cool yeah i i was i was kind of on a, a chat with some people and they were saying they they quite liked that that hawkeye was kind of the morning natasha show to a certain extent yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. and i don't think that black widow needed to be that film because it would be weird if all the characters were just kind of Mo- moping, moping around yeah. but mm-hmm. while she's still alive but i think there's stuff to be wrung out of it of the the, the audience knows that character is going to die but the character doesn't and yeah. i think there's you know there's stuff that you can have there even at the position that it puts natasha in because it's post-civil war that it that it's taking place in for the most part and i think you can already have at that point the character asking like well i've like blown i blew my cover wide open in winter soldier and now i've like broken the law and i'm on the run kind of like i tried to be on the side of shield and it turned out they were corrupted by hydra like they were a bunch of nazis like where am i going in my life what what is my purpose now? What is my legacy going to be? Like, what have I have I left anything in this world aside from a list of people that I've killed? Have I made up for that yet? And I think, like, I've already put more emotional work into the film than it really does with Natasha there. <laughs> um, also, I felt like half of it wanted to be gritty spy drama and half of it wanted to be big superhero action and it should have picked a lane. It's the balancing of the MCU thing. Yes, it's definitely. It's the playing around with like, so is this an MCU movie where you're just going to do a big, like you said, superhero action schmoz? Or is it going to be like yeah. dark, gritty, it's, it's, Russian spy stuff? It's like, mm. Sort of, yes. It's, it's hiring Kate Shortland to do the stuff and say, don't worry, we've already got the big action scenes already yes. being pre-vised. pre-vised and, yeah, and yeah. Built. It's like, oh, so it's like, don't worry. Whatever you're doing will be great. Give us the character, the emotional. Get us. We've there. already done half the film, but here you go. Yeah, yeah. That, that's a really hard thing to just yeah jump onto. Yeah, I think the opening sequence is great. Like, I that's think it's one of the best. Probably the opens. highlight of the film. Yeah. Um, Florence Pugh's great. David Harbour's great. I think it kind of wastes Rachel Vice. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I yeah. think that those two. Ray her, Winston's bad. Ray Winston's terrible. Fucking Ray. I've I've been racking everything like. 
the baddie is a really famous actor. Who was it? The fact that I couldn't even fucking I am remember. Russian, mate. Hello, mate. Um, I'm from fucking Russian. Moscow. Yeah. You could smell um, by pheromones. Oh, like, what oh, is this? God, I can oh. tell you're trying to do a Russian thing here, but it's making me very angry. And Ray Winston. Uh, I think it kind of wastes Taskmaster, who has I, the potential I, to be a I agree with you. That's characters. a bit of a weird one, yeah. Taskmaster is a very, in theory, a very cool villain. And, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I, I was just overall. I didn't go in with high expectations, so it's hard to say I was disappointed, but I, yeah. I, it's my least favourite of the films of this phase, for mm. sure. Of the MCU in general, though, because we haven't discussed that in total at this point. No, Ooh, Dark just, World just is still top. the least favourite. Still Dark World. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think that's better. Yeah. Okay. Incredible Hulk, Dark World, yeah. definitely worse than Black yeah, Widow, yeah, yeah. but I think mm. this, this is the, my least favourite of the phase. Of whenever it. it's pivoting and trying to figure out what it's doing as a course correct, it's like, yeah. it's very obvious. Oh, this the feels a bit out of place. Pew! Down the list you go. Yeah, and I think that the MCU had been. Obviously, COVID impacted massively here, but the MCU had been on such a strong run. Like it's it's the worst one in a while. Yeah, to my mind, like I think you have yeah. to go back a fair distance to find yeah. something that's that's completely bad. I know it's a, a moot point to bring up now, but that's why I'm so curious to see what Jack's opinion is of Eternals because mm. I think he's going to be on that same cusp of either. That was pretty I'm good. Like, or, yeah, it'll be fine. No course correction. Don't like it. Yeah, because I I feel that be. Mm. interesting to tell because it is another one of those examples of we're trying to figure out what we're doing here yeah we're going to make some but the thing the difference is i think between something like black widow and eternals mm. eternals makes some big decisions black widow just sort of goes i'm kind of just th- gonna do this i think that's the thing because eternal shang chi even spider-man to a certain extent like there's going to be some people who don't like those but that they, they are films that have a certain amount of direction to them whereas Black Widow, I didn't like, but I also didn't feel like... I don't feel like there's anyone out there who is going to be a passionate fan of that film. No. I'm a defender of it, but I'm off. I wouldn't say yeah. I'm, like, I'm actually... Ch- I'd say it's from a creative point of view, much in the same mm. way of Bohemian Rhapsody getting the Oscar for best editing. <laughs> I'm like, you did really well with this Poison Chalice. <laughs> you made yeah. something I actually didn't dislike, oh, and you did well with it. That needs to be... Again. The editing is like one of my oh, no, 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 gripes yeah, yeah. about that whole fucking movie. But I mean, like with, with Black Widow specifically, that's what I'm saying. Like, yeah. Th- yeah. That could have been so much, obviously better, but worse. It could have yeah, been I, yeah. I, I enjoyed it for what it was. Yeah. Um, minor points aside. Um, so that's that's the four films of the phase four mm. thing. However, I would argue that before the Spider-Man reveal, spoiler, whatever it is, mm. the fucking, oh my God, it's the other Spider-Mans. Mm. Which again, I thought would have a much more lasting impact rather than just being a, and it's all resolved. It's mm, like, oh, yeah. I thought this was finally the point where you'd all just pull it all through. Point is, it's more of just an acknowledgement, is it, where they mm. want to save it for something else. Mm. But the real talking points of 2021 has been the TV stuff. Yeah. Yes. Which is fascinating, but mm. only because of the pandemic. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. The fact that it would have been Falcon and Winter Soldier would have been the first series that would have been lined up as it has originally been slated. It was supposed to be that one first, but then COVID hit and they couldn't film as much as they could. It's like, this one's interior. WandaVision's easy to get out. Yes. Don't go with the weird one first. Go with the the most MCU one first. It is the most MCU one. That's why people think it's the weakest of the TV stuff because they're like... The most by the numbers, I guess. Yeah, yeah, it's the one you expect. I think Villains aren't particularly interesting. Hello, hello, MCU. (laughs) It says a lot more than I was expecting to culturally. I think, actually, this is making a bit Um, of a statement. Yeah. Or at least it's acknowledging it. Um, I'm basically, I totally agree with you. Mm. I had this conversation on Twitter a few weeks ago, I think it was at this point, where I was like, cool, Sam is Captain America now, right, guys? Mm. And people were like, no, no, no he, he's going to go on that journey in his own, you know, Sam Wilson Captain America film. I'm like, no, we've already done that. And they were like, yeah. no, 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 he still needs to prove himself. It, like, no, 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 he's already he's proved it, yeah. it to himself and yeah. did the whole 
here's our Captain America thing. Yeah. Mm. Can we fucking move on now, See, please? Yeah. He does not need... The, yeah. the problem with these legacy characters, and we'll definitely be talking about that more when mm. we get to our pitches, and certainly mm. when we're talking about the upcoming mm. stuff as mm. well, because... You know, the legacy of the Spider-Man being not passed down, but like mm. basically mentored by the other Spider-Men. Yes. And then going through, we've got a new Hawkeye now. That's mm. our first like proper legacy character. We've got a new Black Widow. Mm. Oh, our first proper legacy character. Until we get, you know, Iron Heart and stuff like that, mm. which we'll get onto yes. in a moment. All the rumored stuff that's coming mm. is kind of like second generation following all that kind of mm. stuff. It was like, right, okay, so... What what's the plan here? Like, is he he's you're committing to a black Captain America, mm. right, guys? You're like, I mean, I mean, Steve Rogers is Captain America. I'm like, ah, can we get him out of the fucking shadow of Steve yeah. Rogers, please? How like, many how many times does he have to prove himself? Yeah, Seems. my worry is that he's gonna have to keep doing that over mm. and over again, and he's I, never gonna fully like he's never never gonna be allowed to like step up to the plate. I think is my has, worry. I think it. I think the hesitation from some people will be down to the fact that it's TV rather than film. That's what I was going to say. I wonder if they're worried that people haven't, aren't going to watch it. Yeah. Tough shit. Oh, I don't disagree. Did, no, I, as, yeah, in, I, as in I, like the Disney Plus stuff matters now. Oh yeah, I know. And I, I, like we're going to get onto with Loki mm. and tying into like Quantumania and stuff. Mm. Kang the Conqueror is here. Uh, and, is he for the uh, public? He's all, uh, well. No, but remains... I mean like he's going to mention stuff that ties oh, yeah, into the thing yeah. and it all ties in. And oh like, yeah, we're... We, yeah, it's got. We're gone beyond the Daredevil and Agents of Shield days, yes. where, the, where the TV is not. It's two way track. Way more integrated because, now. Yeah, than we've already before, seen yeah. the trailer for Doctor Strange talks about what, what happened in yeah. One Division and is going to lead out and of literally the that. lines from No Way Home and stuff. Mm. Yes, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So obviously the 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 stuff on TV is going to impact the films, but I think that for some people certain things won't be firmed up until they're in the films. Oh, is I, what I, is yes. what I agree. But I was talking to people who had seen the show and I was like, did we watch a different show oh, here? Because I, like, I was going to say, I think it comes down to, from a studio point of view, from a producer's angle. That's, yeah. that's my issue. Yeah, yeah I think they're going to say, uh, I think they have the confidence to say, you know, if you want to, to do this, if you want to stay current, watch everything, absorb all of it. Mm. But also, we know film is film, and that makes us real mm. money, and, rah, 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 and whatever. So subsequently, we're going to have to acknowledge a few bits and pieces. Yeah, it's like if you just acknowledge it as a couple of lines, fine. If you're doing yeah. the same story again, fuck off. Yeah, yeah. So. I, I think if you asked Kevin Feige, he would be like, "No, Sam Wilson is Captain America now, but there is also a part of his brain that's going." Let's see how min- how much box office his first Captain 100%. America film does, yeah, because 100%. then maybe we'll talk about Bucky taking it over as well. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. yeah, I think I think that's the worry. Shoehorn in the, the backup white guy. Yeah, like, yeah. I think that that is the thing. Is like so much of it is dependent on business and commerce. Yeah. And and speaking of that, let's talk about what the confirmed and upcoming films yes. are in Phase Four because. One of them may also have similar implications of passing down a title to a, a more yeah. diverse member of the cast and this whole thing. So we should we should clarify. Sorry, Jack, to cut you off there. We have been here as MCU fans so many times before. And yeah. this will definitely come up later when I'm discussing yeah. stuff. Where it's like, here is the mo- roadmap for the next. Mm. Oh, uh, oh, oh, well, do, don't I mean, worry about that one. It's changed a bunch of times. Yeah. 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 It's fine. This, this is what we discussed yeah. in the previous episode about we're very rarely involved <laughs> in the studio discussion and stuff and now we're being involved in it and we're like mm. but you told us this yeah fuck off this yeah. changes all the time in the yeah. industry yeah. so this is oh com- my god serpent society fuck yeah that's gonna be <laughs> awesome oh okay don't worry it's still war <laughs> oh civil I mean, war okay. yeah. yeah sorry so, so yeah, this is confirmed phase four stuff specifically and then we'll talk about mm. future 
rumored projects, even stuff we've had trailers for, but we don't know what phase it's going to come mm. out or yeah. what stage of production and all that kind of stuff. We've talked about a bunch already. Doctor Strange in the multiverse of madness mm. going to be big, going to have big implications. Yeah. Can introduce a bunch of new characters, multiversal stuff tying into No Way Home and WandaVision and What mm. If and yeah. all kinds of bollocks. And that's what April? Yes, it is. Yeah. May, May, I think. Is it? May, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. it's around my wedding and I'm like, uh oh. <laughs> <laughs> Which one do I prioritize? Whoops. <laughs> Um, then the one I just hinted at, Thor, Love and Thunder, we've seen Natalie Portman holding up Mjolnir and <laughs> Kevin Feige was like, you're new Thor. And everyone was like, I mean, <laughs> cool. Okay. And it, I think she's in a very similar situation that Anthony Mackie is in now being like, I mean, we love Falcon, right guys? Yeah. <laughs> Do you care about Jane Foster? Like, I mean, we haven't seen her in like a decade, but yeah, cool. I think, I think she's got a much trickier job. I agree. Um, yeah. because they're also, I mean, if they do, if they relate it, if it follows the Jason Aaron run of comics, which is where the Jane Foster Thor stuff comes mm-hmm. from, it, it does, it She's means terminally ill. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. no, that, but they don't get rid of Thor. Like, it's no, not like Odin's Thor dies. Yeah. No, he's no. still around. He's just not worthy anymore. Yes. Yeah. Um, and gets his arm chopped on. He and we've get, done him yeah. not being worthy. Yeah. Well, we haven't, no. Well, we've done him be. We, depressed and sad but we established he's still worthy he was still worthy that. oh i meant even like in the first film oh okay yeah, yeah. so it's, it's not me saying that because again it's like that was so long ago we can do it again yeah and that's also that's kind of also thor's thing almost all the time am yeah. i still worthy of doing this yeah in the comics a lot of other people have picked up the hammer a couple oh of yeah years, you know and uh, he's already got black widow did it stormbreaker <laughs> so it's like yeah you yeah. already got another magical super yeah. axe hammer thing yeah that you can wield and we've yeah. already seen Captain America wield it, so yeah. it's like, okay, yeah. cool. Being worthy yeah. has less of a weight to it. Like yeah. We've seen, we've seen Vision wield it. We've seen it. Vision hold yeah. it yeah. and just like um, hang out there. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's a weird one for me. I, I, I think we can all agree Ragnarok is a fantastic movie. Mm. Brilliant part of the MCU mm. and what Taika Waititi has done and brought into the MCU with his style and his flavor and stuff was really interesting. That, I, I think... don't know where Love and Thunder is going with what they're doing with Thor and the, the Thor the title, I mean, mm. going to Jane Foster. And it's very heavily implied that it will happen during this film, whether that happens at the end or in mm. the middle or like in the first 10 fucking minutes and we do a hella thing of like destroying Mjolnir mm, or yeah. something and like, what is going on here? I think that's the thing. At the end of the day, I trust Taika Waititi for the most part. Yeah, yeah. Um, as, a, as a writer and director. And um, voice actor. Thanks, Korg. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be an interesting one. Yeah, yep. definitely. Another very interesting, potentially very controversial passing of the mantle that may not happen. We don't know at this point of recording. Black Panther Wakanda forever with the whole Ooh, Letitia Wright situation. No idea what's happening. Obviously, with that. Chadwick, but Chadwick Boseman passed away. But it's also coming out after Multiverse of Madness. Yeah. So are we going to be playing into that? Yeah. And I even hinted at it with like, yeah, get Killmonger. He'll be a Black Panther. And I was like, that's very controversial. (laughs) And like, I even said at the time, like, this is my boldest, like, bullshittiest pick. Mm. You know, I'm not saying like Mm -hmm. this should actually happen. And maybe it doesn't even work in the journey the character went through and all this kind of stuff. But like, no, you you just need an alternate version where the cousins aren't switched. Yeah. So the one who's in Africa is. Michael Jordan's character, mm. or Michael B. Jordan's character. It's like, yeah, Michael Jordan's <laughs> Michael Jordan. Fuck them Fuck kids. kids. <laughs> Michael Jordan from Space Jam. Right? Yeah, 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 yeah. No, um, but uh, I think there's an easy workaround. But again, it's do you go because again, Shuri in the comics is also Black Panther. There yeah. are so many things you have here. 
Uh, and are um, these recent developments? Is it changing on every daily basis? And we touched on different Black Panther stuff in What If. You have Killmonger yeah. go off the deep end and be mm. like helping out Iron Man. I don't understand the timeline of that. They, they kind uh, of just yeah, 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 yeah. ignore that bit. Be like, yeah, this is 10 years ago. Michael B. Jordan's the same age. It doesn't matter. Um, he's the same age as Tony Stark. Everything's fine. Yeah, but it's yeah. a whole thing. And then he like is real fucking evil and turn, you know, betrays everybody and all this kind of bollocks and blah, 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 blah. But you also have T'Challa as Star-Lord. So where does Black Panther go in that universe? That could be a Killmonger becomes Black Panther universe sure, there, maybe. Sure. Who knows? T'Chaka doesn't die in that one, and then it's a yeah. whole different thing, and blah, blah, blah. I'm so also... There's millions of possibilities. Yeah. And the whole Letitia Wright being an anti-vaxxer thing, and production is just keeps getting held up on this movie for various reasons injuries on set and all kinds mm. of other bullshit it's like mm. is this film even gonna happen <laughs> i understand why they went or seem to have gone with shuri as the choice for the next black panther it has history in the comic books she was a popular character when the film came out yep obviously they're now hitting problems because mm. she injured herself on set which delayed production so they were like fine we'll shoot everything that doesn't have shuri in that happens that's films yeah that that happens in films <laughs> they got to it? they got to the point where they were like okay now you need to come back i like how are you feeling you need to yeah okay I'm, okay great we just need you to confirm you've had your vaccines oh no i don't do those okay right so now we're shutting down production we're putting all of these people out of work because of one person essentially yeah and the money machine don't truck that shit that's exactly that's the thing is like they don't give a care they don't care what personal viewpoint you hold it's when you start costing them money that yeah becomes an issue and also and, she's not a big enough star to be throwing her weight around and this is no. the other thing is that if you didn't have the comics if you just had the black panther film and, and what has existed in the universe yeah, so far. Yeah, she doesn't feel like she's in a place for it. The thing that I would say is Nakia is the... Lupita Nyong'o. Yeah, and Lupita yeah. Nyong'o can carry a film. Yes, like, please. I yeah. very much agree. She is... She's an Oscar winner. I was going to say, she's Oscar winner. She's She have the critical side of things going, yeah, she's great. And yeah. it's like, and of course she's like, she's proven herself as an action star. It's like, yeah, this makes the most sense. Yeah. Um, and, then, and then just to complicate things, we had mm. Chadwick Boseman's brother come out recently and be like yeah recast the character i'm sure it'd be fine with it yeah like, there's uh, i i don't dare question the brother of the deceased mm. but like there's there, yeah, there is yeah. a there's Pull a growing recast t'challa movement it's like, the whole among... the character is more important than i, mean, I don't understand yeah. flipping i'm not saying this but i can understand for the impact if, if, if the alternative is we don't get another black panther film then you have to do the, the in inverted commas, yeah. right thing and mm. recast but that's right r-i- GHT, not W R. <laughs> that, right, yeah. that is correct. Yeah. Uh, the Jeffrey Wright thing. Um, <gasps> Jeffrey Wright, <laughs> Letitia Wright. <laughs> no, um, it is remarkably frustrating. It's, a, it's also a tricky thing for three white guys on a film podcast to be yeah, talking it's about. It's true, but it, it, it's the nature of of. of public not public domain but public licensed property it's like yeah i i we are all in the public consciousness we all have an opinion on this stuff mm. and we're all con and, more and the age of the internet as well where yeah we know every little thing that happens on every fucking set yeah. mm. and this isn't a distant film this is coming out arguably in november of 2022 this is supposed to be within the next year this yeah. should be well into post-production by now <laughs> yeah yeah i don't i don't i don't see it i being wonder if it gets pushed out of this i don't think phase it will or, i think yeah. they'll 
get something out and I wonder because uh, I, I think I think that the thing they're pushing there is Namor and stuff maybe I don't know I think Namor's coming in this I think they got a lot of things riding on it yeah think, yeah because they hinted at the the oh. War of Kings Kingdom kind of thing or oh, there's a uh, something's moving under some there was a shockwave underwater or something like that and yeah like, yeah people always put I I feel like that's just a I don't know that felt like a throwaway line to me that didn't feel oh like yeah, a, yeah I, I wouldn't that, be surprised every comic book now being like that's got to be Namor, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, They mentioned the, the sea. It's got to be Namor. <laughs> there was a map in Winter Soldier, right? And they said Stephen Strange. And there was a dot, right? Yeah. It was in the sea. And what's in the sea? Fucking Atlantis, yeah. mate. It's got to be Namor. Got to yeah. be that Submariner, motherfucker. From a, from a comic point of view, it's two isolationist kings. It's like, yeah. Oh, yeah. It, it makes sense it makes because sense. they've, they've like, clashed in the comics yeah. recently. But there's nothing else for us to go on. They're also trying to make a Namor film for... 25 years? Yeah. <laughs> well before the MCU. Yeah. Because yeah. he was part of the sold off to... Was yeah, it I think Universal. Universal. Oh, it might Universal. be Universal. I think Shit. so. I think, it, I think there was, was. rumours it was going to be Tom Cruise at one point. Yes. Fucking yes. Tom Cruise. Rumoured to be everything at one yeah. point. Um, what else Why we got uh, in 2023? Uh, we've got Guardians Volume 3. <laughs> Which again... A much troubled production because, as we've seen, mm. Disney will just go fuck it, you're gone, and then go. We've yeah. made a terrible mistake. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, he went and did the same thing yeah. for DC. Yeah, it's really you basically made Guardians, but yeah. DC are oh, bollocks. And all the actors and all the fans are saying, "What the fuck did you yeah. just do?" Yeah, yeah. And it's like, oh yeah, maybe we made a mistake. Let's not say we made a mistake. Let's just say we've now reconsidered things uh, yeah. and reassessed. And, blah, blah, blah. and it ties into a much wider conversation about like cancel culture and all that stuff. Yeah. We're not having that here yeah. because oh. Good Lord will be here forever. Um, Fascinated to see how they do Adam Warlock, a character I care not a jot about. <laughs> Nobody really I thought you were Warlock. about to say character i have tattooed on my chest yes. <laughs> <laughs> now warlock is one of those things i get we're getting so many characters hinted at like eros and everything else and like i what i um, are you sure i feel like there are characters people want and i don't know if any of them are these characters but I, i'm not saying I we should like do. it's a bunch of it's either legit comic book nerds who are genuine adam warlock fans mm. or people have heard that name Think it sounds cool, and I'm like, I want to fit. I want to fit him. Name. I want to yeah, fit in but... with the cool kids and be like, I know Adam Warlock is a big thing in the comics, and therefore mm. I want Adam Warlock in the MCU. Like, do you know anything about him? Like, I mean, he's like perfect it's... or mm. something, right? Like, it's like people yeah. talk about the Sentry, and like, does anyone want the Sentry? Really? Yeah, like there, you, so many clickbaity articles of like, yeah. oh, when are they going to bring the Sentry? And it's like everybody's favorite Marvel character, yeah. the Sentry. To be fair. The Century comic that's basically No Way Home, where it's like mm. nobody remembers the Century. Yeah, he's part that of initial it. miniseries was great. It was great. Should never name, have... an, name yeah. another Century comic. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. his appearance in like New Avengers is all that really ever stands out. I'm yeah. like, oh yeah, there he is. Yeah, Who's yeah. this guy? Tearing, tearing carnage in half. Tearing, <laughs> tearing Woody Harrelson in half. Good, <laughs> good. That needs to happen. Uh, what else we got? Uh, we've got. The Marvels, which I'm interested. We talk about legacy for. characters. Captain oh, Marvel's yeah. had one film and a couple of cameo appearances. Already set it, and already set up two. Here's some replacements. Yeah, because mm. we've got Kamala Khan yeah. coming in, mm. um, played by uh, Isman Vellani. Mm. Already cast, already confirmed, all mm. that kind of stuff. <laughs> I mean, her Disney Plus series will be out before then, won't it? Yes, I believe yeah. so. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, she's getting her own Ms. Marvel mm. Disney Plus series, and that's mm -hmm. a whole thing. Um, and obviously Monica Rambeau, who yep. has already hinted at in Captain Marvel, yep. and then built got, through and got powers in one division, yep. and is probably going to be Photon or something along those yeah. support character Spectrum. kind of thing. Spectrum, maybe. Yeah, yeah. yeah, she goes under 
a lot of different names in the comics, <laughs> but she has these kind of energy-based mm. powers. If yes. you've seen WandaVision, you know what we're talking about here. Mm. And they, they very much like confirm, like, oh, wow, your mm. molecules have gone all crazy and you're yeah. super bright in our yeah. scanner or whatever the fuck that was. I'm trying to remember how WandaVision worked. TV signals. Yeah. In it. Yeah. So we're already setting up, even though, like you said, Captain Marvel has been in two and a, and a post-credit scene films in the MCU sure. her I'm, own I would say she's been in one point yeah three me, yeah two yeah one point two yeah she, yeah she's in the opening scene in the end scene of Endgame yeah yeah <laughs> arguably yeah exactly and her own movie and she already has legacy like is Brie Larson on like a three two film contract or something like because that's yeah. another thing that you know us as people who are kind of switched in to that getting like connected to that world or paying mm-hmm. attention people have contract lengths and number of appearances tied to those contracts and stuff and people report that shit you're like well i know steve rogers isn't dying because chris evans is contracted for two yeah. more appearances <laughs> yes blah, blah. yes it does suck the fun out of it a lot of the time but we know that shit already and you hear that stuff where you know downey jr is probably leaving because mm. oh you know chris evans is gonna leave because blah blah blah, blah. Maybe they'll come back for cameos and blah, blah, blah. But like their contracted appearances are now over. I wonder if Brie Larson is not keen on sticking around or what her plans are. If that's a factor in here for setting up two potential future Miss Marvel, Captain Marvels, whatever you want to end up calling them. Mm-hmm. And the fact it's called the Marvels, plural, mm. is very interesting to me, suggesting that probably all three of them will be key to it in some way. Mm. And Kamala's powers look different. She doesn't look like stretchy Mr. Yeah. Fantastic-y. She kind of has energy-based, like, big... Yeah. Almost like Green Lantern-style big energy fist well, type she's, things. She's not going to be an inhuman, probably, so... It's very unlikely she's mm, going to be an inhuman yeah. because they tried yeah. that and whoops. Uh, <laughs> and maybe, so. we'll, maybe we'll touch on that in the second half, right, Matthew? Maybe. Maybe, maybe. <laughs> I think the tricky thing with, with just doing Captain Marvel as a character at the moment is that for a lot of her history, she has been quite closely tied to the X-Men. Mm. And yes, quite. Mis- hello, hello, Rogue. Uh, yeah. yeah, Rogue and Mystique are big parts of the whole. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And and she, and even before that, she just like hung out with the X Men because mm. Chris Claremont likes the character. Yeah, um, good old Chris Claremont. Uh, <laughs> just does what he wants. Yeah, for decades of um, X Men. And even stuff like some of the most notable villains in her. What I would. <laughs> rogues gallery. Kind of, yeah, Rogues yeah. gallery in inverted. Yeah. Like, she has not got a lot of many notable villains. And some of them are from the are, li- are linked to X Men, yeah. like because yeah. th- they've cast Zawe Ashton as as the uh, in a villainous role yes. in the film. Mm-hmm. There also has been some discussion that it might be uh, Michael Korvac, who mm-hmm. I mentioned um, in uh, second episode. Did, mm-hmm. Yeah, um, I I was really hoping that when Zawe Ashton was cast, she would be Deathbird, oh, who is a she she yeah. yeah. character, um, which mm. obviously linked quite closely to the X Men for that reason. Um, I think she'd be great at that. But yeah, I think until the X-Men come into the universe, there's almost a slight tentativeness because they're like, oh, this character would be great to bring in, but we can't bring them in. It's going to get too many people like going buck wild about like what this means for the X-Men. Yes. Until we get to that point. Yeah. Well, there's a potential. I know a lot of people are rumoring and again, comic book fanboy bullshit, but with Multiverse of Madness and Wanda being so tied into this, mm-hmm. the House of M stuff, No More Mutants stuff, has been rumoured for a while that they will, the, the MCU is going to do the opposite. An inverted that. version. Yes. And an inverted version and be All like... All the mutants. Yes. No, it's, yes, just gonna throw, it's just going to throw a comma in there. No. No. More mutants. More mutants. <laughs> and suddenly, ta-da, loads more mutants. Yeah. Yeah. That's a possible way that they do it. And if they do that as like 
the post credits or even the final moments of Multiverse of Madness or whatever it is, because also both of her sons tie into that pretty heavily and mm. are related to, you know, Avengers, various different Avengers teams mm -hmm. and the X-Men and all kinds of stuff and arguably mutants and reincarnated weird thing that doesn't make sense. Uh... I'll talk about that later, don't <laughs> you worry. But yeah, there's, there's a potential to be setting up X-Men and spoiler alert X-Men isn't on the list of rumored and announced stuff yet because they haven't got that far no. so yeah I I had a theory that I I quite liked which was if you're going X-Men is for people who don't read the comics X-Men has had a big soft reboot uh a few years ago uh which started with a series called House of X and Powers of 10 um these kind of two interweaving series mm -hmm. um was a great line-wide reboot for the whole thing has kick-started this really really great age for x-men comics which it should been in the doldrums for about 10 years mm. if not longer basically the i there i heard a theory that was they will start off they will introduce them to the mc the x-men to the mcu and they'll go straight to what what's being called kind of the krakoa era the the, the, the house of mm -hmm. 10 yeah uh, house of x powers of 10 stuff um and it will basically start with Charles Xavier mind contacting everyone on MCU Earth and being like, hey, we hid ourselves away for a while because you were being really shitty to us. So we made you all forget that there were mutants, but now we're ready to come back and we have this island that we all live on. Um, we've set the president potentially with Doctor yeah. Strange yeah. doing mind wipey spells. Yeah, and, stuff. Yeah, and so, it, yeah. because, because the tricky thing with X-Men is you want the prejudice metaphor to be there, but for that to work, they kind of have to have already been being, being there. around if they're yeah. in a new Hated, thing yeah. it doesn't work as well and tying, so tying into professor x and magneto and the whole like their childhood and growing up together and meeting mm. each other and magneto's thing in concentration camps and all that mm. kind of stuff is such a key interesting part of that character mm. for what we've seen in the films and what obviously that ties yeah. back into comics in various ways as well you can't do that in the MCU. Yeah, because uh, somebody yeah. would have said something. Because if you just, if you just <laughs> also timeline, port... just they'd be far too fucking old. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it, yeah, yeah, yeah. And if you just port them over or have them like come in from a different multiverse, it's like this isn't a world that hates and fears them. Mm -hmm. This is a world that loves the Avengers. Why yeah, would they hate that's mutants? That's a really good point, Tim. Yeah, um, yep. Yep. and yeah, so it'd be weird to have if you just have just like, hey, welcome to the team, guys. Yeah. And we're like. Sorry, what? <laughs> we're supposed to be the yeah. You're meant the to be chasing that, us with pitchforks. Yeah, we're the team that represent like outcasts and minorities yeah. and stuff. Like there's, there's we have no, done for sixty years. Almost no hero outside of Civil War. There's no mm. real hero moment where they go, "Oh, can't trust this one." They're all like, "Hey, you're uh, also well, weird." Apart from No Way Home. Uh, there we go. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I I do like the idea of everyone just waking up and go, "Oh yeah, mutants exist," and I fucking hate them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we get, maybe we get J. Jonah James or being like, God damn yeah. mutants! It's fine with them, just pictures of Spider-Man, please. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. If you're a mutant who has a power to take photos with your eyes, get me pictures of Spider-Man! <laughs> you're right, though, I think, if you think, just to, to circle it off for a second, Spider-Man was revealed, big surprise, oh shit, in Civil War. Mm. A year later, there was a Spider-Man movie. If you're going to pull the X-Men trigger, mm. you have to go big. Mm. You can't just say, and here's some minor X-Men. We might wiggle some more. Yeah. Like, no, 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 no. If you're going to do that, you have to have a big X-Men thing coming down and, the pipeline. Uh, weirdly enough, like I said, I think No Way Home set the president with Doctor Strange and like Spider-Man being mm. vilified and stuff. Having it tie into, oh, no, sorry, tie into, tie into is totally the wrong word. Mm. 
having it play with the legacy of the films from 20 years ago, people know the X-Men from yeah, fucking Hugh Jackman and, you know, uh, James McAvoy, the various different... Yeah. We've had multiple generations and even the Phoenix stuff that we don't talk about. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know, we've had multiple, multiple versions and generations and mm. periods of... We've seen old Charles and young Charles mm. and young Gene and old Gene and all mm. kinds of different stuff in between. Yeah. And they've been going on and on and on for mm. like 15 years at that mm. point. And that's the, a lot of that stuff, you know, Logan and, and Phoenix and all that kind of stuff mm. is fairly recent. Recent enough that people might still be familiar with the characters that we do the thing that we did with Tom Holland where it's like, we don't need an origin story of like, oh, the first film is all the X-Men gathering together at yeah. this school. I wonder who's the principal of the school. Yeah. Oh, look, it's the guy in the wheelchair. Hello, welcome to my school for gifted individuals and blah, blah. It's mm. like, Yep, yeah, we've seen this. Yeah, it's Patrick Stewart, yeah. we know. Like, you, Maybe you can play with just the, the pop general pop culture knowledge of X-Men now, which is so much higher than it mm. was in the 90s, for example, mm. that you can just be like, fuck it, here's some X-Men. <laughs> they're, as you said, Tim, they're already established. Mm. There you go, fucking yeah. have some. Mm -hmm. And I mean, the one thing that Disney have announced in regards to the X-Men is that they are bringing back and making more episodes of the X-Men cartoon from the 97 90s. yeah, yeah. Um, i think it's a mistake <clears throat> but it ties into that idea Fuck of like you, matthew with my childhood um, yeah your child was a mistake motherfucker. like it's it's going back to the idea of like there's public awareness of these characters these characters have been around like mm. the 90s was a huge time for it i mean the 80s and the 90s was a huge time for x-men especially in america in, yeah. in terms of like comic you know, you had X Men number one selling three million copies or whatever. The best selling comic of all time. Yeah, whatever exactly. It is, yeah. yeah. Um, so that little bit of like, hey, remember that thing? Like, this is what the X Men are all about. You've been watching these stories for a long while. Speaks to potentially they are setting up for that. I a similar to Spider Man introduction of like, we don't need to explain these characters again. We could just get to the good stories. Yeah. Even though it turns out that Spider-Man's films have been one big origin. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah, definitely. What else have we got on the slate? Uh, we also have an, an interesting one here that ties, funny enough, ties into Disney Plus stuff. Ant-Man and Wasp Quantumania. No idea what to expect. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. That's probably I, the biggest yeah. question mark for me. Yeah. Yeah. As we talked about, I did not like Ant-Man and Wasp. Nope. And at the moment, don't particularly give a shit about those characters, despite... Paul Rudd and Evangeline Lilly actually being quite good. But Kang is the bad guy? The guy from Loki? It's like, yeah. okay, yeah. interesting. And Kang, again, going back to like comic book mm. nerd discussions on the internet and stuff, mm. everybody was like, oh, they've done Thanos. Who's next? All the fucking nerds were like, Kang. Mm. Well, they can't do Kang because it's Fox. because he's So he's sort of like... I guess he's tied to the Fantastic Four in a way, but like you could do it in a way where he's not because he's actually from different timelines and he's like he's like this immortal being, <laughs> right? So he's from the 31st century and when he does that, he goes back in time and creates an evil version of himself who then creates a universe like, fucking hell, right, okay. <laughs> is, is he going to yeah. be the next Thanos or not? I was like, I don't know. Well, and then yeah. Loki was like, whoop there you go <laughs> yeah it was it was interesting because it was going to be like a three-way poll of like which one's going to get their first which which fox property is going to get their first kang doom or galactus and it's like mm. kang one they're the they're the three other big guys it's gonna yeah. be they're the next thanos's of this mm. thing they've got to be yeah. yeah i mean it, it's also when you look at like the big notable avengers bad guys 100 especially going back to like classic stuff he's yes. one of the 60s he's, villains he's yeah. one of the classic ones like you've already You've used up Ultron. 
you've used up Thanos. Gladiator, you know, Ultron as well, yeah. Um, Loki's done. Loki's done. You don't have a universe quite big and weird enough to do the Masters of Evil yet, but it's coming. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's true. They'll get big and weird. Yeah. They're getting bigger and weirder. Yeah. Slowly and slowly. Um, Damn straight. So yeah, Kang is the next natural step. You know, he was in Avengers number four or five, yeah, I think. Like yeah, that. yeah. yeah. So yeah, it's it's an interesting yeah. one that we've already met, and this is where it gets real again, comic book nerdy bullshit. We've met a version of this character. Yes, uh, it's probably not the same version we're going to see. Wasn't called Kang. Wasn't called Immortus. Was he, just no. he who remains. Yeah, it was also like, a mad version of him. Yeah, it wasn't like it's like the personality will not but, be the personality we see very likely. Yes, but also the personality, the the one who was like, oh, by the way, I'm the stable one. <laughs> Yeah, the I'm exactly, the nice yeah. one. <laughs> yeah, and he talked about the various different versions of himself, and even mm. showed different versions. Yes, like when I there, there's a version of me, and I was a boy in the 31st century, and all this kind of stuff. I was like, hold on, hold on, that's Nathaniel Richards. Yeah. Richards, Richards, Reed Richards, <laughs> yeah. Sue Storm. Oh my God, Fantastic Four. But he's also Iron Lad. <laughs> yes, yeah. he's also Iron Lad. Yeah, a founding member of the Young Avengers. It's like, hello, welcome to comics. Welcome to comics. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And it's like he's also Kang the Conqueror and mm. Immortus and a bunch of other names. And it was like all these various Marvel villains turned out to be the same guy through different mm. versions and different timelines and stuff, which is a fucking cool idea. That is and the fact cool. that we've opened up various different forms of time travel, various different multiverse bullshit, and people are now like. I don't know, okay enough with it? They'd be like, you I can mean, just that's... throw multiverse stuff at people and be like, yeah, I like MCU movies. Like, are you sure? Like, if you that's... tried to do that with like non comic book readers <laughs> 10, 15 years ago, they'd be like, oh, I don't, I barely read one universe, mate. I don't mm. want to be dealing with like 15 other universes. Like, mm, yeah. I mean, you like, do you like watching Tom Hiddleston be funny mm-hmm. and quippy and stuff? It's like, welcome to multiverse time travel, mm. bollocks. It's like, yeah. That is kind of the great victory that the mcu has achieved (laughs) is that it has gone from okay it's basically just an action film the guy has the guy's kind of wearing a tank like and we'll take (laughs) and we will take you there slowly like please please just just give us this um and it's got to the point yeah like you look at loki series you have time travel technology multiple branching timelines there's also magic in the mix because some of the characters are doing magic do you remember like, when we were like oh how are they going to do magic in the mcu and yeah. they were just like fuck you yeah they were just there's all the magic yeah yeah it's various different types of magic and various different sources of magic from whether that's loki yeah. doctor strange wonder i yeah. don't care have all the magic like oh oh by they, the way the they, earth they, has got a seed in the middle of it and it's a baby alien like yeah what yeah <laughs> don't worry he's halfway out near iceland yeah <laughs> his fingers and a bit of his face yeah is sticking out but don't worry about it it will be a disneyland soon enough it's it's a very weird one and the quantum mania name means we could do fucking anything yeah i i yeah. didn't i didn't mind ant-man and the wasp i thought it was fine um i think i think i think the thing that it will have to the, the the hurdle that it has to jump is that the Ant-Man films have been the low stake MCU. That's true. And to have them be the place where you're bringing presumably Kang and a bunch of like time travel stuff is going to be interesting. Unless they're kind of, unless it's going to be like light and froth, it's going to be the MCU back to the future kind of thing, maybe. I, I kind of already did with Endgame, but, but you know. yeah, but that again is Paul yeah. Rudd's or, or uh, Scott Lang's idea. So yes. of course that makes sense that it'd be in his film. Yeah. The question uh, on my mind is much like again. Every time I get there, I thought, "Huh, that's not what happened in the end." Is 
when do you just pull the zip down? When do you just pull the plaster off? When do you have the moment like multiverse has happened? Because it's like, oh, fucking far from home. We're acknowledging what multiverse is. Ah, oh, oh, no, no, no. I, okay, I think it'll be Doctor Strange. See, I think so. Too. I thought it'd be fucking No Way Home as well. As Do- but, uh, but now it's like, I, I agree with you. I think but Doctor the, Strange might be the idea, but the, will it? The Because No Way Home fully acknowledged that the multiverse exists. Yeah. It just didn't let it all leak into one single universe. Yeah, and I'm wondering if multiverse will be a sort of, for lack of a better word, a far from home, where it's like, let's go see these places. Are you going to have Spider-Man living in France now? Mm. Fuck no, I just told you we're going to see the places. Mm. It's like, oh, uh, okay. But... I, I don't know. And again, it's, again, if you have that impact there, then it means whatever happens in the two films that follow it, i.e. Black Panther and so on and so forth, will be very different potentially. But yeah. I, the, the SEO nerd in me would love to see the Google Trends graph for the word multiverse. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, nothing, 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 nothing. Yeah. Spider-Man comes out. Like, and yeah. yeah. I mean, I think the stories that they tell are always going to be in this, in, in the, the MCU universe, whatever. Who knows if they end up giving it a number like the 616. Sure, sure. Um, or if they call it the 616, that will get very confusing because then people will be like, no, the comics universe is the 616. Yeah. I think the comics I think canon with the multiverse of the films and the... I think it does technically have a number somewhere and it's a really high number. It's like 29510000 or something like that. Anyway, so I think the multiverse will always... It will be stuff that we dip into. Um, I think... Doctor Strange will spend more time there and it will examine some of the weirder universes rather than just like, this is a different timeline kind of thing. Uh, it will be like, here's, here's a universe where like the, the Big Bang never happened and so there's what happened before the Big Bang or, you know, all this kind yeah. of stuff. Here's a, here's... I hate that show. <laughs> uh, and then I think what they're potentially building towards further down the line is a Secret Wars in the sense of the Battle modern secret, secret wars, the mm. Jonathan Hickman secret wars. Battle world. Battle world oh, yeah, and stuff, that, yes. which is where you have the multiverse essentially under attack and universes smushing into, smushing each, into other. each other. And then you get to bring across stuff from What If that's been popular, stuff that people mm. have seen and potentially it's how they bring mutants in. I don't know. But you essentially then go, hey, there's all these other things. you like, hey, here's Miles Morales. We remake the universe and now these other these extra bits are in as well, mm. you know. And because they have like little ships that they escaped on out of the multiverse that let them go out of their bit of the multiverse into other things, and And then and then Reed Richards recreates the universe essentially. (laughs) Franklin and Reed Richards just rebuild the universe, everything's fine. Yeah, uh, the MCU is Earth 199,999 in the comics, okay? So, yeah, that's the thing. What, 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 What else is left on the um confirmed slate at this point? Uh, we're in still 2023, basically. Next year, lot, correct? A lot of films coming out. Yeah. yeah. Are we in 2024 yet? Uh, that, that's it for confirmed, actually, in production okay. things. Oh, well, there's Blade as well. Blade and Fantastic Four, but are they confirmed to actually have dates on them? Yet? Well, they and, and, and they Moon Knight and She-Hulk and all that kind of stuff. Yes. Like, they, yes. They, these think... are announced things that are like... Yeah, yeah Fantastic Four doesn't have a date, I don't believe, but it no. does have a director. Yes. Mr. Spider-Man. Who's now Mr. Spider-Man. Very John not busy, but... Yeah. So, yeah, we have Fantastic Four, got a director, no date... Blade, casting, blah, 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 hinted out at the end of Eternals. Moon Knight, casting, weird little teaser trailer thing. Oscar Isaac being Mm -hmm. cool and awesome. Uh, She-Hulk, casting, hinting at with a a few different bits and pieces. We've had had footage of that. Yes, we have had footage of that. Mm -hmm. And and of Miss Marvel as well. Uh, Secret Invasion, we've had plenty of scrolls. Mm -hmm. So that's going to be a thing. We've had casting for that as well. Yeah, yeah. Miss Marvel, we already touched on. Ironheart, which is... 
going to be interesting to see how they do that with the mm. dead Tony Stark. But yeah, yeah, cast um, the main character and that's it. Yes, Riri Williams has, has been cast and yep. confirmed. Again, if you haven't read the comics, good luck trying to understand what the fuck we're talking about. Um, Armor Wars, again, tying into Iron Man and a few other bits and pieces. and That coming blah, 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 out blah, blah, just blah. after Ironheart is very interesting. Yeah. Or mm, slated yeah. to at least at this mm. point. Yeah, a lot of this stuff is all, you know, Wish, wishy-washy timeline stuff mm. um echo we already mentioned introduced in hawkeye mm-hmm. it was announced before she was even introduced in hawkeye which was weird mm. but like okay cool and um yeah like we said probably daredevil will show up in that in some point Almost guaranteed yeah marvel zombies is getting its own thing which we've already seen in what if but that was a weird version of marvel zombies and that they kind of actually fixed that problem but they dipped into that universe and then fucked off again and yeah all this kind of stuff Loki season two, obviously. Mm. Um, Probably before several of those ones that we've yeah, just mentioned. Yeah. yeah. And then the follow up to WandaVision, Agatha House of Harkness. Ugh. Which I don't That's one of the ones I'm like, whatever. okay. That feels very much like we know what we're doing with Wanda now. She'll probably be in Avengers stuff. Maybe she and Doctor Strange are going to become more of a like ongoing partnership. Sure. We, we know what's happening with her. But WandaVision was so popular, we need to leverage this property. Everybody loved Catherine Hahn. Every, everyone Hahn loved Catherine Hahn because yeah. she's fucking great. She's been great for 20 yeah. years. Yeah. Um, I think that's just, uh, that feels like them a little bit. Uh, it feels it's very like reactionary. Them, it's, yes, it's them deciding to set the final battle of Infinity War in Wakanda. It's them yeah, going, oh yeah. shit, this was, this was more popular than we were expecting. Uh, okay, uh, Agatha series. <laughs> Whole fucking series. Again, I don't. I I would like to see it go well, and I know this is a really strange thing to say considering everything in the MCU is now Mm. a side character. There are very few leads Mm. in inverted commas, but giving your plucky comic relief side character a whole story is usually how you sink a sequel. Yeah, Yeah, but they. I mean, they. She's not just the plucky comic relief because she's also the villain of that series. That's the difference. Yes, and the the supernatural side of the Marvel universe is one of. If we if we say okay, Fantastic Four somewhere down the line, X Men is an inevitability, but we have no idea how they're going to do it at the moment. Yeah, the supernatural side they have introduced because we have Doctor Strange and we have we know we've got Blade coming, but there's a lot of untapped characters there that have better name recognition than characters like Eros, you know, yeah, uh, yeah. and stuff like that, and Adam Warlock. You know, we don't have an MCU Ghost Rider. You know, we don't have. Yep. Uh, oh, yeah, you know, yeah. There, there's various other. Although characters. apparently Norman Reedus might be it, allegedly. Ooh. Fuck right off. I he rode a motorbike in Walking Dead. So <laughs> motorbikes, right? That's guys? almost exactly how they. He rode a it, motorbike yeah. in uh, Death Stranding and talked about his show about riding motorbikes, <laughs> yeah. right, guys? I don't. I hope he's going to drink Mountain Dew in uh, this <laughs> one so, uh, and piss a lot. Yeah, he's like a monster energy drink. Yeah. I, I think. It uh, doesn't work as Johnny for me. It could be, could be Danny, maybe. But the point is, as I, I, I could I, get I, Robbie Reyes' yeah. version of it. Instead. That's why I would like a Who's lot, in yeah. Agents of Shield? Yes, exactly. And a decent version. Of and yeah, not canon. No, Agents of Shield is not canon anymore. No. Potentially, it, it sort of was, sort of wasn't. No, but with the end of Hawkeye and her well, being Mockingbird I'm, and not being Bobby, but yeah, I'm remember. not sure. I yeah, I'm not sure they ever referred to the Mockingbird in. Agents, Agents of, of Shield, Shield as Agent Nineteen as, as Agent Nineteen. Mm. They did. did they? I checked this. Yeah, oh, okay. yeah they did. I, I, I genuinely on, feel. Who knows what the fuck's going on? No. I, I well, actually, no. We'll, um, we'll come to that in a second because we need to talk about one name that we did not mention across any of these episodes. That is one of the most important names in, let's face it, Marvel. Tim. It's Tim Mayton. Oh. <laughs> um, 
But uh, we'll get, we'll continue with what we're doing. I'm asleep first, and then we'll, then we'll get to that. I mean, that's your lot, mate. Then I'll start now. Ike Perlmutter. If you want to know why there wasn't a black the new villain of <laughs> yeah. the Disney. If you don't know who you he know is, that. he's the man in the shadows. Um, no, so Ike Perlmutter is well, the guy at the end of Amazing Spider-Man Two. Might as well be. The gentleman. So he's the reason it took so long to get a Black Panther film going or a Captain Marvel film going. Because I think in an email response to them saying we need to put more diversity, he just listed a load of films saying I'm happy to provide more examples. And just all these female-led films that didn't work. I was like, no, fuck that shit. He's also notoriously racist because when they um, cast... Well, just start trying to save money with an Iron Man sequel... He was the one saying, yeah, we'll just get someone else who's cheaper because they won't notice the difference because all black people look alike. And it's like, mm. oh, wow. And he, he was is, right. <laughs> he, he is a monstrous fucker. Yeah. Um, and so are you, Jack. Um, Sorry, Cuba Gooding Jr. <laughs> fuck. <laughs> um, so, yeah, he, he um, he's the thing that's been holding his He's notoriously cheap. So he will always go for the cheapest option. So at one point, allegedly, Civil War was not going to be between Captain America and Iron Man because Robert Downey Jr. is too expensive. It was going to be between Captain America and the Hulk because Ruffalo is cheaper. And it's like, it, you could, then probably shouldn't. Um, and so he, he and he's, he's holds things back. He, in 20, I want to say 2015, 2016, Feige had to go through Ike to get to Bob Iger, who's mm. the mm. head of Disney. Because at this point, uh, Ike Perlmutter is the head of Marvel. Mm. And he was like, why are we promoting the X-Men? Tim talked about the X-Men comics. He's the mm. chairman of Marvel Entertainment. Is there we go. Time. Yeah. Tim talked about the, the X-Men being like literally just in the fucking wilderness for a long time. Mm. He's like, that's because it's like, why are we promoting a comic that promotes films that we don't have the right to? Yeah. It's not worth it. It's why they tried to make the Inhumans a big deal in the comics, exactly. which didn't work because they yeah, yeah. just are fundamentally different characters. Yep. Thoroughly different. Different in everything about it. The analogy, everything about the thing. Is fair, that is how we got Kamala Khan. So I'm like... It's yeah, the one yeah. good thing yeah, that came out of a bunch of other it was all, Terrigen Mist yeah, bollocks. The Terrigen Mist comes out, it wakes up being humans. Basically, why do we need to create a new X-Men? We have an X-Men here for us. Like, yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah, okay. And it's like, oh, by the way, also, the Terrigen Mist kills X-Men. Yeah. Oh, no, no, mm. no, don't do, don't do this. And then in the films, it's like, okay, well, I want to do this. And a Feige went round and went straight to, to Iger, allegedly, and said, if you don't get rid of him, I will leave. Hmm. And this whole thing will fall apart. And they're like, okay, he's gone. You now report to this other guy. Mm. Um, but unfortunately, because of contractual shit, he controls TV stuff. So suddenly this Inhumans thing they were pushing in both comic and film form becomes sort of taken off the slate very quietly and becomes a TV thing because he yeah. still has control of the television. It's why Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. is one of these weirds. Eh, it doesn't count. Mm. Even the Netflix stuff, eh, it doesn't count. But yeah. it does. We, we'll cherry pick things that we like but most of it's gone. If you have any questions on Ike Perlmutter's uh, political leanings and character, oh, Jesus. he's incredibly pro-Israel because he's Jewish and was part of Donald Trump's inauguration committee. Yeah. Yeah, he Ta-da! has strong links to Trump and yes. various other people. And Israel. Um, yeah. He, he, yeah. It, he is a controversial figure to say the very least, but he's also the reason the MCU has been held back. If, if you talk about why were there so many moments where we thought, what the fuck is going on? Why can't this thing just get together mm. with Age of Ultron and fucking Thor the Dark World? Mm. The answer was kind of mostly Pearl Mutter. And the reason you called him the man in the shadows is he's also notoriously 
difficult to nail down. Like, yeah, there's like three he's, photographs. He's barely in. ever photographed. He's never interviewed, mm-hmm. and he is just the puppet master pulling all of the strings for the last yeah. thirty years, and people just not really knowing, hearing this name, and not really knowing who he is or what he's yeah. doing or whatever. And yeah, it's a whole weird thing because he was ceo and like you said it was a whole like contractual thing and now he's chairman but he also owns marvel toys which is the toy side of it but also, also not the toys oh, God. as we, we mentioned before starting recording made some terrible business decisions when yeah. he was uh chairman of marvel in the in the 90s like buying baseball guard card companies and stuff like that was pretty much responsible for them going bankrupt you know even even allowing for stuff like the, the comic speculation crash and stuff like that but yeah yeah he he is a figure who has cast a a long shadow over it, even though he is so like hands off in a lot hands off in a lot of ways. Contrasting to say hands to off in the ways that you could never say he killed somebody, but he probably asked somebody <laughs> to kill somebody. But he never pulled the trigger, so he's clean. Yeah, mm-hmm. but but has has allegedly has held back certain elements certainly, uh, and and the fact that yeah. he now has less influence on the films Thank is God. is. Great. It's and, very telling. And the, yeah. the great thing about comics is they make no money, so people don't care about what happens in yeah. them. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, television is kind of the weird, do- and even that now because of the because of Disney Plus and because of the, the streaming close. is different. Doesn't yeah. count. So you can do what you like with the TV stuff. Uh, what yeah, TV stuff? Good. We sunk it because broadcast rights are a tricky thing and I know we've talked about this plenty of times in terms of like what's straight to DVD and what's not straight to DVD and what's yeah. stuff we've had here in the UK is like Netflix original like I mean it's not though is it but you've got the distribution rights exclusively here in the UK so here's a Netflix movie it's like well it I mean Annihilation isn't a Netflix movie you just <laughs> didn't want to release it in cinemas and Paramount they didn't paid more pay for it. <laughs> yeah Paramount didn't want to pay for it so here you go it's not going to do well on the box office anyway because it's weird, you know, esoteric sci-fi stuff. So it's like, um, there you go. And yeah, we're in this weird grey area now where I don't know many people that watch like terrestrial TV anymore. Most people are doing, you know, the whole cut the cable thing mm. where people got rid of all their different packages of the sports package and the comedy package and all this kind of stuff. And now we're back to that with people have Netflix mm. and Prime and Hulu and all this kind of bollocks. Yeah. And it's like, oh, Plus. turns out you're paying as much as you ever yep. did. Yeah, oh, I've gotten yep. rid of my $60, $100, $150 a month cable package. Now I'm paying $150 mm. in streaming services instead. Like, shit. <laughs> It's it's tempting to imagine that uh, the Ike Perlmutter like fucking hates Kevin Feige because he seems to have been outmaneuvered by him. Um, <laughs> but the thing is, is that Ike, per- based on what we know about him, Ike Perlmutter only ever saw this as a business opportunity, and he's probably still raking in a lot of cash from oh, his yeah. position. And- he he doesn't care about the properties. Yes, he just says these don't work. I don't like them. I'm also a racist and misogynist. So yeah. why would I support that? Doesn't conform to my worldview. Yeah. Like, okay. Are you going to feel the sting of it now? Mm. I don't give a shit. Yeah, whereas Kevin Feige, as much as he is a businessman and a, and a producer and an executive and stuff like that, cares about Mar- the Marvel characters. You know, yeah. He has a vision for them that he wants to see. You know, it's, He's a producer, which means he's ruthless. Yes. But he also seems to care about the thing surviving. Yeah. 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 To put it into perspective, uh, when Disney bought Marvel in 2009, Perlmutter received eight hundred million dollars in cash as part of the acquisition oh and also 590 million dollars in disney stock which has only gone up yeah in the last 12 years since 2009 yeah that motherfucker's rich and he's just getting richer older and richer and more powerful and more evil than you could possibly imagine his his influence is waning but 
He has money. His influence could be anything anywhere. Yeah. His influence in this particular public thing, and as we mm. said, he's a very secretive individual, so I don't know what doing. I don't yeah. fucking know. But that that I know that this is why we didn't really bring it up much, because it's one I was like, who? Yeah. Kind of doesn't matter unless you're really involved in the industry stuff mm. and you want to know. But when you see the ramifications, like, oh, why was Black Panther brought forward? Because they could finally could. Yeah. yeah. And his, not stepping away, but essentially being forced away by Feige. Thank you, Kevin. Mm bodes well for the future of the MCU, I think. And the fact that we're getting Black Panther, we've got Captain Marvel, and they both made a billion dollars mm. each. It's like, fuck you, Ike well, Perlmutter. Things, yeah. things can be, you know, made competently and made with great actors, mm. no matter their race or gender or anything like that. Yeah. Fuck you, a good film is a good film and can be successful at the box office if it's marketed right and developed correctly and produced correctly and all this kind of stuff. Mm which hopefully bodes well for, as we said, the weirder, more out-of-the-box, more diverse stuff that we're hopefully going to be building to now that we've kind of gotten out of the, hey, it's a bunch of white action heroes doing white action stuff, and they're all straight, and they're all very American and super clean, and everything's fine. She doesn't have a Russian accent, don't worry about that, it's fine. She's American now, everything's fine. (laughs) And now we're getting, like, there's a bunch of people with different accents. Like, you mentioned the cast of Eternals, Tim. Like, it's the most diverse cast we've ever had in an mcu film black panther is an african movie led by actual people born in africa and african-americans like that's crazy that that made a billion dollars at the box office nobody would have predicted that like 10 15 years ago yeah and hopefully but but it's also completely obvious when you've got an audience that's been so underserved and starved of something like that yeah yeah but it, that's what I mean. Like it's been so underrepresented, and when it is, it's mistreated or handled mm. poorly, or some fucking executive like a Perlmutter gets their grubby little mitts into it. Is like change this, do this thing. I pay the bills, so you do this thing instead. Yeah. Like you know, you know, people of color don't like that. It's like doesn't matter. I'm paying you. Do this thing. Now we're hopefully getting away from that, and this is these first three phases have kind of set the foundation and the groundwork for us to go on and be more diverse and progressive and interesting going forward well yeah hopefully yeah and this, this is the key thing here but like not a cautionary word but definitely a, a, a sobering one to remind ourselves of companies don't give a fuck they don't actually care about you as much it's all, as you it's have, all about making money yeah as much as yeah. like any brand loyalty i really like fucking playstation playstation doesn't love me um <laughs> i really like star trek star trek and everything else attached to it, nbc don't give a shit it's not like that i mean you I can share t- my birthday with star trek doesn't give a shit about yeah. me yeah, where's, where's your present, Jack? Yeah, exactly. Um, but what I mean by that is I know that smaller independent creator-owns things, that's very different. But a company is not necessarily saying, we are making the right decisions. Like, no, you're not. You've read the room and you're making the one that's going to make you a load of money because you've now understood how the flow of the direction is going. You see that people who have not been acknowledged have money and you're like, oh shit, we can have some of that money. It's like, yes, you could. How do we do that? It's like, oh, if we market, and I don't mean like, We'll make a pink version. That's how we're going to cover it because that's how they've always been doing it, you know, to, for decades in the past. How do we market to a certain audience? We don't care. What about, you know, anyone outside of the central demographic you've been targeting? Uh, the bare minimum? Yeah, okay, give them that. Um, and, but now it's because of like, if you actually sell things and it's of high enough quality, people will come back again and again, again. and again. And if you invest in the marketing... Because we talked about many times on this show, and yep. we will talk about later. We will. In an interseason episode. Mm. Might be a long bonus episode for mm. you lovely patrons. 
marketing of films is key. And thankfully, Disney, well, not thankfully, but <laughs> Disney is a monopoly and own the world, basically. So yes. they can put all the money behind yeah. black-led projects and female-led projects yeah. and other things like that. And we'll get more representation from the LGBTQ universe and all this kind of stuff. And ableism as well now. We've and ableism, a absolutely, and, um... yeah. Get more people with disabilities yeah. and, and just more diversity in general. Mm. Because they have seen this works, and as we said, it's a business. We now know a Black Panther film can work. So chuck all the money, market it, mm-hmm. get all the toys, all that kind of stuff. And oh look, as you said earlier, Tim, there's entire groups of people that have never been properly represented on screen before, outside of like quirky little indie films that nobody really watches because they don't have a fucking marketing budget. <laughs> like there are some brilliant, brilliant films that never get seen by anybody because they don't have the budget or the marketing but, or but whatever. But as we're seeing now, with Eternals is the best example of this. If you just said, if, if we, whenever we say like something that's quite bold and sequelizes and people will say, oh, I don't know about that. And then five years later, oh, oh no, that actually happened. <laughs> and it's like, yeah, we kind of, use, we're not saying we know what we're talking about because we do, but we, when we cast people, we've always said this before, like, well, who would you cast in your Star Trek five? It's like, okay, I definitely add this person. It's like, right, stop. How have you included one of the, th- sorry, three of the biggest stars of the time in a Star Trek sequel? Mm. It's like, because I want them in there. Because fuck you, it's the sequel as yeah. universe. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. It's like, that's how it works. Like, Speaking of the multiverse, there's one of them. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, that's actually not how it works. You have to make it a rational conversation. But if we just said, like, how do you get, oh, here you go, prime example. In, in my uh, Hogwarts prequel oh, trilogy. Yeah, yeah. And I'm saying, uh, we're going to incorporate all these different people, including. Um, including Barry Kogan, for example. And it's like, he's like a fucking independent darling. He's not going to come over and do these weird fucking hmm. big blockbuster films. Yes, he will. <laughs> because he did. <laughs> and it's like, if you offer them an interesting enough story and enough fucking money, yeah. I mean, there will always be people who go like, I've been burned by that before. Thank you very much. Mm. No, I'm out. I'm done. Mm. Fair enough. And that's your, your Hugo Weavings, your fucking arguably certain Reese fans moments. John Boyega. John Boyega. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Some people are like, yeah. oh yeah, I'd say Oscar <laughs> Isaac. Oh wait, no, Oscar Isaac's back in Disney in a different arm of it. Yeah. Until recently, uh, Natalie Portman. <laughs> exactly, yeah, exactly. Yeah. You can always work it back. So I think you're going to see moments of, of, of very, yeah, very interesting casting stuff that's going down the road. That, yeah. There are, there are like Tumblr users who now think of Barry Keegan as a, like a heartthrob. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Like how fucking weird is that? Well, so I really hope yeah. I really hope they're going out and watching Killing of a Sacred Deer. Yeah, it's, well, everything I've seen Kilgan in, he's he's like terrifying, yeah. and he's so charming that's, in Eternals. That's just, that's he's just he's his face, wonderfully man. charming in Eternals. Yeah. he's because he's, 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 he's again he's a fucking great actor. Um, but, but he his, reminds but his me his eyes are so small. <laughs> but he, he reminds me of a couple of my cousins. Um, but he reminds me of my, a couple of my cousins who are like you know just a, almost like that doubling like you're right you're right, right you're doing you're what are you doing around here it's like you know that just a little too aggressive and it's like i'm, I'm all right you, you're doing mm. good yeah i'm fine fine just fine just <laughs> fine it's like, yeah should we should we should we yeah we should and like, yeah, let's go let's go man it's that kind of like he's so intense and that obviously for an acting performance it's like fuck yes mm. but I think, yeah, you're going to see a lot more of that and think, who's this amazing individual? Like, we've been telling you about them <laughs> for fucking years. This week's episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. Is something preventing you from achieving your goals? Is there anything that interferes with your happiness? You can check betterhelp.com to get help from a professional licensed therapist. I know I've struggled with mental health in the past and, and certainly still do now going forward, you know. 
it's been a tough old couple of years in the world, so I think a lot of people are going to be needing more and more help as we hopefully come out the end of this pandemic and the last difficult sort of 18 months or two years or so. And this also means you don't have to go and see a therapist in person. With BetterHelp, you can connect to safe and private online environments and you can start communicating with a therapist in under 48 hours. It's not a crisis line, it's not self-help, it is professional counselling done securely online. You can send a message to your counsellor anytime and you'll get timely and thoughtful responses, plus you can schedule weekly video and phone sessions around you, your work and your life. So if, like me, you have struggled with mental health, you know, like I said, I've struggled with anxiety and depression over the years and particularly recently over the last couple of years with losing jobs and moving jobs and moving houses and all kinds of extra stress that's going on in the modern world today, you can get access to affordable, that is more affordable than traditional offline counselling, and financial aid is also available. The service is available for clients worldwide, so any listeners out there, you're welcome to go and check it out. You can go to betterhelp.com slash listener, that's our link in the show notes, and if you want to start living a happier life today, as a listener, you will get 10% off your first month by visiting betterhelp.com slash listener. You can join over 1 million people who have taken charge of their mental health and going to betterhelp.com slash listener. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P, dot com slash listener. We are also sponsored by Audible this week, as with so many weeks. Audible has a veritable multiverse ah. of audio content for you to tap into. I see what you did there, Tim. Whether it is books, podcasts, or any other kind of delicious content for your ears, could be guided meditation, could be uh, fitness stuff. There's just thousands upon thousands of titles for you to explore. You can even find the sequelizers on there. Speaking of delicious. <laughs> <laughs> the most delicious audio offering of all. Us. <laughs> um, our, our particular recommendation this week is actually, it's my favourite novel. Um, because we've full, been t- full stop of all time ever. Full stop of all time ever. Holy shit! Uh, we've been mm. we've been talking about comic books uh, and and also films that have uh, stagnated and and been in development hell. <laughs> um, this is this is a one that I think at one point was going to be a uh, a Coen Brothers film, Ooh. Um, but has never has never materialised. It's you one have of those my kind curiosity. Of like, now you have my attention. Too. Yeah, it's <laughs> one of those kind of uh, oh, this might be unfilmable type books. Uh, I'm talking about The Amazing Adventures of Cavalier and Clay uh, by Michael Shaban, which is available on Audible. Um, It is uh, narrated by David Kalachi, and it is absolutely fantastic. Uh, I love it. Uh, It's basically a kind of slightly alternate look at the birth of American comics. Ooh, Um, interesting. A a fictionalised version. Hmm. And you even have, uh, later in the book, you get appearances by... Uh, by people like Stan Lee shows up in the books briefly um, and it's uh, essentially about two uh, young Jewish guys in 1930s New York one That's, of whom that sounds familiar one of whom has just uh, fled uh, from Europe and had been smuggled out by his family comes to live with his cousin and they go on to create a superhero basically um, and it follows their kind of adventures and how they're dealing with, uh, you know, the, the kind of the guilt at, at having escaped from the Holocaust and stuff like that. It's an absolutely fantastic novel. I've, I heartily recommend it. And this is a really nice version of it if you are 
an audiobook type of person. And hey, you can get it for absolutely free by going to audibletrial.com sequel and signing up for an Audible trial where you will get one month of membership free thanks to your boys at the Sequelizers. That's us. You'll also get a free audiobook. So it could be Cavalier and Clay, could be something else, could be something completely different. We've just had Christmas, maybe there's a, a book that you put on your Christmas list that you didn't actually get, and now you're thinking like, oh, I really would have, oh, I, I, I put it on the list with a bunch of other stuff, but really this was this was the it's thing at I the wanted. top of the list. And yeah. I'm all caught up on sequelizers, I need something for my commute or something. Exactly. No one's ever caught up. Now sequelizers. people are going back to the office and stuff, and maybe you need a new yeah. audiobook in your life. Yeah, so treat yourself to a free audiobook. Go to audibletrial.com slash sequel and sign up today. So it's time for us to talk about, discuss, and even do little mini pitches for some, I guess it's kind of like our sequels we'd like to see thing, as I mentioned at the top of the show. Mm -hmm. The usual thing we do is the first episode of the interseason. This is our MCU version of that. This is our MCU film we'd like to see, <laughs> essentially. And we're going to do a bit of casting, come up with some ideas for directors, Give us a rough kind of plot, like I said, in a similar structure to our sequels we'd like to see. This is not a full pitch, don't worry. We're not going to be here for another four hours <laughs> reading reading stuff, but I mean, we, we do enter depth. say that. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I looked at the word count of Matt's, and then Tim was like, mine's longer. And I was like, oh, good. Um, but I'm going to kick things off. Mine is the shortest. I kept mine at bullet points, otherwise I would have gone on forever, as I often <laughs> do. Ended up with another 2,000 word. Like, yeah, so it's, a, it's a mini pitch. Everything's fine. <laughs> So, things I've hinted at already, and the cast members we already have from stuff that's happening in the MCU, so stuff that's coming up mm. in the MCU, I want to talk about the Young Avengers. Mm. And basically, this is where they're going, right? Oh, like, yeah. I think of all <laughs> this is what this boils down guaranteed, to. Yeah. Of all three of us, this is the one that's most certain to happen. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, whether they call it Young Avengers or New Avengers, I don't know, because mm -hmm. I still think they go, they might fucking do both. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, but this they is definitely coming. Do a fucking West Coast. Why not? <laughs> go. They're way too crazy. They <laughs> might be no. But I think genuinely new and young, we could have the Avengers, we could have new Avengers, and mm. we could have young Avengers as three separate separate film properties that yeah, yeah. intersperse and intertwine and stuff, and it would just be the fucking comics at that point. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and yeah. we talked about like you mentioned earlier, Tim, like, oh the MCU's simplifying everything, and yeah, we're just starting this just one guy, it's a bloke, and he's basically wearing a tank for a suit and it's an action movie. And it's like, oh, we're basically comics now. <laughs> you need to have watched yeah. all 56 previous movies to catch up with the 57th one, which is New Avengers 6. Like, okay. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. So Young Avengers kind of already hinted at a few times throughout the show. And as I said, members of the team from the comics or one of the teams, there's various different lineups. Welcome to comic books. Are already cast and active members in the MCU and have appeared mm -hmm. on screen. One of them, I mentioned earlier, America Chavez, is going to be in Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness because we've seen her in the trailer. She's been officially cast, all that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. So I've just pulled a year out of my ass, basically, because it, it has to be fairly soon while the actors are fairly young. Mm. So it can't be like 2030 and they're all in their mid-30s. You're like, brilliant. Yeah, they're I not think, young Avengers anymore. I think that's the only thing that will prevent young avengers from being an ongoing franchise unless they keep swapping people in and out is that at a certain point young is a, yeah. the actors stop being young and they just have to be the avengers or they have to you know fade yeah. away or whatever I mean, most of these young people will be probably either late well 
if they were filming it right it'll now, it'll be Andrew Garfield being a thirty-year-old, yeah, seventeen-year-old. Yeah. Right now, they'd be mid-twenties, so it's like, yeah. Yeah. Mm. yeah, so it was a whole thing, as I often do with my casting decisions, of like <sighs> actors born in nineteen ninety-eight, like so they would be. <laughs> 20 so 23 now <laughs> and if so my plan is release this in like 2024 2025 something like that in a few years from mm. now so maybe we're out of this i said all the stuff we've announced leads us up to around 23 24 yes. ish yes. so this would be the start of phase five maybe something like that <laughs> but we could be we've already sown the seeds and, and planted a few things and all that kind of stuff so already i mentioned america chavez Already cast, uh, Sochi Gomez is going to be in Doctor Strange. That's already confirmed. We've already got Kate Bishop from the Hawkeye series, played by Haley Steinfeld. Mm-hmm. As confirmed at the end of Hawkeye, he just goes, I've got, an, I've got an idea for a name for it when Hawkeye flashes up on the screen, mm-hmm. very much signifying he's passing the torch and all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. A lot of visual imagery in yeah. forcing that. Yeah. And one of the ones I found most interesting was from the Loki TV series, We Have a Kid Loki, which yes. I was... Mm. not expecting because i know kid loki from the comics and i was mm. like huh okay and in the comics it's a whole thing <laughs> again yeah it's a re- it's a resurrected redone he was killed and then born again and then it's all how are you here don't know yeah it's a whole it's a multiversal interdimensional resurrection bollocks but mm. jack veal plays kid loki in loki the tv series in the disney plus show we can bring him back as kid loki already i actually thought he was really good in that show that is fine he brought some brought some nice kind of like uh young anger and energy to the role which i think Mm. worked quite well um and we've also had hints and arguably castings and stuff for two other younger mcu characters one in particular i want to touch on Mm -hmm. uh wanda's kids yes the scarlet Mm. witch's kids are very heavily tied into the Young Avengers and Speed and Wiccan, as they're known. And mm. yeah, uh, Wiccan is a key member of the Young Avengers, not casting those same kids from WandaVision because they were too, arguably too young. Mm. want to age them up a bit into sort of like the 19, 20 year old range ish. Sure, mm-hmm. sure. That kind of age range is what I'm going for. Um, so I've cast Billy Wiccan again. He's a reincarnated soul of Scarlet Witch's <laughs> kids from another dimension. It's a whole thing. Don't worry about it. Uh, his name is Billy Kaplan in the comics. That's what I'm calling him here, but you might, yeah. Mm. Um, Yaden Martell from It and It Chapter 2. Yeah, yeah. I think he's, I think he's fucking great works. in both of those films. And as much as I don't particularly like Chapter 2, I think it's a bit of a mess. I think his performance and the, the kids' performances in general... Mm. I also have another person from it in it chapter two. Spoiler alert. <laughs> well, the age thing you're getting. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Can't avoid like, it, yeah. Who are good young actors around mm. at the moment? The it kids. <laughs> I'll get the it kids. Um, and to correspond to Billy, for those of you who know the comics and have read, particularly, as I'll touch on in a second, the 2012 2013 run by Kieran Gill and Jamie McKelvey, Teddy, who mm. is also known as Hulkling, I'm going to have him played mm. by Nicholas Hamilton, who is also from it and it chapter two. He's great. They already have the chemistry there. I think it'd work quite well. We'll get into the chemistry between those two characters mm. and how key that is to my story and the Young Avengers story in general. So, yeah. Mm. Would you have Jaden Martell as Speed as well? Um, I haven't got Speed in this version, mm. but 
I don't know. I feel like you'd need a different casting for Speed. Yeah, because they're not identical twins in the show. Are no, they? they're no, not. No. no, no. So yeah, have a different casting for Speed. Yeah. I haven't cast Speed in this. He's not a key. He might show up, but yeah. I've kept it to my kind of like core mm. cast of these Most are my young Avengers. This is my Wiccan. villain. Yeah, yeah. yeah Wiccan's a much more interesting character to me yeah. as a fan of that character. Yeah, he's a much more developed character, yeah. and he's been in a yeah. lot more. And he has, he's, he's yeah. There's a lot more comics with Wiccan in. He also has one of my favourite superhero suits ever, where <laughs> his cape on the inside is like a window to the universe. Mm. So as he moves, you see different constellations on the inside of his cape, and it's the fucking coolest thing in the <laughs> world. Um, joining them is Nova, who is a Cree, not mm. Nova from Xandar, <laughs> no, not the Nova Core, not Dick Ryder, as I like to call him. I'm surprised that hasn't come up yet, by the way. Yeah, well, yeah. Big, there was a big rumor of like Nathan Fillion's going to be I Richard Ryder and all this kind of stuff. Is like, yeah. Yeah. sorry, to digress. Though. I was thinking about, like, mm. oh yeah, Nova. I had that whole thing. Yeah. Like, mm. have we already got Nova? Like, is this going to be confusing? Like, I mean, kind John C. Riley, like, kind yes, close, <laughs> I guess. Like, yeah, we touched on that, and then yeah, yeah. like, yeah, yeah, John C. Riley's in the MCU. I mean, He's one of those actors. You're like, oh. They've done. They've arguably done because they they have they. It's a throwaway line in Infinity War that before to to get the uh, the Power Stone, oh, he just Thanos wipes out, wipes wipes out, out Xander. Yeah, 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 of course. So you've arguably got the setup either from the end of uh, I think it's an or the beginning of Annihilation when the Nova Corps gets wiped out yes. and and Dick Ryder is the last uh, remaining member, yeah. or you pass. You have the thing of. Uh, um, fuck, I can't remember. Sam something yes. is the new Nova. Yeah, the kid, yeah. the kid one. Yeah. Um, yeah. who could come along? So. I like Sam a lot in the comics. Yeah. So yeah, and that's a definitely potential. But Nova is not different, that different. Different person. He's a sexy Cree boy. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. what you need. And speaking of sexy boys, I, I was watching. I'm thinking like, who's young? Who's who's good recently? I thought I need a CW person, don't I? Uh. <laughs> a young, incredibly pretty person. Mm. I was thinking like. Maybe go to Riverdale or something like that. I had quite a few different people like on my short list of people to be in this because that makes sense. They're all older than they seem because it's the CW. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's the Andrew Garfield <laughs> being 30 playing a 17-year-old. It's like, but then, God, these 17-year-olds are really sexy. Oh, they're 25, thank God. <laughs> like They're having a lot of sex on camera. This is very awkward. He's 35, that's fine. He's just a very pretty 35-year-old. Yeah. But then Novar is slightly older generally speaking, than the rest of the Young mm. Avengers. I did that on purpose, Tim. Thank you very much. Um, John Travolta. <laughs> <laughs> speaking of... John Turturro. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Um, I've gone with uh, Gavin Leatherwood from mm. Sabrina. Yeah. And he is... I believe he plays a character called Nick, and he gets possessed by Satan. And oh, he's, yes. he's the boyfriend for, like, the second and third season and mm. becomes possessed by Satan and stuff. Mm. This is one of the shows I watched sort of over Emma's shoulder mm-hmm. while yeah. I'm doing other stuff. So I was like, it's a he looks show. cool. And then I Googled him and I was like, I do recognize that guy. Yeah, I saw him in Sabrina. He's great. Um, See, I like, I like we're not at the point now where studio control is so extreme, like it was mm-hmm. in the 40s and so on, and the 30s and 50s and things, where it's like, no, that's a Warner Brothers. Yeah, you yeah. can't have them. It's like Find us a Disney Channel child. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, there's, but, pl- there's plenty of them. But we're not there yet. So it's mm-hmm. like, yeah, that's, that's completely yeah. reasonable. Mm-hmm. Give it, maybe one Give day. it five, ten years now. Yeah. <laughs> Where Disney owns the world. Yeah. You're a Disney child. Come to us. Exactly. Um, so yeah, that's my new cast of Young Avengers. So we've got, Good as show. a lineup, America Chavez, Kate Bishop, Kid Loki, Wiccan, Hulkling, and Novar are my cast of Young Avengers. Basically the, the 
Gillen McKelvey. The Gillen McKelvey stuff tidied yep. up a bit. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, and basically, and as I'll go into a sec, pretty much sticking to that run. Okay. It ties into a lot of multiverse stuff. Mm-hmm. It feels quite appropriate. And my villain is the mother parasite from yeah. that run who is fucking terrifying. <laughs> um, and a person I was like, they definitely haven't been in the MCU and it's somebody I'd love to cast. Uh, so Mother is, and I'll, again, I'll get to this in my pitch, but it's a version of Teddy's mum, who is dead, mm-hmm. tried to be resurrected. It goes horribly wrong and taps into the multiverse, kind of like how we're doing with mm-hmm. Doctor Strange and No Way Home. And there's, there's consequences to all of this kind of stuff. It's all tied in, I promise. Mm. Full Metal Alchemist. Full <laughs> Metal Alchemist. It's very Full Metal Alchemist. Like, yeah, bring your mother back. It'll be fine. Oh, no, you open the gates what of oblivion and, and, and magic is fucked. Um, playing the mother para- parasite slash Mrs. Altman. I've gone for Gillian Anderson. Mm, chef kiss on that one. Mm, That's a very. That yeah. was that moment, and I told Emma, and she was just like, "Yeah, yeah. she, yeah, because yeah. she, she could be incredibly warm and friendly mm-hmm. as Mrs. Altman, yeah. and then terrifying, fucking yeah. terrifying. <laughs> yeah, and it's not like." How do we sell this really, really fucking good uh, established actor on weird shit? Oh, what did she start off in again? Oh, we're fine, we're fine. <laughs> How did she break out? Oh, yeah, The X-Files, which we've already covered we on have, this show. Indeed. So, yeah, my thinking is I'm sticking pretty close to the Gill and McKelvey run, which is fairly small. It's pretty much those characters. They cross over with a couple of people in a couple of like, party scenes and stuff like that. Good excuse to have some cameos of like, mm. see, it's the guy from that Netflix thing mm-hmm. or the disney plus or the mm. from tim's pitch he's a, he's a kid in this thing and see blah, blah, mm. blah, and like all that kind of stuff um but that is my new cast laying out as it is for the young avengers i did think about doing like we know riri williams is going to show up and mm. having iron heart in there there's and i'll hint on this later on we mentioned iron lad later on mm. uh, earlier on in the episode who is nathaniel richards who is also kang the conqueror <laughs> blah 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 He's a founding member of the Young Avengers. Mm. Not in this lineup from the 2012 run I'm talking about in the comics, but he's kind of a key part of it. And I think Marvel would probably be tempted to do something with that and have it tie into mm. Kang and a big wider thing. And that might be my post-credit scene. Mm-hmm. We'll see. Oh. I'm I'm surprised you didn't go for Patriot. Yeah, I did think about Patriot. Because <sighs> he shows up in Falcon and Winter Soldier, essentially. Yeah. Yeah. The guy. So I I read some interviews with the guy uh, Elijah Richardson who plays mm. Eli Bradley, the mm. yeah the younger version of, of Patriot, and I was like I I totally could include him. There's mm. no reason I couldn't. Um, but he was like, yeah, I'm playing Eli Bradley. Like, yeah, cool. Like, have they asked you to come back? And he was like, I don't know. I don't know if I'm interested in that kind of thing. And I was like, mm, yeah, well, yeah. whatever. And the whole the the Patriot thing and that. I think I think it would be a good idea to bring him in because it brings tension to Teddy and Billy's relationship, which we'll mm. we'll touch on later on, of course. But the whole like I don't know, the whole he doesn't feel like a key part of that. I mean, he's not in that run, basically. So he, he is. He shows up well, like, he's, halfway through. He's, but, like, yeah, he's sort of on a sort weird a... like personal quest of the original Patriot being dead, and it's a whole sounds yeah. like it could be quite thing. easily a. Uh, Young Avengers two moment then yeah potentially yeah. or yeah I mean I think you could you could in doing an adaptation of that arc I think you could find room for him if you wanted definitely but, yeah um yeah. he's not essential like you say yeah so I'm kicking things off sort of how we do in the Gillen and McKelvey run Kate Bishop wakes up in Novar's bed she's banging sexy alien boy sure. <laughs> um and. Be my baby by the Ronettes plays excellent as canon in the comic. <laughs> 
great song to start off with. And there is, if you search Young Avengers on Spotify, there is an official playlist by the writer Kieran Gillen. <laughs> uh, That's it's 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 a I would worry it would feel a bit Guardians of the Galaxy. It's Young the, Avengers. It's, it's kids. It's like Homecoming has a lot of really yeah yeah. And sounds. it's also if you're starting off in space and establishing him as an alien, it's almost kind of shorthand for like, hey, look, it's a it's an MCU alien. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's definitely true. That's true. Um, so yeah, he's he's slightly older. Like I said, he's a Kree, which ties into Captain Marvel and possibly Secret Invasion <laughs> and all kinds of other stuff. He basically he's an alien who is on the good side of things, and he has been hanging out with Kate now, Bishop. Now Hawkeye. I think about it, like he is almost like a reverse. MCU Star Lord. He's a Star Lord, yeah. Because he's mm. he's an alien character who ca- who ended up on Earth and loved it and so decided to stay. Yeah. Yep, pretty much. And basically we have this kind of like I can really picture this. It's internal monologue as it always is in comics, but having Haley Steinfeld being like, "Oh my god, I'm on a spaceship and he's so sexy. What 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 has my life become? And I'm Hawkeye." And yeah. she'll be like, "Holy sh-, and then it would kick into the song, the credits, all that kind of stuff. You can just picture it. Uh, we also meet Teddy and Billy, who I mentioned earlier, um, two teenagers who are living together with Billy's parents. Don't particularly need to cast Billy's parents. Uh, they're, they're there. They will get absorbed by an interdimensional parasite in a moment. So, you know, good luck to them. <laughs> um, Teddy, Hulkling, has shape-shifting powers, which I wonder if they're doing something different with Kamala Khan allows him to do something Mm. A bit more different because he's a he's a weird scroll thing. I mean, the thing <laughs> half scroll. I think the thing is with Kamala Khan, they haven't done that because stretchy powers a always look weird. And Mister Fantastic, it's it's Mister Fantastic, and also mm. it's very hard to do on it. It's a a big ask for a TV budget. Very true. Yeah, energy powers is a lot simpler, so yeah. you could do it on film. Yeah. So what but you, you could also just stick with him more kind of usual because he gets he gets bigger but yeah. not in a necessarily like he doesn't hulk out in a full hulk way yeah he has the green skin when he's normal sized he can grow like wings and stuff yeah and he can also shift his appearance so in this version in the comic and i think would be a really fun little cameo uh he got he is basically frustrated that he's living this kind of normal life with his magical boyfriend who is the son mm-hmm. of scarlet witch in a way and him being an alien and then just like chilling out living a normal life he's like we should be doing stuff mm. we should be doing really we have superpowers mm-hmm. why aren't we off doing and saving the world mm. and shit um so he is he's sneaking off and basically doing like spider-man street level crime as spider-man he <laughs> shapeshifts into a version of spider-man oh, and it's like swinging it, it's in the comic mm. oh, no, i think, yeah, I yeah. think it would b- yeah. be a brilliant little cameo to be like tom holland spider-man what's that and it's just like he's in it for like two minutes he yeah. does a <laughs> he does a bad impression of tom holland's american accent yeah. thing because you could like, have him wearing like a slightly off model spider suit yeah yeah because yeah. he hasn't got a good look at it so exactly yeah. <laughs> yeah the eyes yeah. are a bit wonky and stuff like hey didn't you have a different suit last time you stopped me from robbing this convenience store he's like uh, uh uh, shut up i'll still kick you in the <laughs> face bad guy like yeah, yeah nice little bits of and i think that builds in that helps having a spider-man tie instantly connects the audience to teddy and spoiler alert teddy and billy are basically my main central characters here and their relationship is mm. very key to young avengers they're gay by the way so mm. that's going to be a key part yeah. and the first ever gay kiss of the history mm. of the mcu and all that nonsense but these are young characters representing the lgbtq community in a very big way in the comics it was a big talking point in the comics at the time hopefully it will be a a big like 
celebration yeah. of that in the MCU in the same way here. Just a minor, minor thing as well. Because of how Spider-Man ends, we also avoid that, oh, Young Avengers, why isn't Spider-Man in it? Mm. It's like, because he's not an Avenger anymore. Yep. Because yep. they don't know him anymore. Yep. That's yep. not a thing. They know Spider-Man is a thing. They don't know Peter Parker is a thing. They don't know he's been with the Avengers, blah, 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 blah. Yeah, there's like, there's so, things like no, it doesn't work. Mm. Yeah, yeah. It's fine. Billy sees how sad Teddy is and how frustrated he's getting, not having his own parents, having to live with his partner's mm-hmm. parents, all this kind of stuff. And this is the Full Metal Alchemist bit where he's like, I know he loves his mom. Maybe I can like cast a magic spell and maybe I can to, make it worse. Speak to the dead and like bring back his mom and stuff. And it works. His mom's back. Gillian Anderson's here. You're like, fucking hell, she's delightful. She's lovely. What could possibly go wrong? Uh, she then shapeshifts into a big merging blob and eats the faces of Billy's parents. Billy's parents, by the way, being kind of like his adoptive parents, because, again, Scarlet Witch, it's a whole thing. <laughs> Comics are complicated. Comics are complicated. Yeah. I think this would be a way of like hiding him away from Scarlet Witch or something like that, because I think Scarlet Witch is probably the villain, quote-unquote, of Doctor Strange 2. Maybe. Her powers and all her tampering with the multiverse to try and get her kids back. Maybe they will like mm. try and hide the kids away, or she will send them away to be safe under a different name, or mm. something like that. Yeah, some witness protection style bullshit to keep Billy and Speed safe is my, mm. is my thinking there. And we'll get into why she would want to keep Wiccan safe as well. And yeah, she's back, but turns out she basically she morphs into like goo and melt melts people's faces and then basically controls them with mind control and stuff and quickly becomes apparent that this went badly wrong and they eventually will work out that she is an interdimensional being that was basically waiting for a crack in the multiverse to kind of skip through and basically goes around just absorbing different multiverse universes and sucking all of their powers away and is after wiccan's power because he was magically able to tap into that Mm. she's like i know you're a source of power i want to absorb you into my interdimensional community basically Mm -hmm. um they try and work things out and this way you could do a wonder cameo and have them being like uh we played with magic and it's gone horribly wrong we need to go and speak to your mum." like oh oh my mum, my Mm mum. oh shit okay Mm -hmm. go and speak to wonder you could even have wonder then be mind controlled because this happens they go and speak to the avengers they go and speak to captain america and all this stuff in Mm -hmm. the comics Mm -hmm. And they're all mind controlled by mother already. Mm-hmm. And mother has spread way more quickly in like a couple of days. She's like taken over half the world. Yeah. And Teddy, I mentioned, has ties to the Krees and the Skrulls. He's kind of the uh, son of two worlds kind of thing. Yeah. And which hopefully will tie into Secret Invasion and all this kind of stuff. Hopefully. I know this is a lot to get on board with now, listeners. By the time this comes out, you would hopefully You'd have, been, have all the groundwork yeah, laid mm. for all this other bullshit and... We would know more about Wanda's relationship with her kids from Doctor Strange 2. Secret Invasion explores the Kree's and the Skulls, Skrulls more, all this kind of stuff. Yeah. They try and escape, and Teddy contacts a Kree friend of his, Novar. He has a little, like, Kree communication device thing. They're off planet, Kate and Novar, so they have definitely not been infected. And he's like, we need to get out of here now. That's when Novar and Kate swoop in and help them out. While this is going on, America Chavez is kind of working as a kind of like an interdimensional vigilante she's going through different universes and for those of you who don't know her power is that she has these star-shaped portals and she punches and kicks through them and she goes through different multiverses we go through different universes throughout the multiverse each one and it's brilliant in the comics 
she punches her way out of panels and stuff. Mm. It's really, really cleverly done and, and mm. kind I'm of like really interesting genre to see how that's going to be visually represented in the, in the yeah. films. Yeah. My, we've seen one of them in the trailer. Mm. a star that then shatters and then yeah. the characters are like sucked into it yeah my worry is that it just feels like the doctor strange portals yes yeah i hope that because she is my favorite character in the young avengers mm. like she's one of my favorite marvel characters full stop i absolutely mm. love america chavez so i'm very interested to see she's a mega badass as well mm. and it's just like all of the young avengers are kind of scared of her and she just looks at them and mm. is like I could punch you into a different dimension. You know that, right? And they're like, I mean, yeah, but we're friends, right? It's like, for now. Yes, we are. Yeah. Like, if she was older, it's kind of, um, yeah, I think, yeah. I, I think we need to get establish a young woman of color as a badass is a, is a, is a cool thing mm. to do because mm. she's young, but she can still kick ass with, with the adults, basically. Yeah, so she notices that Mother has come through the multiverse and note, again, it's all ripples in time and all that kind of stuff while bouncing through universes. She will pick up Kid Loki along the way because we know he's off in the end of time dimension, bollocks at the end of Loki. He reckons he can help and all that kind of stuff. He hears it's about magic. He knows magic. And the two of them essentially journey to go and then go and find the crew on Earth in Nova's ship. I'm hand-waving a lot of this. It's not a full pitch. It's way more interesting no, than what I just yeah. said. <laughs> we get it, we get it. As I said, Mother takes the form of some of the other established uh, people. And she the reason she's called Mother, obviously being... Teddy's mum, she keeps transforming into their parents and like trying to talk them down and trying to be like, do you remember that time you did this as a kid and all this kind of moment? Mm. Great chance for some good cameos and stuff. You could get, have get Vera Farmiga in there. Vera yeah. Farmiga in there. You could have Hawkeye, Clint, Hawkeye, mm. Renner. But like have Jeremy Renner in there being like, Hey, remember we did the mm. thing with Kingpin and whatever the fuck and I'm phoning it in, mate, sorry. Um <laughs> Cameos and stuff, tying it into the wider MCU. But yes. People being like, ah, it's him from the thing, like they did for Spider-Man, all that kind of stuff. Loki basically helps Wiccan understand his magic a bit more. He knows more about the multiverse, all that kind of stuff, and helps him grow. Wiccan has like this primal magical, again, it's a weird like interdimensional demon, magical demon thing in the mm -hmm. comics. Maybe you don't want to go that far, but like... He's incredibly powerful and he essentially mm. has kind of like Jean Grey in a way with the whole Phoenix mm. thing. She has it like locked away inside of her. Mm. And if he unleashes his full power, he has the potential to do great damage mm. to the universe and multiverse yeah. and magic he, and all he, that kind of stuff. He has a destiny that is basically like, well, you're either going to end the universe or create Same. a universe or, hmm, it's yeah. ambiguous. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's, he's part of a whole magical prophecy of the universe stuff. So we hint at all of that. And Loki says, I think I can help you to unlock your power. We can kick Mother back into her own dimension, send her into a pocket dimension or whatever we need to do with the help of Chavez and the other guys mm. fighting off all the controlled mm. other heroes and villains and all that kind of stuff. Loki helps Wiccan unlock a bit. We get a glimpse at Wiccan's destiny. Like you mm. said, Tim, he has the whole you will be the end of the universe mm. kind of moment and have a little hints at that and he unlocks the power. He's able to, him and Loki kind of combine and cast a spell, send Mother back to a little pocket dimension. You could even have like a little like mid-credit scene of her just in a little box somewhere, mm. just yeah. stuck there, trapped there forever, mm. all that kind of stuff. So that's my very, very quick rundown of it all. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Again, way more interesting and fleshed out mm -hmm. and cool action scenes etc etc yeah what would be the thing that stops wiccan and this is kind of key to character development that stops wiccan from going full 
destroy the universe mode is his love with Teddy and Teddy would, they could have the like, I love you moment mm. that brings Wiccan back to being like, oh yeah, I'm not just this, you know, mm. chaos, a bomb. chaos destroying I'm thing. Yeah. I'm not a weapon. I'm a person. People care about me. Mm. I have a boyfriend who cares about me, who loves me and I love him. And Loki's like, I can't control him. I don't know mm. what I'm doing, blah, blah, blah. And Teddy does that like, Billy, I love you. Come back to me kind of thing. And you have that moment that really like solidifies their relationship in the audience's eyes yeah. and with each other. Maybe that's the first time they've said, I love you to each mm. other. Yeah. You get that kind of teen angst, teen love kind of mm. dynamic going on. It, it feels like kind of the first time the Phoenix story would have been done properly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Kind, yeah. Of, kind of trying to do Phoenix in a way. Like we've been trying to do this kind of story, but we haven't been able to get it right. It's like, here's a version. It's like, mm. oh yeah, it's not called the Phoenix, but it's the same gist. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then you can have like, Post-credit stuff. I think maybe you do a do a Nathaniel Richards tease as a as a coming back of Kang and all that kind of stuff. I did originally have a casting of uh, Miles Brown from Blackish. I don't know if either of you have seen Blackish. I am familiar with that. Yeah, yeah, he's great. He's the he's the kid basically, the young the younger mm, yeah. of, of the family in Blackish, and he's fucking hilarious yeah, in that yeah. show. He'd also be a good pick for me for Miles Morales as well for the record. Oh yeah, uh, but again, he's in like I think he's twenty now, so he would be like mm. twenty four. 2025 mm. when this comes out that kind of thing that's kind of age you'd expect yeah. these kids to be casting yeah. yeah he's tom holland but a few years ago kind mm. of thing so. yeah yeah um yeah so that is my young avengers in a nutshell it's go and read the kieran gill and jamie <laughs> mckelvey run it's basically that but a bit more mcu'd mm. and a mm. bit more streamlined mm. and yeah i i would love that film <laughs> yeah same i think it'd be a really strong move and yeah. again it sounds like the kind of thing that you definitely release alongside another Avengers movie, but this is like the because I mean you'd have like the elder statesman of Avengers. Yeah. Kind of thing. You start like you know, um, it's a passing of the torch moment kind yeah. of thing that yeah. we've sort of had a couple of times in the MCU, yeah. but not really kind of thing. Yeah, um, I had two suggestions for directors. Mm-hmm. Oh yes, uh, both women who have directed young people in films well, which was mm. basically my I want somebody who will handle young people relationships appropriately yes. and not just be like, oh, it's a 50-year-old bloke who's... Yeah. yeah. All the teenagers sound like they're 50-year-old blokes. <laughs> Out of touch as fuck. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So uh, my my big choice, mm. but she's working on a bunch of other stuff, so I don't know how timelines line up on that kind of stuff, would be Greta Gerwig. Oh, that'd be big, wouldn't it? Late Lady Bird mm. with Saoirse Ronan and stuff. Brilliant, like, teenage mm. characters. Really well yeah. written, really well directed. Obviously, Little Women as well. Worked with mm. Pew already. In that worked worked yeah. with Pew, exactly, mm. yeah. Um, and somebody who has a connection with Hayley Steinfeld and her mm. breakout role mm. in Edge of 17 oh. is Kelly Fremen Craig. Yes. Mm. Um, she's working on a bunch of stuff at the moment as well. Yeah. She's pretty much only officially directed that so far, but is working on a bunch of upcoming she's projects and stuff. Writer, isn't she? First, she's, she's yes. a writer first and foremost. She's yeah. also the kind of person that Marvel would snap up. Yeah. I'd say that's probably the. I think that's the more choice. likely one. Yeah. yeah. My initial thought was Greta Gerwig. Gerwig's then, great as an idea. And mm, then but... I was looking at like, oh, what was that film? What was the breakout role for Haley mm. Steinfeld? Like Age of Seventeen. What's Fremen Craig been up to? Mm. I mean, nothing officially. She's obviously, like you said, she writes a lot of stuff. Um, she produces a lot of stuff, but yeah. actually released films that she's directed, nothing much so far. I was like, cool. Mm. Maybe she will have done a project between now and then, or 
it's Edge of Seventeen, and then this, and this, like mm. you said, yeah. could be her big like, yeah, this is the MCU thing. You've gone from your smaller indie breakout film, mm-hmm. Hello Haley Steinfeld, <laughs> come to the MCU. She's already got the the chemistry there with Steinfeld. From I again made sure I did my research here. They apparently enjoyed working with each other, mm. all that kind of stuff. I think Edge of Seventeen, having watched it in the last couple of years or so, I think is a really really great portrayal of yeah it is young really women good. and, and really, yeah. a brilliant like coming of age really story underrated and all that kind of really underrated if you haven't seen urge of 17 and you like her as hawkeye or you've seen her in bumblebee or anything like that definitely recommend going out and seeing a younger Haley steinfeld really kind of mm, mm. breaking out into her role and all that kind of stuff so there is my young avengers pitch it's good i like it mm. i have no problems with that at all it's, fa- it's fairly close to the comics like i said but yeah i think i think my only thing would be i feel like you have jumped ahead in billy and teddy's relationship mm. a bit too fast fair, fair. because yeah like we can potentially have like a new status quo for where the kid because the kids vanish at the end of wandavision mm-hmm. don't they she's trying but, to the post credits is oh her yes casting her trying, dark spells trying to get them trying back trying to get them back and yes. they hear she hears like Mom, yeah <laughs> so from the yeah. multiverse stuff we can potentially set up billy in in doctor strange 2 we can set up teddy in secret invasion but i think I feel like this would be the film where you actually bring them together and have them get into a relationship rather than it being like already... You, you could change the I love you thing into... Like first kiss kind of thing or first something. First kiss, exactly, yeah, yeah which, which they do have in the... Thing. Yeah. And mm. Patriot ties into that as well. Mm. That's a whole thing. I think having that... So, yeah, I totally agree with you. Having that be like, do you want to be my boyfriend or something mm. like that? Like becoming an official couple... Mm. Um, and then in the second one, you can bring in Patriot to add a bit of tension to that relationship because mm. it basically turns into a love trial triangle for like an issue or two. And well, then... that's that's not Patriot. That's Prodigy. Sorry, that's Prodigy, isn't it? That's what I'm thinking of. Prodigy, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so, bring, yeah, bringing in Prodigy um, and do, again, X-Men. Mm. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, you could you could then play with that and do, mm. do interesting things with that later on as well. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But that said, you could also make that pro- patriot in your version. There's, there's no reason. Yeah. Not that I'm doing the swapping one black character for another black no. character, but <laughs> whoops. <laughs> Jack Perlmutter at it again. <laughs> um. Yeah, I think it's it's actually quite fascinating because we talk about like the um, confirmed slate thus far and the sort of, uh, we talk about the Marvel machine of, mm. let's just see how this goes. Mm. There are more TV series things announced than films mm. publicly. So it's like Shang-Chi did well, it's getting a sequel. Eternals. Are we getting a sequel to that? Maybe, Maybe. in some form, but not not, not just mm. called yeah, Eternals too. Disney Plus. Thing, we get, did yeah. it get and the Eternals will return at the end? I believe. <laughs> Probably, yeah. I think. I think they all fucking do, Tim. That doesn't mean anything. <laughs> yeah, that's true. But this is kind of the point. I I feel like it's one of those. There's lots of these. Oh, oh, fuck. Well, let's get a Black Panther two out there. Mm. Let's get a Captain Marvel two, and they, they make it work in different ways. A, a lot of the stuff that they've got coming out at the mo- apart from Spider Man, apart from Doctor Strange, like Shang Chi and Eternals, notably were like these are two new properties that have very little name recognition in the wider world. Like it's very much. I'll put it out there. I've never read a Shang-Chi comic in my life and I've read many, many (laughs) Marvel comics in my time. Um, It's very like, how do people like these? Where are they going? That's what it is. Yeah. Yeah. Just dipping your toe in the water and testing the temperature, right? That's yeah. yeah. And it's like, yeah, yeah, trying to gauge, is it because of pandemic numbers? Is it because there's no audience here? Is it because it was taken well by different countries? Blah, 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 the usual stuff. 
Um, so it's it's nothing's been slated permanently, but Young Avengers feels like a good culmination of like, yeah, we're introducing new characters using ones we've already got and established. Yeah, I was about to say like, yeah, I'll bring in a younger audience, but the MCU has a young audience anyway. Oh yeah, no, that's that's. But they could have characters they more directly relate to rather than aspire to be like, which like, was what Spider Man so, was doing for a while. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. may yeah. still be doing. Yeah. So there we go. There's mm. my Young Avengers pitch. Nice mini, mini pitch. Very nice. Phrase. Mm. Uh, Mr. Tim, what, yes. what, what are you thinking, son? So I am thinking oh. Captain Britain. Oh, except here we go. Yeah, we're not going to call it Captain Britain. Oh, what? Possibly, Captain Colony oh. Boy. Possibly <laughs> call it that here. Fucking in the UK. England, mate. Is this first Avenger time? It's it's kind of first Avenger time. I'm Avengers gonna... Assemble time. Yeah. Uh, for most places, this film is going to be called Otherworld. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Interesting. Um, I think that's very interesting from a marketing perspective, but cool. yeah, yeah. Just because I think I don't know, they I'd imagine that Marvel, Marvel, if they ever did this, would do market research and stuff like that and see like do are America like, do people like Britain at the moment? Yeah, no, probably not. No. Yeah, yeah. like how is this going to sell? I like I feel like the more bi- the bigger question would be would Americans go and see a film called Captain Britain, basically? Which is always the question. Uh, the question with the comics. Yeah, are they going to read a comic called Captain Britain? Uh, maybe. Yeah, I assume it'd be called Captain Britain. Otherworld over here. Yes, right. exactly. Captain Britain, Otherworld. Yep. That makes sense. Um, so I have this coming out in 2025. Again, Same around, around yeah. this sort of. Yeah, that makes yeah. sense. Uh, Start would, of the new phase. Yeah, kind of vibes, it would, right. It would need to. It taps into as we will get to some of the stuff that has been going on recently. So it would need to be sooner rather than later. But um, yeah, I'm going to do a bit of a spoiler here for a second because. My film is also 2025. Mm. Should we just say that the three Marvel films of 2025 <laughs> is our movies? Yeah. <laughs> that yes. makes sense. Yeah. Yes. Fuck my... you, we write this timeline. Yeah, yeah. yeah. This is us. Uh, my director is uh, Jan Demange. Mm. Oh, um, uh, Dead Set. And, yes. Um, what's the Lovecraft County country? Love, Lovecraft Lovecraft country? Uh, is it country, country or country? It's, it's country. country. Okay, yes, yeah. he yeah. did the first episode of Lovecraft Country. Yes. Um, mm. uh, did the film 71. Yeah. Oh yeah, with yeah. Jack O'Connell. Which yeah, is Jack very O'Connell's good. great. I love that movie for obvious reasons. You recommended it to me and Emma, yeah. and it's great. Yeah, yeah. Um, yes, and you, you did... be, I pointed at Matt. Listen, by the way, <laughs> he, <laughs> no, he's you Irish, listener. by the way. Uh, and did uh, Dead Set uh, a while back, which was the Charlie Brooker thing, where it was a zombie Big invasion. Brother zombies. Yes, yes. Yeah, yeah, in great. Big Brother, loved it. Uh, and Top Boy, which was a very acclaimed like uh, London gang drama. Oh, so okay. Top Boy is basically, and I don't want to be a disservice to any of them here, but. It was basically billed as the British The Wire. Oh, wow. Uh, in terms of like, it's doing like, you know, Hello. the criminal side of things. But it was actually really good. Mm. Did it run its course? I think it's done now. I think now. so, yeah. Yeah, but it got... it got. I yeah. mean, it was, if it it was did, a British I'm, series, I'm, I'm so it's oh, like... sorry, yes. Yeah. There's four episodes. That's it. That's your lot. There's They're four episodes. an hour and a half long. Yeah. Four, four episodes, episodes. Which also constitutes the four seasons. Duh, yes. What? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Hello, Luther. Um, <laughs> yeah, so uh, Jan Demange, he's a French-Algerian director, but mm. he grew up in London um, and considers himself like a Londoner. There's like literally interviews where he's like, no, I'm not really Algerian. I'm... I'm a Londoner. Yeah. Um, yeah but you, I, you, you I, have a passport, you have a history, and you yeah. have, I'm a Londoner. Yeah. Uh, Top Bear ran for two seasons and is available on Netflix in the UK. I recommend it. It's good. There you go. There you go. Yeah. So I, I thought he would bring something interesting. He's an up and coming director. He's had a very acclaimed kind of first major film done. Mostly work. TV experience and acclaimed first yeah. film. 
sounds yeah. good Let's to me. Done, some, done some work with special effects. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The yeah, last yeah. thing you want to hear with, oh, who's doing a Captain Britain film? Ken Branner. Yeah. So, well, he might be doing an interesting <laughs> job. Yeah, like, it's a, you, you want someone who's going to be like, this is what Britain looks like and sounds like today. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. My, my other person that I considered uh, seriously, if you wanted to go for a bigger name, was Danny Boyle. Ooh. Interesting. Boyle would be so hard to wrangle for, for, for a Disney yeah. But yeah, I can see, I can see that working. Yeah, yeah I definitely see that. Um, so casting-wise, yes. unlike Jack, very few people who've already been in the MCU. <laughs> yeah. I had the easiest job, let's be yeah. honest. <laughs> we led with my pitch for a reason. Uh, so as Brian Braddock, who is Captain Britain. AKA Captain Britain. Yeah. yeah. I have Jeremy Irving, who oh, uh, was the main actor in War Horse. Oh, that yeah, guy. War yeah. Horse guy. Okay, was also in the Railway Man. Mm-hmm. Um, he's played. He's played, I believe, young young Colin Colin Firth, Firth. twice. Yes, because yes. he's also in uh, Mamma Mia too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, he's also he's gonna be in the new Green Lantern series as Alan Scott. Which um, is huh. so fucking weird. <laughs> uh, but that's an ensemble series, and who knows how long that's going to run. So. Uh, uh, yeah, I'm a Green Lantern fan. Everything Green Lantern's cursed. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he is uh, He's a young, talented actor. I think he's got the right look for the part. Uh, looks very handsome with glasses on. Oh, cool. Yeah. He's got uh, the right accent. Exactly. Hmm. As Pete Wisdom. So we're, we're getting... a Captain Britain, for people who don't know the comics is quite heavily interlinked with X-Men stuff. Excalibur being the big yes. crossover yeah. stuff. Yeah. So there's going to be some X-Men shit leaking over in here. There's some characters who mm. in the comics are mutants. I would be Pete, making... Pete Wisdom is a mutant. Pete Wisdom is a, is a mutant. He has a knife from his hands ability. He he can shoot these like plasma daggers from yeah, his fingertips yeah. kind of thing, yeah. which is also a drug reference that Warren Ellis snuck into a Marvel comic. Fucking <laughs> um, Warren Ellis. Yeah. Uh, so yes, as Pete Wisdom, Riz Ahmed. Oh, yes. oh you uh, Doing him a better on, service than Venom, dude. I'm on board. Yes, but oh, yeah. fucking. I was just thinking, I've seen him in a superhero movie. Was it in the MCU? Mm-hmm. I feel like it was definitely, he was a villain in something. It's fucking Venom. <laughs> Fuck that movie. Riz Ahmed is amazing. Yes. Uh, race bending the character, but yeah. Well, welcome to modern Britain, motherfuckers. Yes. yes. Everybody collectively shrugs and goes, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Have a Muslim guy in there. Fuck you. Yeah. Mm. A, a character who I'm gender bending in the comics, Die Thomas, is going to be Darren Thomas. Uh, and I'm getting Katie Wicks, who is probably best known. She is uh, in the BBC series Ghosts. Yes. She is Mary. She's also in Horrible Histories, Not Going Out. She's a uh, British like comedy comedian actor. Yeah. Like she does stand up comedy as well and yes, stuff yes. like that. As uh, Dr. Pfizer Hussein, um, mm-hmm. who is from a, a later Captain Britain run that I really love. Um, so I was very like, I want to bring in this character from the word go which one which run is that uh that is captain britain and mi13 uh, the paul yes. cornell run it's brilliant yeah, yeah. Love, paul cornell is a great great yeah. british writer um i have uh anjana vasan who is probably best known uh she is in the series we are lady parts which is about oh, a yeah. um, muslim punk uh, all, all girl yeah. muslim punk rock band yeah she's the main character in that Oh, brilliant. Okay. Um, she also has a tiny role in Spider-Man Far From Home. Um, <laughs> really? Yeah. She's like a reporter in it or something. Okay. She, she's also in the Riz Ahmed movie Mogul Mowgli. As yes. Well, yes. Which yes, I yes. watched as part of the British Film Festival. Did, yeah. And we did sequelizers for yes. it a few years ago. 
She's great in that. Um, as Opal Luna Saturnine, Kate Winslet. Oh, big name. That's my Gillian Anderson right there, yeah. Tim. Yeah, Billy Big Bollocks, Kate Winslet. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. The, uh, Opal Luna Saturnine. I'm kind of so. There's some bits in Captain Britain in the lore of Captain Britain and stuff that closely relate to Arthurian myth, basically. Sure, makes sense. He initially starts out getting his powers from Merlin. Yep. Except they spell it with a Y instead of an I. Just oh, to shit! It. Because um, intellectual property is all right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm. We'll copyright Merlin with a Y. <laughs> Fuck's sake. Um, and then there's various other characters who are involved in him. I'm basically rolling... And Saturnine is one of those. I'm basically rolling all of those roles into one to simplify it. Okay. Welcome, welcome to films. That makes sense. Yeah. We talk about this all the time. It's in very our, MCU. In our, very MCU. Mm. Very film adaptation in general. Yeah. Mm. Taking from a book or a real life event or whatever mm. it is. We've talked about it on the show before. Mm. You take a bunch of different roles and you do not have time to introduce. By the way, this is all tied into Arthurian yeah. law, blah, 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 blah. Have one character represent that side of the thing. Mm. Totally makes sense. Yeah. yeah. Saturnine is also A, the most interesting, and B, she is the one with the biggest role at the moment in comics. Yeah. Mm. In the current stuff that's going on with Captain Britain, which is still in the X-Men comics. Mm. Confusing <laughs> people thinking she's Emma Frost. And it's like, nope, she's yep. very similar. Yes. <laughs> yep. As James Jaspers... Mark Rylance. Ooh. So Mark Rylance is a fucking weird one because he is a phenomenal stage presence as an actor. I think he's really, really good. And then his first couple of film roles were fine, but he got an Oscar for it. Um, but that's fine. Because again, he's like, why, why is he getting an Oscar for... Mm. He's getting Bridge of Spies. Why is he getting an Oscar? Because of his stage work. It's like, oh, okay. <laughs> um, but he every now and again gives a hint and saying like, oh yeah, he could be really good. So yeah, that's interesting. Yeah, this is going to be a chance for him to go quite big. Cool. Yeah, because he's had a little roles like he's in it's Ready Player One. Mm. Um, he's in Don't Look Up, the Netflix. He is in Don't Look Up. He just a, came out. Yeah. A better version of the Ready Player yes. One character. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> pretty much. Yeah, kind of a yeah. Musk. Yeah, yeah. This uh, this is kind of going to be him playing against type to a certain degree. What kind of like in Jerusalem where he plays just a uh, there's a stage play where he goes mm. off the fucking walls. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, I was like, I think. Uh, importantly, he can grow a decent mustache, which James Jaspers has. He had that in Jer Jerusalem. Yeah, uh, there you go. Yeah, and I felt I felt like there's the potential for he's someone who, from his previous roles and through his natural kind of charisma and stuff, is very likable. Yes. Um, and I wanted that, and then to just go completely buck wild towards the end. Yeah. And finally, for the main cast, uh, Linda McQuillan. Uh, I have Imogen Poots. Oh yeah. Who has a very silly name. <laughs> uh, but he's very good. Probably best known for Green Room. Yes. Um, yeah. Which is fantastic. I and love she's Green Room. I've recommended it. it on the show before. Yeah, she will yeah. be kind of channeling that energy in this. She was in, uh, oh, what's the Irvin Walsh thing? Oh, uh, Filth. Filth. Yes. So yes. Yeah, uh, she was in the Fright Night remake. I, was, yeah. Yeah. I, I yeah. really, really like that Fright Night remake. Yeah, it's Colin really Farrell good. and David Tennant and all uh, that. Yeah. yeah. Um, she was in uh, the recent Black Christmas remake as well. Oh, yeah. Yeah, um, mm. she's she's popped up various places. Yeah. yeah, there will be at some point a cameo by Dane Whitman, aka the Black Knight, played by Kit Harrington, who was from, introduced from in Eternals. Eternals. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Because I don't know how they're going to have that play out. Yeah, and how what his role is, I haven't really included that in my pitch. But I will. I would like to tie because he has the ebony blade, which is basically an evil sword. Uh, Eternals post credits, everybody. Yes. Yep. Which might tie into Blade and also Venom. Yeah. And also Gore, the God Butcher from Thor. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Fucking hell. Yeah. Um, it's all connected. 
my idea, who knows, this could be contradicted, Uh-oh. is that essentially, uh, so when you become Captain Britain, you are offered, you either get the Sword of Might or the Amulet of Right. Um, and mm-hmm. the idea is that, like, if you if you pick the amulet, then you're you're probably going to be a good person. If you pick the sword, you'll be a more aggressive, like, slightly totalitarian, edgier, edgier kind yeah. of thing. Yeah, it's it's what happens to all British people when you're born. Yeah, which um, British person are you going to be? Yeah, mm-hmm. for those of you who don't know, that is what happens here in Britain. Yeah, yeah. are you going to be the ones that like form like the Beatles and the <laughs> RSPB or whatever? Or and, like, the conservative or, government. Yeah, or are you going to be like you know an asshole and say. I don't know. We'll see how it goes. Um, but I basically, I would like to establish that, like the the Captain Britain sword and the Black Knight sword are like two sides of the same coin, kind of thing. Interesting. Um, I they're lo- related. I, lo- I love a sister sword. Yeah. Forged by the same creator and all that kind of bollock. Yeah. <laughs> love that stuff. I also have Excalibur showing up in this pitch, which is another <laughs> sword. Yeah. But who knows? We Welcome might to t- Britain. We like swords. Yeah. We, we might tie them. that in as well. But so that those things are floating up in the air because I don't know what they're doing. It's that Excalibur with a capital X, Tim. It's not. Ah, not the fucking nineties. Sit down. I mean, it's X Men. Um, oh, I've got true. a couple more bits of casting. One which I'm very firm on. One which is 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 Lucy Goosey. But they are not for this film. They are for future films. Ah. So I will come back to them after okay. I've done my okay. pitch. I saw one. And I was very intrigued. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I I knew you would be. <laughs> uh, and just for, to give people an overview, this is basically taking the notable Alan Moore run on Captain Britain. Makes sense. Uh, okay, makes sense, yeah. Uh, and and we won't doing tell an adaptation Alan Moore, of that. <laughs> and, yes. Just don't tell uh, And then bringing in a few bits from the Paul Cornell uh, Captain Britain and MI13 in terms of characters and, and kind of tying them yeah, in. The Cornell run is the one I'm most familiar with. It's a really good comic yeah, run. Yeah, it's really good. They fight Dracula. Dracula has a castle on the moon yeah. and it's fucking great. <laughs> um, so we open with a voiceover from Saturnine explaining the multiverse before zooming down through space to meet Brian Braddock, a physicist working at the Darkmoor Energy Research Centre near Leeds. He's a physicist, my favourite character already. Yep. <laughs> New favourite character. He's going to be a physicist. He is very notably not a Tony Stark, Bruce Banner type scientist. He is he's a realistic physicist rather than... But also not a... Jane Foster. Jane Foster, fucking Stellan Skarsgård. No. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, time bridges, portal bridges, yeah. whatever the fuck. Like, yeah. Yeah. Brian Braddock bridges. is kind of an idiot. He is the, <laughs> there's a type of person that you meet at university often where you're like, oh, like, hey, Steve, can you explain to me, like, how you calculate the rate at which an atom decays? It's like, oh, yeah, you do this and this and this and this and this. It's like, okay, and why are you eating a raw jacket potato? It's like, oh... <laughs> Uh, John B uh, bet me that I couldn't and it's like and what are you getting in return for this can of cider okay <laughs> are you describing me Tim I feel offended <laughs> a, a kind of failed physicist that's just like doing his best in life trying to make a trying to eat a few potatoes make a few bucks the the, the image that that I always have when it comes to Brian Braddock is a it's a very particular phrase a, a British phrase which is uh, rugger bugger. Yes. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's a rugby player I, through I've known many. Um, anyway, so uh, he's a physicist working at the Darkmoor Energy Research Centre near Leeds. That's right. It's in Britain, but it's not in London. To start oh, with. my God. It's not allowed to. We'll get there. Don't worry. Uh, he tracks a strange energy signal, which is deemed classified by his superiors. Later, he spots a similar signal closer to Darkmoor and decides to investigate despite warnings from his colleagues. I want him to be little bit of an arrogant there's going to be the kind of implication that he's like maybe got there through like family connections mm. and like not really earned his way there oh, his, britain he, yeah his 
it's a it's a story about Britain. Therefore, it's going to be a story about class. Mm-hmm. Um, and essentially, his arc is kind of much like a lot of Marvel characters. He's kind of arrogant. He's kind of privileged, and it's him learning a bit of humility and a bit of mm. empathy. Uh, so there, so he tracks this signal. Uh, there, he is attacked by the Fury, Ooh. a damaged cyborg that is assimilating nearby objects to repair itself. It do, great. Do we need a casting for the Fury? Is it just no? The CGI Fury. Villains? The Fury is kind. It's a bit like the Destroyer armor in oh, Thor. Okay, yeah, yeah. Uh, except boy. it's more biological. Cool. Uh, it's lumpy. Yep. Um, it's fucking terrifying in the comics. <laughs> It, because it is a, it, the fury is designed to kill superheroes. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it is relentless uh, and unstoppable. And hopefully that will come across in the film and in the pitch. Mm. Uh, so yes, it's assimilating nearby objects to remain uh, to repair itself. It gravely injures him, but just before the fury can absorb him, Saturnine appears uh, and transports Brian to Otherworld mm. in London. Didn't take us long. Yeah, I was going to say. <laughs> uh, we're at Leeds for five minutes. We're yeah. down to London. We yeah. have established London exists in the next year. fine. Yes. Yeah, yeah, there's plenty, plenty of London bollocks. <laughs> yeah. Know. When there shouldn't have been London bollocks. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, two agents of MI13, Pete Wisdom and Darren Thomas, investigate the first signal, finding an injured woman. She is brought to MI13 headquarters and treated by Dr. Pfizer Hussein before being interrogated by the two agents. The woman, named Linda, is clearly traumatised and distrusts the agents, but begins to speak about the crooked man, who she is terrified of. Over in Otherworld, Saturnine transforms the near-death Brian into Captain Britain. She explains that she is the Omniversal Magistrix, ruler of Otherworld, the place between places. Welcome to the comics, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. <laughs> Omniversal Magistrix. <laughs> uh, and that she has chosen him to be Captain Britain, charged with defending the integrity of his universe. Brian explores other world, encountering strange and fantastical creatures, and being attacked by some of the more dangerous inhabitants, learns a bit about his powers. Cameos from monsters we've seen in the MCU before. <laughs> oh, there's one of them from that thing and that scene in Loki or whatever. <laughs> uh, later, Saturnine explains that the Fury is a creature from outside our universe and poses a grave threat, and sends Brian back to Britain to track it. What about the fucking multiverse here, ladies and gentlemen? Mm. Oh, welcome to the new phase of the new MCU. normal. Yeah, yeah, the new normal. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Uh, Brian attempts to fight the Fury, but it easily overpowers him. He retreats by teleporting back to Otherworld. This is going to be one of his abilities he can, like... He can't teleport. He can just get back to Otherworld when he right. needs to. Yep. Yes. Uh, then returns after the Fury has left to rescue the innocents endangered by the fight. So he's kind of a coward, but not fully a coward. Mm. He's not total dick. Still a hero of sorts. Yeah. Uh, despite his mixed results, he is hailed as a hero in the press and meets with Prime Minister Thorpe and other politicians, including James Jaspers, the ambitious Minister for Superhuman Activity. <laughs> Meanwhile, Wisdom and Thomas are reassigned to tracking the Fury, which seems to be moving inexorably towards London. Jaspers convinces Brian to become Britain's national hero as part of his platform to stamp down on other superhuman activity. Mm. Um, and we're, we're going to make some mentions of, like, you know, Thor's been here, that Spider-Man monster yeah. was here. <clears throat> yeah. and you know, it's, it's the Iron Patriot moment, isn't it, for us? It yeah. is, yeah. yeah. Uh, with the UK... UK are set to introduce a stricter version of the Sokovia Accords into law. So basically they would stamp down even harder on superhuman activity. Mm. This is post-Brexit Britain, that makes sense. Exactly. what Britain is. Yep. Yep. Uh, Brian meets with Wisdom and Thomas and once again attempts to fight the Fury, teleporting them both to other worlds this time. We get a cool fight in a fantasy, you know. Uh, other, other world is very much kind of like a magical kingdom kind of thing. Yeah. So we get a f- cool fight there. Um, however... 
The Fury defeats him, killing Brian, oh. and then returning to our universe. Interesting. Mm. Meanwhile, in London, Pfizer mentions the Fury and Jaspers to Linda, who panics and, suddenly displaying superhuman strength and speed, breaks free from the facility. Nice. I've just remembered who Lynn McQuillan is now. <laughs> Good. Good. Yeah. I'm not going to say anything yet. Uh, Saturnine resurrects Brian, chastising him for his defeat and warning that she can only return him to life if he dies in Otherworld. Brian demands more power, so he's capable of matching the Fury, so Saturnine presents him with Excalibur. Brian returns to London to find that Linda is on a rampage, attacking the Houses of Parliament. He Good. Good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he fights her and discovers that under her ragged clothing is a Captain Britain costume. There we go. I was going to say, because in the comics, isn't she Captain UK or something like that? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. 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 Do carry on. During the fight, she uses their mystical connection to share her memories with him. Mm. We flash back to Linda's life as Captain Britain on an alternate Earth. Ah, we'll okay, okay, okay. There we go. A figure called the Crooked Man arose, capable of warping reality, and he created the Fury to hunt down and kill superhumans. We see the final few superheroes. This is going to be our cameo central here. There we go. Mm -hmm. uh, so we're going to have Red Guardian. Hey, we're going to have Hank Pym. Nice. Mm -hmm. We're going to have a Koye, but okay. she's going to be Black Panther. Oh, oh yeah. wow. Yeah, okay. Uh, Guerrera in there. We're oh, going to yeah. have Gladiator Hulk wielding Stormbreaker. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and we're going to have breathe. Scarlet Witch, except she's Scarlet Sorceress because she's, oh, yeah. she's going to have the Doctor Strange cloak. Doctor Strange she's, Supreme. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool. she's the Sorceress, Sorceress Supreme. Supreme. Yeah. Mm. Uh, so they are all seeking shelter in Mexico City uh, and then they get attacked by the Fury. They are quickly defeated. We see them all get killed. Wow. Um, yeah. But before she is killed, the Scarlet Sorceress sends Linda through a portal into our universe with the Fury following quickly afterwards. Mm. Overwhelmed by these new memories, Brian transports himself and Linda back to Otherworld, where Linda's injuries are healed. I like this idea. This isn't really in the comics, but Captain Britain's powers are pretty generic. Yeah. I like the idea that he can like heal from any injury, but he has to go back to Otherworld to do it. Mm -hmm. um, I thought that would be like a neat... Video games concept. Yeah, <laughs> back to the gaming. hub world. Fucking uh, go Dark your, Souls. Go back to your save point. Mm. Go back to Firelink Shrine and restore <laughs> your Estus. Yep. Uh, the pair confront Saturnine, who reveals that Brian is far from the only Captain Britain, and every universe throughout the infinite multiverse has a defender. Linda demands to be sent back to her home universe to defeat the Crooked Man, but Saturnine tells her that the damage to her universe was too great and it has been destroyed to stop it spreading. Yeah. This ties quite nicely into What If as well. Mm. Yeah, um, yeah I, I, I like the idea of like having a moment when Brian's first getting his powers and we'll see Saturnine just being like, oh yes, and here's a thing. And we realise later, like that's her destroying an entire universe, mm. just doing a little thing yeah. over here. Uh, she tell, then tells Brian that the Crooked Man is a multiversal constant, a threat that must be conquered in every universe or his powers will warp it beyond recognition. The crooked man of our universe is about to awaken and Brian must kill him or the universe may be cut out like infected tissue. At this, Linda tells Brian that she saw the crooked man in his universe too. It was James Jaspers. Mm -hmm. That's where she was heading to try and kill him. Mm -hmm. Brian and a politician, Lin it makes sense. They destroy universes. Yeah, exactly. Brian and Linda return to confront Jaspers, whose powers have been slowly emerging and attempt to fight him, but his reality warping powers are too strong. It gets starts getting trippy here. Mm -hmm. Weird Doctor Strange, get some weird... kaleidoscopy. Yeah, cool. Just as he's about to kill Brian, the Fury arrives. Brian pulls Jasper's and the Fury into Otherworld as their battle starts to buckle reality. 
Brian manages to free himself from the vortex of chaos as the Fury finally adapts to Jasper's powers by teleporting them both outside of reality. So they're just in this like white void. Void, yeah, yeah. With nothing to warp, Jasper's is powerless, and the Fury kills him. And there's my mother parasite waving in (laughs) in the Uh, infinite void. Back in London, Brian returns to find Linda and the others, just as the Fury also transports itself back to reality. Linda snaps and unleashes her full might against the heavily damaged cyborg and finally manages to destroy it. Mm -hmm. So yeah, that's very much based on the kind of when Alan Moore essentially came on board Captain Britain, which had been this kind of like very just like, he's got powers and he goes on adventures and and Alan Moore was like, I'm going to make it go buck wild. Yeah, (laughs) of course. Um, Alan Moore and Grant Morrison have that effect and and they they don't like each other. Yeah. But like, yeah, they have this thing of like, oh, it's a cool, boring, like middle of the road character. Welcome to the multiverse, motherfuckers. Let's go interdimensional with this (laughs) shit and just be like, go crazy. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, Captain Britain in the comics is where the concept of the multi, the Marvel multiverse came from. It's yep. why that the comics universe is called the six one six. Yep, because that's it got the numbering from Captain Britain, mm-hmm. and the Captain Britain core are essentially yeah, like I've said in this interdimensional like, police. Interdi- thing, yeah. yeah, they're kind of like the Green Lanterns, but for mul- interdimensional. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, they're there to preserve the integrity of each universe. Um, so obviously ties into a lot of what marvel is doing at the moment with with multiverse shit going yeah on. definitely the two bits of extra I could even into that with my one tim could they're going do. through with america chavez plunging through different multiverses we can see yeah yeah especially if we're saying if we were, these are all 2025 films we have a, glim- have a glimpse of the fury as we go past yeah, or something yeah. Like yeah. That. fury takes a swipe at america as she's going through and just yeah. dodges out of the way and be like what the mm. fuck was that or we like have a so post-credit scene with a Captain Britain showing up and being like, "You can't keep punching holes in reality." Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> the way I worded it is how they do it in the comics with America mm. Chavez being she has the universe-breaking powers, yeah. but she's just doing it out of a whim because she's a fucking teenager who's yeah. rebelling, who's rebelling <laughs> against the world. She yeah. is not part of a core or an organization no. or anything like that. She's like, "Fuck you!" <laughs> banned punching through things, and if you yeah. if you tell me I can't do that, I'm gonna punch you in the face as well. <laughs> And I would, I would actually quite like to see that kind of, again, you could have a little moment where a version of Captain Britain, again, a little cameo in my film or something like that, tying into that, like, you can't keep doing... And she just punches through to the next one. You're like, what? Like, you're the Captain... What was, yeah. what was that? Like, oh, cool. Yeah. yeah. And it, or you could even, you could do something as simple as have her, like, as she's travelling through, you go through Otherworld and see, like, the, the Starlight Citadel, which is Saturnite's, yeah. like, palace in yeah. the background, even as, as subtle as that. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, the two other bits of casting that I have uh, are Jamie Braddock, who is Brian Braddock's older brother, mm-hmm. who is another reality-warping psychopath, essentially. <laughs> okay. um, There's a theme here, folks. Yeah, <laughs> so uh, I, they are not, I don't believe, connected in the comics him and, and James Jaspers, I would potentially have it be that he is like somehow absorbed like when, when Jaspers dies, like mm. the powers go into to Jamie or something. Oh yeah. To, yeah. Just because it otherwise is like, wait, you've got two different reality warping people and they're not at all related. Um I have uh Robert Sheehan nice as oh, the casting yeah. there. From Misfits and Umbrella Academy. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Being a charming Irish motherfucker. Yeah. Yeah. Um and then Megan Pusianu. Kusanu. That sounds a bit she, sexy, everyone just yeah. everyone just calls her Megan in yeah, the comics. Yeah, let's stick mm-hmm. with that. Um, who is Brian's love interest uh, in the comics? Yeah, 
it was important to me that um, she is a Romanichal character, mm. Um, mm. a Romani character. Mm. Um, there are not a lot of Romani actors out there. No. Um, it's not that given opportunities to no, be, no. In, be in films that um, any of us are, have access to or allowed. Yeah, yeah and I, I, I wanted it to... So she would potentially be like a newfound actor in, in, in the second film and uh, when we bring her nice. in yeah. as a love, love interest. Um, the bit of casting that I did do was uh, Priscilla Kelly, uh, <laughs> who is better known as uh, Gigi Dolan. In NXT and <laughs> yes. in WWE. Yeah, yeah who yeah. is uh, Romana Chal and yeah. like, uh, yeah, um, and I, Megan is quite like a physical role, so I can see a wrestler like bringing something to that. But that is very much just like yeah, yeah. At time it, of recording, she is the NXT Women's Tag Team Champion. Yeah, so she's yeah. got the profile for it. Yeah, yeah. And the question, the acting chops as well. We'll, we'll see, basically. Yeah, yeah. That's a big but, question. But the whole authenticity. Uh, her so. promos aren't great. But, you know, <laughs> yeah, we'll get there. But yeah, it this could twenty twenty five. This could be this could be a a newfound actress or or whatever at, at the time. Uh, yes. and and that's not even in this film. That's in a later film. So <laughs> oh yeah, so yeah. this is like seven eight years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah exactly. Um, but yeah, I was I was like aware that people would be like, "What about Megan?" Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, a big part of it. Yeah, they're yeah. quite an established. But yeah, that is my pitch. Nice, so I like it. And again, uh, I think it like ties in with where the the whole thing is going. With it's like reality bending is now the normal uh, the normal for for these mm. films. It's like in the same way that the adversary is going to be the mirror version of of you, and mm. you, you know it's just you, but same powers. But uh, mm -hmm. we're now at the stage where capes and punching and stuff is like no longer going to be just the standard for superhero stuff. It's going to be okay. And how is it weird? Mm -hmm. That's the the thing you're selling on now. As you say, we mm -hmm. we start off with Iron Man and um, Hulk. Mm -hmm. Very straightforward, easy yes. sell for audience. Man is tank. Man is big and strong. Yeah, man is flesh tank. Man is metal tank. <laughs> what else do you want to know? <laughs> what about <laughs> Thor? God tank. Yeah. Um, and then you've got man, man has hammer and lightning. Yeah. What, what do you want? All the way to Eternals. Yeah. I know how it's sold or not. It doesn't matter because it's like, yeah, I get it. One division is the thing. I understand mm -hmm. that. Do you? No, but I'm watching it. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that makes sense. But like yeah, I said, we're, we're building towards that. We're, we're yeah. sowing the seeds and getting more and more weird and wacky and crazy as we go. In, in The Matrix, the first one, <laughs> they have the whole, let me explain what a computer is. Let me explain what a program is. Mm. Let me explain what an EMP is. Yeah. None of those things are explained anymore. Mm. You just go, EMP, that's it. Yeah. It, the shorthand is so there that you're like, oh, what? What does this mean? It's like yeah. catch up, Grandad. <laughs> the uh, yeah, the the comics where the, the 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 because when Captain Britain was first being published, it was like as a a strip in uh, a Marvel anthology in the UK. Mm -hmm. So it was only like six or seven pages long, like each bit at a time. It was very like serialized. Yeah. Um, and the the section where the Fury fights Jaspers because I've taken that bit pretty much directly from the books. Yeah, like that's yeah. how they get rid of Jasper. They take him outside reality where there's nothing that, for him to warp and then it just kills him. Right. Um, and then it comes back and Linda McQuillan just beats the shit out of it. And mm. it's, there's a bit where Brian is just like, uh, Linda, it's been dead for 10 minutes. Um, <laughs> nice. Uh, but yeah, that bit of the comic where it's the Fury and Jasper's fight gets like very trippy because they basically just, it's the Fury can adapt to anything and Jasper's can just create stuff out of nothing and warp what exists yeah um and so they just start turning into like conceptual enemies and stuff like that yeah there's like, a lot of fodder for some really interesting cinema there. yeah so mm. i don't know if like uh yandemange like how 
like wild he would go. Like I don't know what his. But we also know how the films work. They'll already be planned by somebody else. Yes. By the collective that is Marvel. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Whereas he can handle the more grounded. Stuff. The interpersonal shit. Yes, yeah. exactly. Not saying that's how it should be, but that's currently how it is because yes. of the schedules. Yeah. yeah, and I'm sure he would bring his own visual flair to it. Like he's a very competent director. Definitely. Um, he also has like kind of horror chops, what with Lovecraft Country and and mm-hmm. stuff like that, which I'm like has a I lot want... of reality bending shit. Yeah, like yeah. up until the final fight, like every time they face the Fury, like you either run away or you get killed by it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah, that's an interesting. I like having a. I really like what you did, like bringing in the other versions of the other superheroes and stuff. I mean, like, there's fucking Hulk with Stormbreaker <laughs> and the Fury just kills yeah. all these other, like, cameo appearances, basically. That instantly sets up as, like, this is a big fucking threat. Mm. You know, we were talking earlier about, like, who's going to replace Thanos and all this kind yeah. of stuff. There. They're a big, interdimensional, mm. terrifying fucking beast, mm. beings and creatures and mm-hmm. all this kind of stuff. The Avengers just never fucking deal with. Mm. Because there are other intergalactic <laughs> forces and and mm. organizations and superheroes and stuff that mm-hmm. deal with that shit as well. So that was yeah. that was originally going to be my cold open essentially. Oh, oh cool! Um, but I I restructured this a lot um, yeah. because I was like I felt like it worked better to have that reveal of like mm-hmm. this is who Linda actually is. Like I think so. I yeah. think so. Um, and and I wanted I wanted to hold back the idea like. Initially, I was like, oh, you know, Saturnine tells him, like, you're part of the multiverse, like, you're part of the mm. Captain Britain core kind of thing. And I was like, no, because he's a character. When he starts out, he's very privileged. And so he would be that kind of like, oh, I'm the chosen one. That makes sense, of course. Um, and his existential crisis when it cu- is when he's like, no, you are one in Legion. Mm-hmm. And like, and your universe can be ended like that, yeah. um, you know. Uh, and that is the bit that kind of makes him go like, oh, fuck, what am I actually doing here? Like, yes. who am I helping? Which, again, for a effectively privileged kid who's kind of like, ah, it, was good. it will work out fine. Mm. It's like, there's usually a moment like, oh, I am woefully unprepared. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Shit. and I, I want his, the, the kind of the pivotal moment in my brain is him and Linda, like, connecting and her sharing those memories because it's him, like, almost kind of reliving her stuff and yeah. and realizing like what the stakes are and mm. and how this thing has like devastated worlds and stuff yeah. like that so yeah i i don't again i don't want to ruin this film either because it's still far too early and it's not mcu related so i don't want to ruin it but weirdly enough there are a few and there's people say like well, would that would that fly in a in a contemporary blockbuster yes because the Kingsman, the prequel mm. to The Kingsman, mm. but it's not—it's not that bad. It's not that good. It's, it's, it's problematic, isn't it? With Ray Fiennes and stuff. With Ray Fiennes yeah. and things, mm. um, has a few elements of that mm. in a different twist. And I won't say. Okay, I'll tell you guys afterwards. Mm. And things, but different moments. Is it like, an interdimensional cyborg? That's all it has. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, it's 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 wacky. But no, no. There's moments like, oh yeah, just because I'm in this point of privilege and I, I I'm good and I'm capable. It's like yeah, but. Are you? It's like, mm. Yeah, because I believe I am, and I've been told I am, and I think I can do this because it's the right thing to do. It's like, yeah, but yeah. I think some reality is going to slap you hard in the face on mm. that kind of thing. I won't say more than that, but yeah, I could see that being a very cool thing. And I, I, you're right; you're going to hit a lot of problems with the whole calling Captain Britain thing, and currently with the idea of Hayley Atwell in the What If thing. Mm-hmm. I know it's a that's the thing. She's called Captain Britain because she is a Captain America 
who is British. Well, yes. they 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 never call her that. They call her Captain Carter. They call her they Captain do, Carter. They do call her Captain Carter. It's the and fucking the, fans, like with the Baby Yoda business. Yes. Mm-hmm. Of course, and the, sorry, and the, yes. The comic that is coming out now is called, Captain Carter. Is called Captain Carter. Oh, then you're fine. You sidestep all the problems there. Problem <laughs> yeah. solved. Yeah. Fair yeah. enough. That makes complete sense. Interesting enough, um, as soon as I knew you were doing a Captain Britain, other mm. world, whatever you want to call it, mm. version, you mentioned Kingsman. Well, Taron Egerton might be a good shout mm. for that. He would be, actually, yeah. yeah. Like, yeah. There's a, I mean, there's a. There's a, a whole list of yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. uh, I was so ori- I was yeah. originally going to go a little bit older uh, and do Dan Stevens. I I saw that you were, you mm, had that yeah. written down. I on changed your pitch I changed a few, quite a few, a few of my weeks classes. ago. Yeah. I was like, oh yeah, yeah. Mm. I do um, I do like Dan Stevens a lot. I'm mentioning Legion, he's fantastic mm. in Legion. Yeah, yeah. Tying into X Men as well, mm. sort of, not really, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I just I decided to go younger because the other person who I haven't cast is his sister. Yes. Elizabeth Braddock, aka Psylocke. Yep. Obviously, that is a big X Men thing. X Men, X Men. Yeah. She would be mentioned, but it would just be like Gen- energy blades and stuff, <laughs> and, like yeah. never, never really like touched on. Yeah. And I figured that when they cast the X Men, they will probably go quite young because they'll. I'd imagine the majority of them will be not like superstar actors, a bit like they did when they first did, made the X-Men films. And and they'll like get, they did when they did Apocalypse yeah, and stuff, yeah. right? Like, they'll, yeah, we'll get the, the Sophie Turner from Game of Thrones and yeah. all these mm. young you'll people. Get, you'll get some up-and-comers fine, right? and you'll get like someone big to play Xavier or whatever mm-hmm. and maybe like someone big to play like James Storm James McAvoy, for example. Sure, sure. You yeah. know, um, and so I figured they would go younger. So I was like, actually, I probably need to make Brian a little bit younger. That so, makes sense. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah cool. I get that. I get that. Nice. Matt, Mr. Stoggs, what are you doing? Our final so? 2025. <laughs> final yeah. MCU release of 2025. Okay. November, probably. Yes, November 2025. This is the November one, I think. This yeah. is May, what, August and November. Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah, we've got the open up with uh, the Young Avengers. It's a big, meaty blockbuster. Does well. Of course it does. It's huge. Uh, you've got mm. a very... You've got some established exactly, characters yeah. that people are eager to see team up. Yeah, you flow into that with... Uh, the summer blockbuster, the really big bombastic. We're gonna do some big things here. We've got a central character. It's back to like his one named hero rather than ensemble piece. Cool, great. Again, good cast, good story. Tying with the multiverse stuff, great. What do we do with the weird November one? That's always like <laughs> the weird November one. It's like my film mm. in a scale of what could be. Jack's being the most likely. Tim's being yeah, very very credible. Mm. Mine's never fucking happening. I don't know. <laughs> I, recent events mm. make it much mm. more likely mm. because you have you have Hawkeye going. Mm, we don't necessarily care about Agents of Shield. It's true. Let's let's bring some of that. Let's let's reject uh, what we don't like about I, previous stuff. I agree with you, Tim. Yeah, yeah. I think well, I, 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 th- I think yeah. we're ignore I think that a month ago. Project. I would have been like, that's never happening. Now yeah. I'm like, actually, it fucking could. Okay, they're doing a Star Wars of being selective with like. Oh, yeah. yeah, we're not we're not talking about. Nah, it's still a brand property, so it's like we yeah. still do it sometime. Yeah, what, what are we talking about, Matt? We're talking about Inhumans, motherfuckers. Oh, that pilot was a piece of shit, wasn't it? Good uh, lord. Okay, okay. Sorry. I've never seen the Inhumans oh, I've, series. I've watched the pilot. I've watched tiny bits of it. I've seen the whole thing. It's shit. It's bollocks. Yeah. It's so it it. I watched one and a half episodes and gave up. The wigs. Are unbearably <laughs> bad. There's some great talent. Considering them, one of the main thing. characters' power is her hair. Oh, don't, don't, don't. Fuck me. So I, I've always had this thing, and it, it's me pitting myself against people for no reason. Um, in the same if way, that doesn't sum you up, Matt. I don't know what that's. That is very accurate. It's like somebody saying, "Oh, I really enjoy, you know, 
uh, let's say, the book of Boba Fett. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I like Star Trek. It's like, nobody asked you about that. So, yeah. But I wanted you to know. And it's like, whenever someone talks Just about X-Men, I can't not say, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not a fan of X-Men. Mm. I like it humans. It's like, okay, <laughs> you, you get different things. I know, but I want you to know. <laughs> so a bit of a backstory here. We've already discussed Mr. Perlmutter. Because Inhumans was his like, well, fuck it. Get rid of the X-Men. We're going to put them through the comics. <laughs> Make them basically the X-Men and have a big apocalyptic event. It's like, the X-Men X is, there are similarities to a degree, mm. but very little. The Inhumans is about a caste system in space, on the moon, no less, yeah. where a bunch of Neanderthals were experimented on by the Kree. And they have a royal family and they have, they're all incestuous and they're <laughs> racist as fuck mm. and they hate humans. And it's just very private mm. and entire thing. Different. We meant, uh, mentioned earlier, like weird superpowers. There oh, are some Christ. weird fucking, that's some Jack yeah. Kirby going just like, oh, I'm so fucking bored of just writing strong dudes. Yeah. This person, their hair can shape shift. Yeah. It's, it's the idea of like um, trying to figure out that again, sometimes like rudimentary powers are like, oh yeah, strong guy. How's he strong? His legs are goat legs, and he's strong from the waist down. You yep. cannot move him. It's like what? Are <laughs> when you he talking stamps about? on the ground, there's earthquakes. Yeah, it's oh, like okay, okay, that's different. <laughs> um, and it is the idea that there's, and a big part of the human storyline is the idea that because of this system, like oh, carefully select the breeding. Mm. And on top of that, you very carefully select who goes through the process of the, getting the Terrigen Mist, mm. because that way. Even then you're like, oh, are you going to evolve as a beautiful creature? Or are you going to mm. be like, put in this little dungeon because you're a dirty little fucking mm. reject? I'm like, that's monstrous. It's awful, but it's a different analogy to the X-Men, mm. which is a different thing. So they had this event in the comics and then they shuffled them away again. But when the Inhumans was made less of a film thing, it was like, well, I still have the rights for the TV. I'm going to make this TV thing. And I'm pretty sure the showrunner was the guy who did Iron Fist. He was the guy who did Iron Fist. Scott Buck, is it? Mm -hmm. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And again, went from making the worst Marvel thing to the new worst Marvel <laughs> thing. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's like fucking out. Keep dude. up that tradition. Only time will tell. Yeah, and it's so frustrating because again, classic uh, Perlmutter mindset. It's like, get me something that's cheap. It's like, and humans is supposed to be really big and bomb. I mean, like, yeah, X Men is crazy big and colorful. And humans is somehow bigger because it's the idea of mm. you know, you don't just you're not born with these power of latency that comes out when you're mm. puberty. It's like you go through a fucking little uh, chamber. A load of gas mm. comes on you, you come out and you're like, either maybe you like have wings and you're amazing and you're mm. made of starlight, who the fuck knows? Or you're just got like, you've got four mouths on mm. your face. You've got a like, really, really, really long tongue. Yeah. Mm. Oh, prehensile tongue. No, 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 no. no. That's what I said. <laughs> I didn't say prehensile. Well, can I like extend it and it sticks to stuff? I did not say that either. <laughs> I have a really, really, really long tongue. Yeah. That's it. That's it. Get in the dungeon. <laughs> Um, you you go through terogenesis. Now you are a wall, and people can teleport through your mouth. Yeah, <laughs> that's a real character. Yeah, I know, yeah. It's, it's, it's like, oh wow, this is a mind. That's why it's a risk. It's it's there's a main character. In, in humans should be like Jupiter ascending, big oh. sci-fi. Yeah, okay. As much as I don't like Jupiter ascending, I know exactly what you're saying because it's yeah. like the whole like that is Island of Doctor Moreau shit. You're like that <laughs> yeah. is off the wall crazy. So of course I had no budget. Um, <laughs> and all the costumes look cheap, yeah. and uh, Atlanta City looks monstrously bland. Yeah, it's sort of and most of it's in Hawaii. Yes, it's well, I don't necessarily mind that too much because I think it's the whole. It looks different. Yeah, but then I'm also like, yeah, but it doesn't you work. What the moon looks like Hawaii. Yeah, <laughs> well, yeah. 
Um, and they shoot some of it in IMAX. So when it's in IMAX, it shows off everything that's cheap. And when it isn't, it shows off everything that's not shot IMAX. And you go, yeah, yeah, this is this is fucking a disaster. I mean, the actors are trying again. It's the whole like the first image comes out, and you're like, here's the royal family. And you're like, I, I have some questions. Yeah, mm. instantly there's like, this doesn't sit right. Like, yeah, yeah. I mean, I first of all. Um, actors are all good across the. Uh, these are yeah, solid um, actors. Anson Mount as Black Bolt and yeah. stuff mm. like yeah, I'm cool. just like that at yeah, all. He's good in the Star he's, Trek. He's films Pike, yeah, now yeah. Mm. And you're like, okay, this is gonna work. A lot of nasty looking wigs, but maybe it's just oh, this one shot. The wigs are what I noticed straight away. The yeah. the bit that I was really fucking. I was just like, like I can't unsee this. Inhumans looking so very human, bland. Yeah, mm. they just look like people. And then it, became, it came down to like, oh yeah, and by the way, here's the first trailer, which was not good. And I was like, right, Medusa. We'll, I, I will get to all these characters in a second, don't worry. I was like, Medusa's whole thing is her hair, which is, looks like a terrible wig. And it doesn't move any of this thing. What, what, why are we... Oh, oh no, it is moving now. Oh, it looks like shit. It oh, and worse was, when it moved. Yeah, and then they shaved it off because it was like, how do we, you know, get around this in the in the story mm. and how get around the budgetary. It's like, this is really bad. I, I, I don't... I didn't dislike the inhuman stuff in Agents of Shield. Mm. It wasn't awful. No. It was relatively well done as a build. Mm. Uh the Inhumans film slash series, fucking horrific. Yeah. Just very, very bad. Agreed. But Feige's always said, we might come back to the Inhumans at some point, do something interesting with it. It's like, please do. Because I again I know it's the whole like, well, no, we got our X-Men. It's like, this isn't about that. It's a different thing entirely. The story is different. The, mm. the idea of an isolationist city and all this stuff, it ties in with so many things in legacy and mm. history. And the Marvel it, comics has never known what to do with Inhumans ever. Inhumans has the potential to, and we, we, this is such a fucking hackneyed phrase now, mm. but it has the potential to be like Marvel's Game of Thrones. Oh, definitely. Because <laughs> it's, insanely. It's, it should be about class. It should be about political intrigue. It should mm. be about... Incest. Royal incest, families and stuff. Royal yeah. families jockeying for position, mm. like bloodlines, all that shit. Yeah. Like done well, it's it mm. could be amazing. Evil space politics. Yeah. But with people who slavery, because <laughs> yeah, it's like one of the problems you hit up against is like, oh yeah, they also have a bunch of slaves. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's it's like they do what? Yeah. Um. Mm. Yeah. There's so many things in humans. It's like these are heroes. It's like, uh, are they heroes? Mm. Um. It's like when you get to the Illuminati stage. So I do want to see as a as a film property at some point. Well, you've got Doctor Strange and Black Bolt and and uh, Xavier and they're like quietly saying and like you know we're gonna we're gonna rearrange the universe it's like mm. as far as we see because we're the, the the best minds and you're like oh this is very bad it's mm. a it's a room full of white people who think they know best yeah um, so my thing is called uh, Inhumans Once and Future Kings mm. and I'm doing the Mar MCU thing I'm taking the name of a comic and not adapting the comic. Yeah, welcome to another, MCU. Another Arthurian connection here. <laughs> yeah. Yep, exactly. We've got multiversal connections, mm. Arthurian connections yeah. between you two. Yeah. And uh, heavily referenced in X-Men 2. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I'm going to run through some cast and explain the, the significance of the royal family of mm -hmm. Inhumans. Please do. So for those who don't know and didn't watch that fucking awful series and probably wouldn't know anyway, I'm quietly convinced everybody is Black Bolt's cousin. <laughs> um. Black Bolt is the king of the Inhumans. Mm -hmm. He's Blackagar Boltagon. Blackagar Boltagon. Yeah, the best name ever. The metal motherfucker. Um, he he's most known for the fact that he um, they go through the Terragenesis at different ages and things. And his parents, the King Queen, were uh, scientists who were working on him at a very very young. I think a fetal age when he starts getting mm. his powers, and they don't know how it manifests. He can rearrange matter and stuff. The most specific way of doing this is his voice is just 
even a whisper is earth-shatteringly loud and mm. will cause devastating earthquakes mm. and stuff. So he is a silent character mm. and a very broody motherfucker. So cool. And he's cool as shit. He's so cool. <laughs> and he has we'll a crazy... We'll get into this later on, but one of my favourite Marvel comics of recent years is the mm. Black Bolt series. Oh, Black Bolt, yes. Oh, fantastic. yeah, definitely. Uh, by Saladin Ahmed and mm. Christian Ward. I have one of the characters as a print on my wall from nice. Christian Ward. It's just... So oh, I've seen that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, so good. He's he's one of those characters that's actually really easy to write in theory, but so very rarely is. Well. That's, that's one of those comics that is like there are no bad characters. Uh, there's there's just characters who haven't had a good story yet. Because yes. that yep. comic yes. will make you cry about the absorbing man. Yep. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> fucking absorbing yeah. man. Yeah. Black Bolt has a twin or a younger brother called uh, Maximus. And Maximus is basically. Another low-key kind of it's the kind of. it's the classic fitting of like oh evil brother blah, 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 yeah. violent control and powers and yeah. yes yeah exactly um so you see you like all comic book characters like don't we have one of those it's like yeah we do but that's how comics work uh Black Bolt's wife slash cousin um <laughs> is Medusa and her thing is her prehensile hair every strand of her hair is like steel like red hair control it yeah. mm -hmm. it's one of the most iconic things about her basically mm. yeah. uh, her sister is crystal mm. um, who has elemental powers like mm. earth water fire wind kind of stuff yeah. has been on the fantastic four at one point crystal is the Mary messiest Quicksilver. bitch in Marvel <laughs> <laughs> Christ that is the most Tim sentence I've yep. heard in a while crystal is not happy unless she's cheating on someone it's fantastic yeah she is spoiled rich arrogant royalty yeah. basically yeah. and again it's the classic like uh inhumans may not associate with others they may not marry they may not interlope mm. they might like Pure except for crystal who's kind of yeah, stuff, yeah crystal got married to quicksilver so why came around because it would time. piss people off that's why. yeah and they allowed it under a thing then she separated from him it's oh she's fucking yeah. very quickly cheated on him yeah 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 um game of thrones ladies and gentlemen yeah it's right there Gorgon is one of goat leg stampy man, big the gold stampy man with the the goat legs. Um, he's one of Black Bolt's cousins. Uh, then you have Karnak and Triton, who are brothers and Black Bolt's cousins. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and Karnak and Triton is interesting. Triton's the older brother, and Triton went through the Terrigenesis phase and got like a load of scales. And it's like, oh, he's become a fish man. Mm. Shit, he can't breathe. And they had to get, like a little breathing mm. apparatus for him, and mm. he has to be like, you know, he had to water or whatever it is, and they finally figured mm. it out. So uh, their parents were like. We don't want to put Karnak through this process because I have no mm. idea. He might come out as a scaly motherfucker as well. We're not going to yeah. risk it. Who knows? So instead, what he did is he goes off and studies and becomes like the best martial artist ever. Yeah. And it's like I can find the weakness in anything. Mm. He's so he's inhuman with almost he hasn't he has no powers effectively. He just has he's kind of like Batman in that way. <laughs> yeah. In that he's like kind of like Taskmaster as well. Like, yes. Yeah. Yes. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. To read other people's movements and perfectly counter it. Mm. And all Precisely. That stuff, yeah. So it's like, what's your power? Yeah. It's like. I kind of just watch and I learn and yeah. I use it back yeah. against you. Yeah, I, I really like the thing with Triton where underwater he's very intelligent and eloquent, mm -hmm. but when he dries out, he becomes like stupid and monosyllabic. Yeah, just fish man. Yeah, <laughs> which we know he can do in film easily with Abe Sapien and everything else. Yeah. Guillermo del Toro has done. So let's talk about some casting for these people. Oh yes, please. Because the first one is a bold move Here right out the gate. Black Bolt, silent broody motherfucker. I'm going Alexander Skarsgård. He mm. he commands a presence. He's six four, Something six like five. Have you seen the trailer for The Northman? The new yes. uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Fuck me, that yeah. man is a beast. <laughs> he's beautiful. <laughs> well, but the reason I cast him is actually um, not good film necessarily, but surprisingly huge blockbuster hit, Legend of Tarzan. No, oh, yeah. where God, he's what a pile of bollocks. Yeah, it is. But when he's like come back as uh, Lord, what the fuck ever? Mm. He's like, oh, you with monkeys? He's like, no, of course not. 
It's just very quiet and just controlled performance. Mm. He's really good in True Blood as well. He's where he yeah. like commands mm. the mm. with very few words. When you first meet him, he's like a almost like a goth mm. vampire type dude, and he barely says anything, yeah. and it's just like get out of my club. Yeah. Mm. That's it. He's, like, he's, yeah. he's the be, be, barely anything is there. Most in mm. the face in in war and anyth- everyone he's pretty good in uh, mute. The um, yeah, funnily, uh, funnily enough, mm. yeah, uh, the um, Duncan Jones film, mm-hmm. uh, which is fine in the Moon universe. Exactly, the, yeah. sort of the Moon universe. The, the Moon universe, sort of sequel to Moon. Yeah. Um, now, rather than doing the whole, oh, here's the evil brother, blah blah blah, Maximus. I mean, you got enough scars guards to pick from. I Matthew. do. They're an acting family. I'm going with Alexander Skarsgård. So I'm literally doing a social network where we're having... But not with a cannibal. No. Okay. Good. No, rather than Army Hammer being doubled up and... and uh, Lucas Pence? I don't understand now. Uh, but yeah, rather mm. than him being sidelined, it's two uh, Alexander Skarsgård performances. Cool, okay. Um, and he can play a sort of interesting... Rather than be like the cackling, twisted version, he can play more of an unhinged version because he plays kind of that in succession. Oh, really? Um, he's in the in the most recent season of Succession. Mm. Um, and he's that classic billionaire tech dickhead mm. um, who's like really bored of everything and everyone. He's trying to make a deal or something. It's like, you, you are shit. It's like, do you want to go piss, piss on my phone? Yeah, let's go do that. He's he's like, who is this fucking psycho? He's, he's kind of weird. Not the same personality, but different sort of things. So I think that would be quite interesting. Mm. Medusa, going Gina Rodriguez. Oh, okay. Interesting. Mm. So, Gina Rodriguez, I think, uh, we were talking about the, the, the London Film Festival earlier, uh, in Kajillionaire. Um, really oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. She's really good. I think she's very impressive in a lot of things she's in. I think she has a lot. She, her standing next to Skarsgård being so tiny mm. and him being so toweringly tall would not be anything like the comics, mm. but I think would be interesting because she has that personality and presence that she mm. could happily fucking shout the room down. I think she definitely has a voice that would mm. sing out for both of them. The question is, do I have her hair being red or black? Mm. And uh, everything in my system is like, yeah, red, 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 coming out. Mm. It's like, yeah, in the same way that Charlie Cox's hair is red as, as Matt mm. Murdock. Not really. It's black with a hint of like, well, dark. Mm. Yeah, but yeah, she's very red and her hair is a kind of defining feature. I know, I know. And then, yeah, so we, uh, that's the only thing I'm like, eh, but that doesn't matter necessarily. Mm. That, that's a, that's a new thing or that. Um, Crystal Melissa Barrera. So she was in In the Heights. Oh, right. Oh, okay, yes. I've not uh, seen it, but yeah. I'm aware. In the Heights is great. Tim and I mm. like that a lot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I think she's a great upcoming actor. I think she's very powerful. I also thought, well, if they're going to be sisters, I know they're all cousins in this universe, mm. but I thought, yeah, let's get to Latino people. Let's, yeah, 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 that makes yeah. sense to have that representation. Mm. That'd be good. That'd be cool. Mm. Um, and also because of the idea that these two sisters quarrel, like, you need to fucking sort your life mm. out. I think that'd be really fun and work very well. Uh, Gorgon, I've gone with uh, Kaivan Novak, who is a charming, lovely motherfucker. Um, he is in Four Lions, and he's currently uh, Nandor the Relentless. In, oh, wow. Yes. In, uh, what We the, Do in the Shadows. What We Do in the Shadows, yeah, yeah. the TV version. Mm. He's, he's, he's magnificent, great. but he's such a big, bold presence. Mm. And he can, he can sort of, being a sort of wonderful comedic actor, he can morph himself into anything. So I can do, yes. He's phone jacker for everybody, all the British. <laughs> he's <is> phone jacker <laughs> as well. This is true. Yeah. 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 For Karnak, I've gone a little different. I've gone with Abimanyu Dasani. So I've gone Bollywood, which is not okay. what Karnak I was waiting was for the Bollywood. I'm not <laughs> yeah. Um, film is he in Bahubali? No. I don't believe you. <laughs> no, he's in a lot of different stuff. He's, again, it's the classic idea of like, he is effectively 
does a lot of martial arts stuff um and his again being being Bollywood, you're trained as an actor and a dancer and a singer you mm. have all of that versatility and stuff so i think he could be very very interesting mm. in that role then in the role of triton i want kingsley benadir Ooh, um who we've seen him recently mm. in, um uh one night in miami yeah as, yes as malcolm x again i want him to play that dual role of being really eloquent mm. and at the same time quite animalistic if he needs mm. to be when he gets to that stage so i think he could do that really really well and very interestingly mm. so that'll be a cool little dynamic now some characters i haven't mentioned but i have to cast and i'm going to piss off a lot of people the villain of this piece is the unspoken this is a canon villain from the inhumans verse but i'm doing unlike yourselves i am very very loosely drawing from the inhumans to work it into the mcu mm -hmm. because there's so much stuff like oh, that doesn't really sit right and that's we've kind of seen that story before so the unspoken i'm going gustav skarsgård hey <laughs> uh floki from like vikings and stuff and uh, i think he was in one of the series of westworld and things yep. and he's obviously a fucking skarsgård <laughs> there's a familial connection there obviously even though I think Gustav is the is, is possibly younger than Alex Skarsgård, I can't remember which one. How the age order they mm. go in, but we're going to play it fast and loose with the, with the mm. with time and that. Kind He's of stuff. four years younger than Alexander. Yeah, yeah, but he looks older. Um, and we're going to he bald, isn't he? <laughs> He's bald. That's and why. you baldies all look old it's, and the same. It's true. But the advantage is you now are that age forever, like Patrick Stewart. This is true. Once you go bald, you, you stop aging. You stop, stop aging. aging. Yeah. I mean, I'm getting older every day. It seems, but yeah. Right. Okay. So, I have four other people in my film of note. Here we go, ladies and gentlemen. Ready for the controversial... Yeah. Because the Inhumans very often have lots of crossover stuff with the Fantastic Four. This was the bit I was, mm. I was just kind of like adding to my pitch and like scrolling past and I saw the words, Reed Richards, Sue Storm. <laughs> oh my God, he's doing it. Yeah. Fucking hell. Mm. Okay. So, in the role of Reed Richards, I'm going John David Washington. Love it. Yeah, I don't like don't like Tenet, but love it. No, John yeah. Washington, I think I think is such a fucking amazing actor. I think who can I get who's got a real presence and talent and charisma? Who's stretchy? Also, yeah, who's <laughs> stretchy? Who could also play kind of a prick? Yeah, yeah. Two things I really like about that: the fact that obviously he's an African American guy. Yeah, great, cool, and that is interesting for two reasons. They tried to do that in Fantastic. Yes, in theory, Michael B. Jordan fucking brilliant mm. Mm -hmm. like as we've discussed he's one of the best if not the best mcu villain mm. has mm. been basically brilliant in everything he's mm. ever been in from fruitvale station to creed mm. to the yes. mcu and beyond mm. they fucked it now's a chance to do it right and marvel's first family could be people of color mm. yeah definitely and second of all kang the conqueror is black mm. and he's nathaniel richards yep. a descendant of reed richards <laughs> Da, 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 da. It all ties in. Yeah. I just mentioned Miles Brown from mm. Blackish mm. was my potential choice for Nathaniel Richards. Yeah. It all makes sense. That's that's a really cool idea. Yeah. I like I, it. I, yeah. It's one of those things like, well, of course the Fantastic Four have to be black. That kind of makes the most sense to me. Mm. And I'm like, wait for all the. <laughs> yeah. Well, Black Panther could be white then. Me, 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 me. All the dickheads on Twitter. Turns out, no. <laughs> Turns um, out, fuck off. Yeah. Um, but yeah, there's, there's cool. Love it. Yeah, cool choice. Because it's classic idea. Like we get a human torch and they get redeemed in the NCU every single time with uh, Chris <laughs> Evans and Michael B. Jordan. <laughs> uh, right. So Sue Richards, I've gone for something most people won't. I don't think I'm gonna have heard this actor personally. Uh, Kylie Bunbury. Now she's mostly done TV at this point. 
I think she was actually an, a, a model who tended to do acting. Mm. She is in a series I imagine Tim might like mm. called Pitch. Oh, I know Pitch. Is she the main character? Yes. Oh, okay, yeah. The, she plays the first woman, uh, well, woman of color, first of all, but, but was a woman in Major League Baseball. Oh, Tim and, loves a good baseball yeah. thing. Yeah, and it's everyone like sense. saying, oh, she's very good, but she can't play in the Major League. Oh, I've heard of this. Yeah, mm. yeah, 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 yeah. And it's all like, and her, her father's like, look, men are physically stronger than you. They're always going to say that over you. That's always going to be a problem. You need to be somehow smarter and outsmart them and be mm. proven to be this way. So mm. you have to do these all these tactics and blah blah blah. But she's exceptionally good in that series. Mm. And I'm like, yeah, she's of, of the right age that she worked well. I think she could command a performance next mm. to these people fantastically. Now I'm going to do a thing. Um, Johnny Storm, an actor who hasn't been doing little bits and pieces, but I kind of again want in a little guy. I feel like Johnny Storm should be a short person. Um, because yeah, like Chris Evans, right? Well, he's got to be the right height to kiss Peter Parker. So. <laughs> this could work. Um, and Tom Holland's five foot nothing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Zendaya so, towering over the top of him. <laughs> so yeah, I've gone for Taj Mori. And you may say, who's Taj Mori? People of my age will go, wait, do you mean the fucking smart kid from, from Kim Possible? <laughs> no. No. From Smart Kid. No, he's in Kim Possible. Oh, he's in Kim Possible. Yeah, that's where I know him from. Oh shit! As a voice actor in Kim Possible. Well, there we go. He's a kid genius in Kim Possible. <laughs> Fuck me! I didn't, I didn't even yeah. realize. Like, We're different generations. Yeah. My apologies. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> so he is uh, sort of like kid actor who's been in things, and he is just again a really nice, charming, energetic kid. And his older sisters, T and Tamara, were in Sister Sister. 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 Yeah. So they're all a big acting family from Texas. Like, like the Skarsgårds, but not. Again, family <laughs> shit. Um, and he has turned a lot of family shit into this family, family movie, thing. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And so the idea is that, you know, he's been in supporting roles in various bits and pieces and TV series and, you know, typical mm. sitcom stuff. And he's doing fine. But I think, again, he's got the energy. I think he could be really good um, and, and do something. It would be very much, it would be more like the original Fantastic Four film. The, the one we'd... Not the Roger Corman one, sorry. Um, the Fantastic Four <laughs> was in the early 2000s with mm. Chris. That hot-headed, really rambunctious, like, mm. big personality live. It's like, can you... J-? And also with the older um, Bunbury and, and Washington, like, you need to chill the mm-hmm. fuck out. And him just being quite, you know, a big personality. Mm. And finally, Ben Grimm, Aldous Hodge. Oh, fuck yeah. Yeah. Speaking of, like, one night in Miami. Is oh, like, yeah. That man is yeah. broad and amazing yeah. and cool, and his voice is spectacularly deep. He, I think we wouldn't go the full-on, I'm from Brooklyn-style Ben Grimm, but I think, yeah, I think he, he would be... I, just, I know his, he would be, you know, a rock monster as thing, but, uh, yeah, I think he's just a great actor. I think he would do something very interesting with the role. Have you seen his recent training photos? <laughs> I haven't, actually, no. So he's Hawkman in Black Adam. Ah, um, and dude is gigantic. Oh fuck me, yeah. He is in superhero shape. Ooh, this yeah. is just just Google Aldous Hodge, mm. Hawkman. Yeah, fuck see, me. See, my thing was my initial casting idea was like sculpture of a man. <laughs> yeah, yeah, insanely, insanely mm. <laughs> like ripped dude. But my initial thought was, who could I get who could be a really good friend, effectively, with? a John David Washington character, but mm. humanize him and bring him back mm. and say, look, look, we need to really yeah, talk about yeah. this. And again, all I can yeah, do because was... Ben has always been the heart of that. Yes. Group, right? Exactly. And ben is always the one that tries to like be the most human for one better phrase. Yeah, exactly. Like, despite being a big rock mm. monster, he's yeah. the most human. That's mm. the whole point. Yeah. So I thought that would be a nice um, parallel. So that's my casting. It's a lot of people. I know you guys are like, I don't know who these fucking that's people a are. a lot of Googling. Yeah. Mm. Knock yourselves out. Well, well yeah. yeah, there'll be all... 
online probably. But yes, uh, let's get into the story. So I've got a very quick pitch for you guys uh, in Invergoman's quick pitch. Um, I'm not going to explain too much. You, I'm not going to explain too much because again, it's like a lot of Inhumans law stuff. But I've again, it, it doesn't matter because I'm just condensing this. I'm taking bits and fragments rather than adapting a full story. So cool. Yep. We open on a coup in an alien city. In the throne room, the Inhuman royal family battled their king to prevent him from launching a weapon called the Slave Engine. <laughs> That's some Kirby shit. Yeah. That's Kirby shit, yeah. Yep. The king is defeated, but says his deeds will live on. A tall man approaches and signs, as in sign language, only for his twin brother to translate that no Inhuman will ever know the king's name. Uh, he, will he will forevermore be unspoken of reduced to a boogeyman to frighten children. With that, Blackagar Boltigan extends his hand and the king's memory is erased. So that's the unspoken played by Gustav Skarsgård. We see all the main characters, big old fight going on. It's like, oh, okay. Cool. Yeah. It's the big cold open. Like, what the fuck is happening? It's like, coup, motherfucker. Mm -hmm. Alien coup. A decade later, the reversal of the Infinity Gauntlet snap brings the unspoken back. Um, we learned that he has been living on Earth in a homeless shelter, but his return sparks the resurfacing of his memories, and he starts to recall his past and the Royal Revolt. This bit is in the comics. We then jump ahead another five years and cover the life and the hierarchy in Atalan, which is the, space, uh, the sort of space city on the moon, where the Inhumans hide and don't... You know, the space city on the moon. Space city yeah. on the moon, uh, which can move. Um, but they, Tying yeah. in the moon to Captain Britain mm, stuff. Yeah. Mm, yeah it's but all, see, yeah, yeah. the Inhumans have stayed out of human concern. So I believe the X-Men like, oh, what, why have X-Men said, no, no, Inhumans stay the fuck out of their business. Mm. They hate the humans. It's none of their concern. We also learn that the rebels at the start of it are members of the Inhuman royal family. We then see uh, a terrogenesis ceremony unveiling a host of new Inhumans. Again, some of it goes really well. Others like shuffled down into mm. the fucking dungeon. So this like, is giving me the gas that transforms people. That's correct, yeah. 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 yeah, cool. You release the crystal gas and it's like... Hmm, now I've got this amazing powers, and or now I can shoot fire from my hands, or mm. now, oh god, my insides I'm, are outside. I'm a wall. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the human royal family learned that Terragenesis cocoons are appearing on Earth, which they've kept themselves separate from, and head down to investigate. This is a trap, and it's revealed that the unspoken has regained much of his memory and is intent to continue his plan to enslave the human race and conquer Earth for his people by reducing humans to a lesser evolved form. Oh no. Kind of like the Super Mario Brothers movie. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> it's mostly inspired by the Mario Brothers movie. Monkey. Um, the royal family attempt to quietly cover this up, but it turns out that the unspoken is not actually on Earth at all. He's uh, taken control of Atlan and transported it to the sky above Paris. And the world finally learns of the Cree-made ancient race. And it's like, oh, fuck. <laughs> oh, shit. Also, Paris, because not New York. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it needs to not be New York. Yeah, yeah. the unspoken. Or London. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, the unspoken recommences the development of the uh, Zerogen crystals. Oh. These are different ones to complete his plan. While the Inhuman royal family seek help from the Fantastic Four. Mm -hmm. This will so be you're presuming first... that Fantastic Four is already out, or is this? Nope, this, this is, is the first Fantastic appearance. Four film. This is the first appearance. Ah, they were doing this is, a... this is the backdoor pilot. That's exactly Four it. stuff. Yeah. Cool. We'll get them introduced as these are uh, very clever scientists who know their shit and that have been dealing with. We pan over to Avengers Tower yeah. and it has a big four. <laughs> we'd, even, we'd even do a whole thing whereby Reed Richards is aware of Atalan because of his stuff in space, them being mm. astronauts. We basically. flew past that on our experimental ship when we got our superpowers in from Cosmic Rays. Yeah, it's like, we agreed not to say anything. Why are you here? It's like, well, we need a favor. That kind of thing. So it's like, oh, okay, so there's history. There's established He could be there. like the only man on Earth who mm. knows of the yeah. humans and is He also knows why he mustn't say anything. Yeah. Because Richards... 
The group explained the history of the unspoken, and we see extensive flashbacks detailing the assassination attempt against a teenage Black Bolt and Maximus. So it's like, oh, well, they, you know, people are trying to kill them. Um, after this, they fled with Medusa and Lockjaw. Medusa, as I mentioned earlier, will be Black Bolt's wife. And Lockjaw is a big fucking bulldog. Teleporting bulldog. Come on, bulldog. It's the best. To New York, uh, where they're pursued by Cadillac and Karnak under the king's orders. The king's being the unspoken at this point because it's all flashbacks. Right, right, right. Yep. The young royals are protected by Triton. I haven't bothered casting young people because, yeah. Mm-hmm. The young royals are protected by Triton, Karnak's brother, uh, who kills Cadillac. And it's the whole like, oh shit, this is all the family politics and things. Mm. Triton reveals he was exiled by the king when he learned of the development of Xerogen crystals, Xerogen, and the slave engine. So classically, it's like, I knew what was happening. They sent me out. It's like, but you're my brother. The usual stuff. That makes sense. Karnak rejects this at first, but is swayed and says the king will cause death of all humans. Because obviously, it's like when it's revealed, you know, that they're there, Earth has enough heroes that they will come and say, like, who the fuck are these moon people? Mm. <laughs> they're a risk. Mm. You know. Also, Karnak can see the floor and everything, which includes plans. That's exactly what so he would yeah. be like. No. He's like, this isn't going to work. Yeah, yeah. interesting. Precisely, yeah. 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 The group agreed to return to Atalan and reinstate the rightful king, Black Bolt, which is the coup that we've seen earlier. So we like the whole, oh, this is how it's come to be over time. The Fantastic Four and the royal family discuss terrogenesis and explain it's not a process that can be reversed. Um, the mist is a harm. It's harmless to humans, but those with the inhuman marker will enter a transitional state. Uh, the Xerogen crystals work in a similar way, but rather than passing harmlessly over humans, it will devolve them into a primitive state. So the idea is a race of slaves, i.e. humans, and all the people with the, the, the sort of latent gene will be in pods, which is kind of right. what you see in the Inhumanity story run mm-hmm. on, which you hit and miss, but, thing, but yep. that's the threat of what's about to happen in theory. Battles happen. Lots of teamwork. <laughs> cool. Shit happens. Shit happens. Welcome to a sequelizer's pitch. It's the, it's the big Marvel fucking third act. Yep. Eventually, the unspoken is thwarted, being excessively aged by the Xerogen crystals. So he's uh, like, uh, becoming a harmless old man, sort of slave in his own mind kind of thing. Mm. But the slave engine bomb still goes off and a Terrigen wave spreads across the earth, awakening countless inhumans. So we are going to still have, this is the presence of inhumans. We're still doing that thing. It's not nearly as many as, uh, you know, the, the comics implied. And it's not full on like to rival the X-Men. It's just like, there are a lot of them now. It's not just the royal family but it still causes a lot of problems. Mm-hmm. The royal family sign a deal with the UN to have Atalum serve as a refuge for emerging inhumans, and the Fantastic Four vow to act as diplomatic go-betweens, which becomes problematic when they realise, hang on, you have slaves here? It's like, mm-hmm. yeah, and the ones that we deem fit and worthy will be part of our elite, and they're the ones that won't will live in the dungeon. It's like, no. oh, we have real problems with this. Ooh. Yeah. Maximus is then approached by... Oh, yeah, this is, this is the post... This is the mid-credit scene. Maximus is then approached by... Doctor Doom. Oh fucking hell! Oh, who plants the seed that Maximus should sit on the throne, not his older brother? So Maximus is always doing this, but in, I thought it, maybe it's just that he's night. They're good brothers, and then yeah. one person comes on and says, "Hey, maybe you shouldn't be." Yeah, the the run that I mentioned earlier, the Black Bolt run, is like the the whole thing is called Imprisoned, mm. and it's Maximus betraying Black Bolt, yes. and it should be Maximus that's locked away, but Black Bolt gets locked away in, mm-hmm, in place mm-hmm. of him because they're identical twins and all that kind of bollocks. Yeah. Not twins, but brothers that exactly, look similar yeah, and yeah. he casts a magic spell. Blah, blah, tricks, three bollocks. Low-key tricks, three bollocks. Mind control. Um, and yeah, that we get the whole, like, him being tortured in prison and mm-hmm. or having his voice taken away completely and all this kind of stuff. Yeah. That made me love Black Bolt and, as you said, Absorbing Man being, like, oh, yeah. just a brilliant character. There's there's so much going on with those characters that could be written so well and very yeah, rarely. Yeah, I think this is laying really good groundwork. Not only for that, but Fantastic Four. Yeah. And... 
Yeah, I wonder what other inhuman characters we we could awaken that way. Obviously, we've already got Kamala Khan, and she is an inhuman in the comics. Yeah. Or was originally. Mm. Whether they acknowledge that, I doubt they will. I don't think it's going to be inhuman. No, I don't think she will be either. I don't know how they're going to do it for the no MCU version, I think she's but... going to have that classic way that... that how, the same way that, that, that Dam has got her powers. It's like, you know, you were in close a proximity. Thing. And then... A thing happened. Yeah. A thing happened and you got powers. There you go. You yeah. absorbed yeah. it now. Yeah. yeah. Um, with regards to this, though, it was it's it's going to be the political intrigue, the sort of like the scheming, the duplicitous nature, and that these people are not positioned as heroes. You see the, the backstabbing mm. throughout the flashbacks and all bits and pieces and things, but ultimately that they're not exactly to be trusted. Mm. It's not like, oh, this is Thor who's in the royal family and here's a difficult relationship with his mother and father and here's his, his adopted brother and oh here's his friends it's like no this is a very difficult and complicated it's a bit more like the eternal sort of politics mm. where you're like yeah, are you guys eternals yeah are you guys family yeah. are you guys like friends yes are you family and fucking mm. <laughs> yeah are you yes and i want the audience to go oh that's kind of weird they're cool but I, I don't really know what to do with any of this and and again it has to look fucking wacky i mean all the humans have to look yeah bad wigs right yeah to, but only bad wigs. But I mean, also <laughs> kind of terrifying. Yeah, I want it to have almost a bit of a bit of a horror vibe mm. here. Um, and I need to bring up which is one thing I haven't actually uh, referenced here uh, is my director. Mm. I've gone for Lorraine Scafaria, and she is a very interesting individual in that she's she's directed films that I think are really solid, and also written stuff that's really solid that doesn't get a lot of look in. So, for example, she did uh, wrote the script for Nick and Nora's Infinite Playlist, which I yes. really like. Yeah, she I wrote really like that. Yeah, yeah. 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 Um, and she directed Seeking a Friend for the End of the World, which was fine. I really um, like that film. Yeah, I think it's all right. Um, and Hustlers, which is fucking great. Hustlers is yes. great. And yeah. if you want to see, like, can you show me a thing where you again? It's one of the things with the MCU casting of directors is like, what do you what do you want to get out of this? Because again, you know, the visuals are going to be almost entirely set in terms of the third act stuff and the things. Can you show me people who are going to be your best fucking friend and give you everything you want, but really it's a manipulation to get what they want in the first place. Like, oh, you fucking shit. Hustlers nails that. The the the, the relationships and things and the and how easy it is to corrupt everybody and that sort of thing. I think I think yeah, Skafar is really a, a, an interesting director. I'll trust that one. Um, so yes, I think it would be dark and and creepy and weird and and mm. ask a lot of uncomfortable questions. Mm. As also a parallel for any say imperial nation so mm -hmm. with america arguably and mm. most of europe you know like yeah maybe you should question whether you're the good guys or not mm. in this story it's like well because we are why are, got this are, we, the, are we the baddies moment yeah precisely yeah. um and most importantly black belt doesn't talk in my film there's no like moment where he gets to have a little moment where he says, i love you mm. or something stupid i think that is wise because you also have Skarsgård as Maximus. Maximus is talking so you don't so I know just what he have sounds like. a silent Skarsgård the whole yeah. time. He's yeah. I think having sign language is a is mm. a cool and inclusive thing to do as well. Yeah. They did do that in the Inhumans other version, mm -hmm. but I don't care. <laughs> they they also do it more in the comics now actually. They do. Yeah. Medusa yeah. and yeah. Uh, but one of the things about Medusa and and uh, Black Bolt when they actually when he was imprisoned in the first place obviously again there are so many versions of the history but mm. at one point when he's imprisoned Medusa goes visit him and they invent this sort of sign language yeah. where they can talk to each other and that's where sort of how they fall in love and things and again I think we're having quite a few characters who are signing and things like that mm. um, so it's going to be a thing like yeah this is just another yeah. language that we represented in this, mm. in this uh, yeah I think that's cool it's not unorthodox mm. so that's that's my thing I don't know yours is the boldest of the three of us like I said I think oh, we've yeah. gone in order of like Mine's probably almost certainly happening. Half mm. the cast are mm. already here mm. kind of thing. And then Tim's is like, okay, yeah, we can see that happening. That's pretty bold and interesting mm. and stuff. Yours is 
probably the most in, in, yeah, in several directions. Well. Yeah. <laughs> yes, there's a yeah. lot going on, mm. and it's 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 the kind of thing that you've got every bold the... casting choices. Mm. You've got uh, actively don't want the audience to particularly like your main characters. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's again, the, <laughs> it's, the, it's very un MCU. The, the November Eternals release is pretty much my sort of like mm. blueprint of like this might piss off a lot of people, mm. yeah. but also it'll piss off a lot of different people for a lot of different reasons. Mm. And also, I should point this out because I didn't actually cast this because it was just a cameo, and I thought to myself, I'd throw this out to you guys as well. I didn't cast Doctor Doom. No, I was not going to ask you that, actually. Mm. That was going to be my next question. I actually have zero ideas. I, I Well, I had one idea, and I was like, why are you doing that, Matt? It's like, because I want to. Um, I have one idea, but he's already been in the MCU. See, I wonder if we're thinking of similar people. Matt Mickelson. Mickelson. Ah, yeah. Now, I think he's, that's great. But the thing is, that was going to be my choice, and I was going to swing it with Gemma Chan is in yeah. two MCU films. Yeah, and what? Doom. There's a, you never see his Doom, face, and then this version of Doom, you, I would say you never see his face. There's a bunch of I, I read a listing the other day that was like twenty actors that yeah, have played yeah. multiple roles in the yeah. MCU. Or whatever. Yeah. I was like, there's a bunch of fucking people that have yeah. played multiple yeah. roles. Double up. Yeah. yeah. Um. I, but the, the thing is that Mickelson would have to be. Because obviously there'd be a slight, not necessarily distortion on his voice, but there would be a reverb yeah. hollow, and you know, make it sound like he's actually in the suit of armor. And again, I would never, ever, ever, ever show his face. Maybe in like a flashback scene or something like that. Mm. But that's how I get around it. Yeah, nah, don't do it. Mm. Don't show his I, face. I, I have a couple of notes on your Please casting. Please go ahead. I don't know if I, because I mainly know her from Jane the Virgin. I don't know if I see Gina Rodriguez having the gravitas that I would want from Medusa. Okay. I had a couple of thoughts. Please. Uh, Penelope Cruz. Mm. Yeah, no, nothing wrong that. She would be, again, obviously age isn't really mm. a thing. She would be significantly older than the rest of them. She must be. She, well, she's about the same age as Skarsgård. Mm. Skarsgård's 45 now, so would mm. be 50 oh, only then. 45. Yeah. Interesting. Fair enough. Fair play. Uh, and then this would be a little bit older than Skarsgård, I think mm. about five, six years. Yeah. But the Lorraine Scarafia mm. connection, mm. J Lo. Oh yeah, see, <laughs> I have no problem with that. Yeah. In th- in theory, mm-hmm. on paper, and I also uh, don't mind Medusa being a bit older than Black Bolt. I no, that's that not could kind problem. of work. That's like, fine. Yeah, 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 yeah. cousins in the space thing. Yeah, yeah. Um, no, J Lo's not actually a bad suggestion of all. Yeah, yeah. That that could work. But also, yeah, that could work very well. Actually, J Lo's fifty two now, so yeah. would be yeah. Yeah, she'd be 60. 50, mm. But also, the whole she point would, of the... She would not be in her 60s in four years' time, you absolute <laughs> maniac. I don't know how time works. <laughs> you have your I'm basically 40 thing the whole time I've known you. <laughs> and you're but, not 40 yet, and I've known you for nearly five I'm, years. I'm writing off years. Yeah. Um, but I would say, anytime someone says, oh, what about the contracts? It's like, they cast fucking Samuel Jackson. Yeah. And fucking... Michael Douglas. Period. Yeah. 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 Don't give me that shit. Yeah. yeah. So also Medusa's not a leaping around character kind of I thing. was gonna say there's also the fact that these are established people and their powers mean they don't have to be like the classic X-Men last stand, they all jump. It's yeah. Like, no. <laughs> the whole point is they can use their powers interestingly. Yeah. You don't have to Or Suicide Squad. And also they all kill things. Everyone's got a fucking CGI body double. Yeah. yeah. As much as I hate to say it, but you know. Yeah. The other one I wasn't sure on is Taj Maori. Interesting. Uh, okay, because he's he's mid thirties, which I think is a little too old for Johnny Storm. Okay, you want him younger than twenties? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, the name I was going to throw out there, and he's already played a superhero. Uh oh. But he hasn't played one in the flesh. Uh, okay. Shamik Moore. Oh, oh, Miles Morales, baby. Yeah. Okay. Yes, okay. I like I Shamik Moore a lot. I've seen like a similar list saying this is a perfect example of yeah. casting. Yeah, yeah, yeah I like yeah, Shamik Moore yeah. a lot. I'm I'm not posting any yeah. of these. I think they're all solid. Mm. Yeah, decent. But yeah, no, I, I liked your pitch. 
Thanks. Um, and I, I, it's, yeah. a, it's a lot to hammer in because I'm trying to take fragments of things that happen in the comics. Mm. And every time you look at the Inhumans law, it's like, well, this version of events says this and this yeah. version says this. But no, I think I, I really like the idea of we start with them doing a coup mm. and you go, no, oh no, like clearly they were in the right here. It's it's political intrigue, but they were the right people. And then you're like, did still do a coup though. And like... Mm. I'm the right yeah. flair. Are you? You killed your king. Yeah. It's like, yeah, but he was going to kill everyone else. Mm. Is it because you're worried about you know, the death of the mm. humans? No, I was worried we would get found out in court. It's like, yeah. Right. That's not good. So it's it's almost like the secretive Wakanda style. We don't want to yeah. be involved, but it's even worse because it's like, yeah, but they're a good progressive nation. Yeah. Your pieces of shit. Yeah. Um, yeah. And if we are getting a, a, an At- Atlantia, is that the one where namor's from atlantis, atlantis. just atlantis just isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. atlantis yeah, yeah i never know which ones in the in the yeah list. which ones they've done weird stuff with yeah so that's that land and atlantis yeah. yeah okay great exactly that's just another race of dickheads yeah 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 i think another race of dickheads in Fantastic humans find race of dickheads and then the council of reeds yes in humans is really tricky i think they almost work better as a setting than as a characters yeah if that makes sense yeah but I think your pitch takes the best aspects of them and the... I would say I don't see a sequel to My Inhumans. I see them being used in other things. Yeah, I think that makes sense. I think, And also, the Inhuman because... characters that you'd spawn would be appearing in stuff as yes. opposed to... You may get any... Mm. You can spin them off in many ways and the fact yeah. that you had the kind of backdoor pilot Fantastic Four thing, mm-hmm. I think you can do a lot with... Kind of in a similar way to Young Avengers and even with your cast of characters in your Captain Britain Otherworld stuff, Tim. Like, you can have... Because it's the MCU, you can have one person show up and, you know, tying Mm. into Psylocke that you touched on earlier and stuff like that. That ties into the X-Men stuff. There's plenty of the Young Avengers characters that then, like I said, oh, we're hinting at this and playing Mm. at that and blah, blah, blah. And Mm. you've got loads of stuff to do and and play around with, especially as we're going more cosmic Mm. and more weird and stuff Teddy becomes the king of space in comics, you know. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, he unites the Korean Scroll Empire and yeah. becomes king of space, basically. So that's like, yeah, that yeah. sounds good to me. And he gets a cool sword. He does get a cool sword. I'm just thinking that this is a random aside, but I, I'm just thinking now about if, if they were to launch Inhumans in 2014 or 2012, and you're like, okay, we're going to Inhumans. Oh, okay, fair enough. Mm. And it becomes a film. I know full well what they would do. They do the same thing we'd always do. Same thing they're like, oh, we've been trying to do this forever. Who are you play casting as Black Bolt? Tom Cruise. It's like, oh, you misunderstood <laughs> the character. Who are you casting as? Yeah, as Tom Cruise not talk for an hour and a half. Yeah, mm-hmm. he doesn't run either. It's like, oh, <laughs> who, <laughs> who are you casting as Medusa? Angelina Jolie. It's mm-hmm. like, yeah, these are very obvious casting. Mm-hmm. I mean, obviously, Angelina Jolie is in, in the MCU, mm. but yeah. So I think all three of us, but with our 2025, it's a solid 2025 right there. It's very different, mm-hmm. but I think everyone will quite going. Might happen. Never know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. I mean, we, we're sitting here in 2020, well, recording 2021, um, the last remnants of it. Yes. Um, rec- you know, releasing this in 2022. In the same way that you could probably find some thoughts from us, tweets or otherwise, about, oh, they've released, you know, um, information about an Avengers 2. I wonder if it's going to be this. And you're like, how far yeah. off the fucking <laughs> base could you have been, kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. So there we go. This brings us then to our. Huge three parts. Yeah, that concludes our MCU trilogy of episodes. I'm sure you will have a lot of opinions and thoughts. So please do let us know 
Hit us up on social media. We are Sequelizers on Twitter, Instagram, even Facebook. We don't really who uses Facebook these days apart from mums. Nobody. Twitter's the best place to contact us and have a conversation, yeah. basically, apart from our lovely Discord, which, of course, you can get links to in our pinned tweet on our Twitter and on our website, Sequelizers.com. There is an invite link to the Discord if you just click the Discord button. You can also find all of our merch, all of the previous episodes, lovely archived and a little list for you. And... Yeah, information about us, links to all the podcast services, links to the live streams we do every month. We will have one every month with new guests and new director showdowns and stuff. We will be building to a showdown of showdowns, champion of champion tournament eventually. I'm excited for that. But yeah, we're going to have more new voices joining us on the live streams and discussing even more directors and their filmographies through that. It's a lot of fun. It's basically another episode of Sequelizers if you... (laughs) Haven't already gotten enough of us. There's another two to two and a half hours of content yeah. for free yeah. on YouTube. You can just search Sequelizers live stream and find it that way. Like I said, the playlist is all embedded on our website as well, so you can find it there nice and easily as well. You can follow me on Twitter. If you want to discuss Young Avengers or anything else. I'm, st- I'm getting back into reading comics again. I asked for a bunch of them for Christmas, and I'm nice. like digging my way through. After like not really reading any sort of superhero kind of comics or anything significant over the last couple of years i kind of just like they just kind of like fell by the wayside i've gotten a bunch of stuff over christmas so i'll be tweeting about comics for the first time in a while <laughs> which is basically all i tweeted about a few years ago but yeah uh i am jlw chambers if you do want to discuss seo comics wrestling anything like that basically rock and metal i don't really talk about metal that much but Piglets. No, I'm vegetarian. I don't eat piglets. I don't say eating them. You're rearing them, possibly. Mm. Also, not that. Put, putting them in tiny Wellington boots. Hey, yeah. now we're talking. I would love a micro pig. I don't think Toothless would be very happy with a micro pig, though. She's pretty friendly. She'll be fine. Speaking of being pretty friendly and pretty fine, how can people follow you on the internet? Uh, there's no way you were segueing to me at that point. <laughs> Absolutely <laughs> not. Absolutely not. Um, Stogs, S T O G H Z. You can find me on. TheRedRightHand.co.uk is where I review films, and Cheeseman.com is where I make things. Tim, MCU link. Tim, <laughs> <laughs> you can find me at trivia underscore lad on Twitter, where I will talk about MCU nonsense quite frequently, and comics in general, and just everything else that's on my mind, and retweeting a lot of things, mm. etc. Well, folks, if you do want to rate and subscribe to us on various podcast platforms please do spotify do it now don't they yeah you can rate us on spotify now you can give us five stars on that which is a weird thing to say give us five stars only you piece (laughs) of shit never go to the post office again (laughs) (laughs) and of course if you'd like to support us in a monetary fashion get a patreon.com slash sequelizers there and we appreciate anything and everything you can possibly do to support us help our show grow and build towards the interseason and season 10 coming later Ooh. this year. Go 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 check out our merch. Go check out the merch. Yeah. We have t-shirts. Buy yourself a new t-shirt for for yeah. 2022. We had Play people with yourself. We had people's wives buying them sequelizers t-shirts for Christmas. Yeah. It was really cool and surreal yes. and weird. We didn't think anything of it when we got the order. I was like, "Okay, yeah, post this." Mm. And then in the Discord suddenly it was like, "My wife got me a sequelizer t-shirt for Christmas." Like that is the coolest fucking thing. We're a Christmas present. We're, we're a Chris- <laughs> Our faces are a Christmas present. Give the gift of, of sequel. Our, of our faces <laughs> to your loved ones. <laughs>
we should start doing baby grows and stuff soon since more of our listeners are starting to have kids and stuff. We now have a parenting channel on our Discord. That's how True. that's how popular <laughs> it's all getting. Yeah. But all anyway. Those, all those lockdown babies. Pretty, yeah, <laughs> absolutely, yeah. But anyway, we'll be back next week with the kind of proper start of the interseason. We'll be kicking off with a sequel we'd like to see. Kind of similar kind of format to this episode mm. where we'll talk about a film we like. And then we'll each come up with a little pitch about what we'd like to see from a sequel of it. I think there's like zero links between this, these two. One big link, obviously, but... Comics. Yeah. It's a comic book movie, ladies and gentlemen. There's a little tease for <gasps> oh, you. Shit. And there's been rumours and teasers of it happening. Because we do that. We talk about a thing and then either they <laughs> die or it happens. It's yeah. the universe. And they're like, oh man, we should cast this person. It's like, this person casts this thing. We're like, we'd love to see a sequel to this thing. Announced new sequel to the thing. It's like, okay. How yeah. do we keep doing this? Yeah, I don't know. But there you go. We are sequelizing in our own way a comic book movie next week. Mm, see you Isn't next week. Isn't that exciting? Thank you very much for listening. See you then. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Sequelizers, a podcast where we talk about the best movie sequels of all time. I am your host, as always, Jack Chambers, and joining me, also as always, is Mr. Stuart Ashen. Hello. And Alec Plowman. Hello. On this week's episode, we'll be talking about... Hold it right there, Chambers. You're under arrest for violating the sacred podcast timeline. I've hosted podcasts in 2012, 2017, and I'll keep doing it well into 2022. You can't stop me been a long journey for you, hasn't it? The pain, the running. And you, you're a flea on the back of a dragon, in for one hell of a ride, but you did manage to hang on. I guess that counts for something. I'm not sure you fully comprehend the situation here. You've lost. We found you. <laughs> of course you did. I'll see you real soon.